after reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Yeah, in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my fathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. folks uh big stream today for you we're going to be uh like, what did i call this uh, it's sars wars uh, this was a joint title between myself and uh, commander rixie sars wars revenge of the clones and uh we're going to be uh, we've, we've got to keep trawling through this as we as we pick apart the uh the nonsense and uh, oh well the good bits as well so without further ado i'm going to call charles get him on the line and i'd like to um twitch is okay um it says it's not working for me ah shit uh let me let me just call charles first for and then I see it. Oh, shut it. Um, do this. Do this. Bear with me, folks. Uh, there's always some tech issue that <laughs> I, I'm trusting Twitch. Twitch is working. Okay, that's that's all I need to know. Um, it just it says it's not my end. That's all. So as long as it is, that's right. Let's try and get Charles.
Charles. Yeah. Yeah, I've got you. Okay. Um, Just so... uh, We were having some comms issues earlier, folks. So if Charles drops, please be patient. I'll try and get him back on and yeah, actually, just... I, well, I, can you can you actually uh, call me back again because i had just restarted my phone and so i had to pick up on my computer it's, it's doing it was doing like a system update oh okay um, yeah yeah no but i actually want to pick up using my phone like, like we talked about um so okay. yeah i'll hang up and, and then just just well, call this, me back, right? this is working dude i mean if it's well it's... actually i mean i guess we can i guess we can start now and if it gets terrible then we can switch over yeah that's fine yeah so right, okay rather than dropping it but, um I, I wanted to say to everyone uh, any donos that raised today uh myself and charles will be splitting them so please please help charles today okay as well as um please throw some ones at me here yes yes please and um, you know charles puts in an enormous amount of effort and Standing by his guns, um, well, taken more losses than most of us would be able to tolerate. So, um, I want to just hope my soundboard behaves. But yes, okay. And of course, um, do you want to try the camera? Should we push our luck? Put you on screen? Uh, nah, I'd rather just okay. Um, keep it like this, just to be safe. And you know the so so what I've got up on the screen at the moment, you know, because the more the more I thought about it since we were speaking, and the uh, I, I, you can't call it academic attribution, but basically it's it's Jay has ployed your riffs around Star Wars, Star Wars, and for people looking on the screen this is this is from an article that substack from charles substack which is the 10th of january 2020 and you can see on the left hand side there um it says star wars stars wars sorry the infectious clone war and so we're I, I have the feeling we're dealing with a a, a spin on data and ideas that Jay has taken that were already extant, that, and the way that he's gone about it has caused a huge amount of problems for people, um, not only scientifically but other other types. Of fallout. So, f- would you like to claim your your uh, your your original work here? Well, I'm. I may not have been the first person to to make fun of because I, I found Star's Wars memes. I think from the, the mid two thousands, but um, I actually made memes that of drastic as various members of. Of the Star Wars cast and and whatnot, and yeah, that article was just kind of a. It was. A... Oh, there it goes. <laughs> Goddamn comms! I hope we're going to be able to do this. Yeah, man. Yeah, Ruki. 
it's gone. Eh. Find it. Let's, let's see if he picks up his phone. If if it gets really bad, I'll I'll just do it via telephone call. Sorry about this, folks. Uh, yeah, comms issues, bro. Sorry. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Now we can. Okay. Yeah. So you got to. There were SARS memes sort of follow, follow uh, from around 2002, whenever SARS was. Yeah, but I kind of made the thing, and um, like I, I didn't really think, or, or it wasn't my biggest concern because by the time he he used this Clone Wars meme, he decided to do it right when he was attacking and undermining me. So. I was a little more upset with everything else than I was with the fact that he appropriated my, my humor. But, um, but I mean, I, you've even I, got, I in there, you've got in there infectious clone wars, right? It's, and that, to me, yeah. points to the fact that where he's trying to say that this infectious clone hypothesis of his is uh, the, the, the new way of trying to frame this data... That's not true. Every, everyone was concerned about this recombinant biology. That's the whole point. That this... yeah. Infectious clones is not something new. I knew that it was, like, that was, that was how Ralph Derrick referred to it. So, yeah, it, he didn't come up with something new. What he's done is appropriated something and applied it to his own hypothesis mm. and that it's but somehow while doing that he's trying to divorce gain of function from infectious clone which is impossible because infectious clones are used for gain of function yes yes and so what what we decided to do was to for people listening to go through and it's a very long stream folks um, Jay's presentation to uh, doctors for doctors for COVID ethics is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. something like something like that. Um, and we just want to point out where there are failings in his reasoning. Um, I don't know, skimming over extant data to try to paint a picture that, well. Uh, Again, trying to force fit your his hypotheses into a framework, and um, we we don't think that that's warranted. So, oh, of, the thing is, bro, it requires to sh share. Well, we were sharing screen before, right? That worked. You no, worked. yeah, you, yeah you, you can do that if you want. Okay, so screen. Sound. Start that. So let 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 me know if you can see it. Yeah, I can. Okay. And so the the idea today, folks, is to um to step through that presentation that he gave, and that you know there are things that we agree on, um, but as he's taken such wild swings 
at, particularly at you, um, wanna we want to address each one of those. So yeah, well, I just want to add like a like a disclaimer, I guess, but that oh crap, I forgot what it was. What we talked about earlier. Um, dang, just the fact that he's wow. How ironic it would be me right at this moment. The point is that he doesn't have the evidence for what he's doing. And what I would ask is if he's going to watch this and if he's going to provide commentary on it, that he actually like put the links to our, to our stream in, in his thing he's doing it and actually spend more time in letting his audience hear everything that we're saying. Because cutting out three minutes uh, of bits and pieces from different sections of the stream is not, he's not actually answering any of our questions. And he's not even broadcasting to his audience the bulk of what we're, of our concerns. So mm. I would just ask that if he's going to do that, then give his audience a fair representation of what we're actually saying. Yeah. Or just don't do it at all. This one to fill the screen right now ah the chat's kind of in the way but uh, i'm just going to put the link for your article in the chat so people can see the time the time stamped so <laughs> he's he, he's uh well it, it, what what do they say um when, when someone copies you, it's the uh, imitation is is the uh, greatest it's form of flattery, right? Yeah. right? And I, I guess I guess there's that, uh, but it's the um, it, it is the mis uh, mis his misinterpretation of the data that we're most concerned about because it it, it it's causing this sort of feedback loop that's um, very very. Uh, destructive right now so let me switch over to his presentation and i don't do you have a particular point of where you wish start or no i no, just um 10 12 minutes 30 minutes see where it goes um folks because it's so long i'm gonna have to play a, a clip okay because we want to try and get through this and if you think about it as a crime scene, then what I'm asking you to do is to think more on the, the, the script of usual suspects, where through the whole movie you thought you were figuring it out, and then at the end you realize that the good guy was the bad guy, and the bad guy was the good guy. And I'm suggesting to you that right now, like has done many times in the past, we have experienced a three-year drama, which is depicted by this cartoon, which in America is Scooby-Doo, which is a group of teenagers with a big dog named Scooby that solve mysteries. And inevitably, when they solve a mystery, they remove a mask from a monster who ends up to be the owner of the business that said he was robbed, but really he was faking it. And this solving of the mystery, I believe, is what has occurred over the last three years as you and I and your friends and family have all come to realize that this must have been a laboratory leak, whether it was a natural virus or a virus that was gain-of-function modified, it's a laboratory leak. And this conclusion is the illusion. And I want to explain why I think there's no biology to support well, I, 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 I immediately stop there because um, that that would um, sure, surely counter his own point, which is if we're dealing with infectious clones, is that not a laboratory construct, Charles? Yeah, um, 
Uh, well, I mean, by definition, yes, you can't. If you do anything that has the potential to to make the virus or infectious clone more something for humans, then uh, by definition, that is gain of function. So, and, and infectious clones are, are, are gain of function. And this this is something that, and again, the clone issue, well, I, I don't know whether it was not clear to him. I don't get it personally, but in my mind, it was, again, recombinant biology run out of control that's being gamed by the defense contractors, military industrial complex. And in a nutshell, that, that's what we're dealing well, and one of the one of the main claims that he makes is that at several points along this line, he said he said that there's no that there's no publications that, that document this. And so let me let me be clear that not only is there classified stuff that they wouldn't tell you, but anything that's private, anything any research that's going on at private companies without federal funding. We have zero oversight of. So they could do anything from bioweapons to, to human cloning, whatever. And so his argument that, well, there's there's not a record in the literature for certain things is is insane. Because as I've said before, there's not there wasn't a they didn't wait to drop the atomic bombs until after they'd gotten their article published in nature about how their, you know, about how their fish and core was going to be set up inside Little Boy and, and Fat Man, mm. okay? And they still have never published those things, yet we know that they're real, so... Uh, well, um, some people think they're not real. <laughs> right, so, um, okay, so he's bringing up uh, Redfield right now, and before... Robert Redfield, the CDC former director. Yes. yes. And I, 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 my question before this starts is, do, do you think he's legitimate or is he part of Scooby-Doo? Um, well, people can be saying things that are true and still have ulterior motives sometimes. Um, but Robert Redfield obviously had reservations from the beginning of the pandemic because whatever he was saying behind the scenes, he was left out of the loop when the time came. So all the, all the co-conspirators and Fauci and everybody, they intentionally kept him out of the loop along with the rest of the, of the administration. So, um, so he, and the fact that he was the first to defect you know, just before the, um, the WHO report came out on May 30, or March 30th of 2021, I think a week or two earlier was when Robert Redfield came out and publicly stated on the news, like on regular evening news, that he believed in the lab origin hypothesis. What that tells me is that as soon as he was able to, and, and he was out of the administration, because they, because uh, keep talking. Uh, I need to sort the kids out one second. Okay. 
Wow. Right. What that tells me is that Robert Redfield knew enough to have major concerns, but was but wasn't part of the in crowd. And so what he was trying to do is abandon ship before the ship sank. And he, I, so I think that's why he spoke when he did, because because he knew it was BS and he was no longer in the administration and he could see which way the, the tide was turning. So, yeah, I, I do think that he, now, is he trying, is he trying to, to come forward and be honest and do these things to kind of protect himself? Almost assuredly he is. He's, he's trying to, to make him, to get some redemption before the big news comes. But that doesn't mean he's lying. So, Okay, let's let's see what Jay says about him. Support to stay out of the public eye and been there, done that. But I took this position. I'm not really sure why I couldn't get that to settle in. But what that was supposed to say there before this started was that we have been uh, fooled by a narrative where we've we've become argumentative about the idea of it. Was it a lab leak or did it just come from a bat cave? And people have argued about that in front of Congress for almost three years. And that argument and those FOIAs have convinced everybody that this is the legitimate place where the truth is being debated. And here we're going to hear Robert Redfield saying three days ago, essentially, that it probably was a lab leak and that the next one is going to be a lab leak again. Why is it doing this? You're I always moron. have the feeling my power is down the public eye. It's only a couple that. But I took this position because I feel very strongly that we need to have a moratorium on gain of function research. I told you that the great pandemic is coming. I think it's going to come not from spillover. It's going to become from gain of function research or intentional bioterrorism. Right? It's going to be a bird flu virus that is manipulated to be able to transmit human to human, very similar to what we saw with the COVID. You know, in 2014, that laboratory published that they finally learned how to take their COVID virus and have it bind to the ACE2 receptor in humanized mice, and therefore it could go human to human. I mean, they did the experiments. They published them. And so the argument that he's making there is that they published experiments in 2014 which showed definitively that they can change viruses and make them be able to infect humans, not be able to go around the Earth for three years with extreme high fidelity and infect billions of people, but go in one from one cell culture to another at the same time <laughs> okay. uh, see he's, he's, we don't have to prove that we've had viruses spread around the world this entire time in fact um whatever there is in the coronavirus swarm it can travel around the world just like rsv can travel around the world just like hiv can travel around the world just like flu can travel around the world and smallpox. So he, he, he pretends that there's no evidence whatsoever that RNA viruses can spread on their own, which is asinine. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, or they just revert to, I, I don't know, what, genetic mush, right? <laughs> that um, is benign, I guess, is is his... Um, fall back but, right that that the, the, there's no risk from what they're what they're doing so you can just ignore it and um the problem will go away well, right but but people people need to to understand that what we're arguing is is not that virologists haven't lied okay because they have they have been very bad they've lied about lots of things they have lied about vaccines in particular, they've lied about immunology. However, 
before there were virologists, there were pandemics, including viral pandemics. We didn't know what viruses were, but we were killed by them. They, they didn't just come up with this right when they discovered viruses. Okay, <laughs> so this this entire argument is is insane. I, I can't think of another word for it. Mm. Yeah, it's wow. <laughs> We've got a couple of minutes in, and uh... time. He's suggesting that this could happen again, and I am going to point repeatedly to the idea that this has been the designed trap from the very beginning because coronavirus was never a danger that's why the the prevailing narrative on the american left so that's that's a big statement to make that um well there's a misdirection there where he's talking about coronaviruses um coronavirus was never a danger i don't think people have said that it's specifically the sars like viruses and right. um so again there's a sort of misdirection there in front of clinicians i guess these are doctors and um yeah it's sort of it's indicative of how he sets tone and continues through this talk yeah anything to add before i uh, well i mean he's he he's not being honest and look, I, I don't want to sit here and cast aspersions about his character, but I mean, he, he's literally been publicly doing that. I mean, he's now saying that you and me and, and Mitch Murphy and, and Andrew Huff and, and everybody, literally, if we support this notion that gain of function can create viruses that are deadly and can spread around the world, then we are intentionally and maliciously trying to mislead people about the real threat, which I'll be honest, that's what it sounds like he's doing. He, the person he was describing. No, it's exactly what he's doing. It's him. Um, because, we, because we have evidence and we, we actually provide it. Now, he doesn't show his audience that, but we have evidence and today we have more evidence. But he is going around telling these doctors, for instance, that, and he, he's saying that here's the truth and he knows it and the science is behind this, but the science is not behind him. First of all, science is not an oligarchy. And so it is always up for debate. So he is trying to put it, this argument forward as though he has the truth and that everybody else is intentionally or accidentally misleading. He's literally saying these words. So he's, he's literally doing what he is accusing other people of doing. But his audience doesn't know any better because they're not hearing anything else most of the time. And a tensei in the chat, we'll, we'll get to your question about sequencing and neck strain, etc. as Jay brings it up. Um, oh, yeah. It, it will get answered. No, I'm not, we're not ignoring you. The American TV watchers is that there was a virus. It's still here. It's still evolving. Anybody that doesn't take the vaccine is helping it to evolve. And in fact, selfish for not taking the vaccine, despite some of the injuries that have been acknowledged and Paxlovid works. And so we know that's not right. Well, of course, we know that's not right. But why are we here? 
we are here because some of the people in this picture, Tony Fauci, some of these YouTube people, maybe some of the people on our side, seeded the narrative in the beginning. Even if they're <laughs> on our side, quote, quote, fuck him. <laughs> Just, um, what an asshole. Sorry. On our side now, if we go back and look at what some of these prominent voices who are now prominent dissidents said, it's actually very confusing. The first examples I want to give to you are from this group of people called the Intellectual Dark Web. This is Jordan Peterson, Eric Weinstein. Um, I can never remember his name. Uh, and then jo uh, Joe Rogan and Sam Harris. Now, my initial take on this already is that this is, this is a straw man argument because there's not one virologist among them. Um, you could kind of argue that Peterson and Harris maybe have some life science training, I guess. But um, again, this feels like he's building up a straw man to knock down to me. Well, he, once again, he, he, this entire time, the last four or five months, he's not been addressing, he's only been at the very surface level addressing a couple of the things that we've come up with. And I, by myself, I've come up with probably two dozen um, concerns that I have with this. And he, he's not really addressing them. And he, this other thing that he's doing is he's going back and he's judging the previous statements of various public-facing people, like Jordan Peterson or Brett Weinstein. Why? Mm. Because this does, this does nothing to help us. Because now, granted, I, like, I'm trying to think back. There, there's nothing that I could think of. I mean, it's not like I was a, a terrible person, but how could we possibly blame anybody for not understanding the truth of what was happening back in 2020? Because I'll guarantee you, well, well, let's just face it, Jay can't even see the viruses can spread, okay? So, and that's three years into this pandemic. So people make mistakes when they're analyzing things, or people um, make assumptions about what scientists are doing and that they have the right things in mind. So I don't fault Brett Weinstein for back then having a different view on the whether masks really make a difference or whether we should trust the scientists about the vaccines, because that's where I got the vaccine, because I got it before the evidence started coming out that they were hiding the truth. Because, I mean, I trusted people like Jay. So, I mean, the, the fact that he, he is sitting here and rejecting things three years into it, I mean, am I, am I supposed to, uh, yes, he, he should, if he's saying that we should judge people, well then we should just completely ignore everything he's saying because he refuses to believe that viruses can, can spread um, amongst humans. And look for people asking the chat, yes, Charles did get vax. And actually I want to say that you got um, messed up, right? You started to develop. Well I, got, well, I got Moderna. Okay, because so the first year of the pandemic, I, I was, I was seeing the manipulation of the case and epidemiological data, and so I, I was trying to figure that out. Um, 
once I started investigating the origin, it wasn't immediately clear all these links that we now know to vaccine research, et cetera. And it was literally like within a day or two after I got my second shot that the Byron Brittle uh, expose was first released. And then like, a couple weeks later, there was the, the podcast where Brett Weinstein and uh, Robert Brown and Steve Kirsch were really starting to break things down. And that's when I was like, holy shit. Because I, I mean, I'd been paying attention to the cover up of the censorship and everything, but I hadn't spent a lot of time dealing with this. And my son, my teenage son, had just gotten his first vaccine and he never got his second because that was when I realized that was when I came to, that when I came into the, the vaccine debate for the first time. Because prior to that, I was just like anybody else. It wasn't, to me, prior to this, it wasn't tied in any way to the nefariousness of the pandemic that I was looking at. Um, there's just a comment in the chat. Is your Wi-Fi signal better after the vaccine? Uh, we can assured, assuredly <laughs> say no. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. You had enough? So we give a pity donation, I guess. Um, yeah, I think. But, uh, yeah. Sign, sign yeah. up. Dude, you, uh, he's wow. <laughs> hey, we'll do we'll do a marathon and we'll put the, the phone line in the up yeah. in the screen. Um, no, so please give me the support, but probably because I'm gonna get all the medical bills because I got vaccinated. But see, the people who don't yeah, understand no, all of us all, all of us have gone through a process throughout this pandemic, okay? Where I trusted doctors, I trusted scientists. I don't. I don't trust most people anymore, but but, but that doesn't mean that that I shouldn't be trusted now. Mm. There's no barrier. The fact that other people failed is not my fault, and the fact that I didn't know they were being lied to isn't my fault. Just like it's not anybody else's fault who's listening to this. And so for Jay to go back and try to retroactively judge people for things that they didn't know that we're now exposing mm. is ridiculous. Especially in the context of what, call it what it is, enemy action, right? And uh, and you're essentially in the fog of war, right? And so people people are trying to find some bit of solid ground to put their feet on whilst they assess the situation. And if, if we can see that everything was weaponized, not just the biology, but the everything the control the, the 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 psychological operations this yeah you're right this this type of purity test is um it's nauseating and the my, my only, my, the only thing that i can think of in in this is, is becoming clearer he's obviously doing it on purpose I, I would like to think in my heart of hearts that it's not malicious that but I can't prove that. And the fact that he is so committed to this one line of reasoning does cause me concern. Because as a scientist, if, if he's arguing that if we need to get back to real science, he's not doing it right now. He is, he is not open to debate. He's not allowing anything to come through, especially to his audience, if it interferes 
with the arguments that he's trying to make. And he's trying to fit everything into those arguments. So this is, this is exactly what we shouldn't be doing. But he, he is literally attacking us and he's trying to pick people off. First, he, 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 he targeted me. Then he, he's targeted Malone. He's, he's, even, he's even attacked Jessica Rose and Meryl Mass for being insufficiently woke to his hypothesis. Mm. Yeah. I, like I said, I watched the stream he did about Robert Malone. And look, I don't think anyone here is um, not cognizant of the background that Malone comes from. Right? People would be wise to just keep keep that aspect in mind and for the moment i'm i'm sort of looking at it well he's firing in the right direction right and so to to hyper focus on him is um it, it's detrimental to getting getting this situation under control what do we try to get under control that they that they put controls onto this recombinant biology for the public's sake, that it isn't this black hole of defense spending and technology and corporate malfeasance. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm inclined to sort of skip ahead a few minutes to get towards sort of biology, right? Because that, that sort of set, set the tone for how he's... Um, doing the um, his presentation and let's see here now um, I, I want to, I don't have the exact timestamp but I, I want to say that he argues that there was that there was no unique pathophysiology and the example he uses in in, in the run-up to the when we get to the biology he's saying people lost their sense of smell previous to this well um to the to the extent that we saw in the last well especially at the beginning of the pandemic yeah, there's a greek word for it it wasn't completely unknown mm. but there's not you know a hundred million people in the same year had never had that happen before okay mm. <laughs> so his it was it was rare enough that it was easily identifiable to any doctor of any experience that I talked to, that this was a huge indicator that this wasn't the flu in particular or some other respiratory disease because most of those ILI-type viruses can't go through the olfactory bulb like, like this can. Mm. Yeah, there's, not at this level of precision. Yeah, there's a difference between actually having your neural processing messed up with respect to sense of smell versus having inflamed sinus passages and you can't smell much because you've got a snotty, runny nose, right? Well, that, that, I, exactly. There is a, That's a very good way to explain it, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a fundamental difference there. And again, this is one of these things that he's skipped over. And um, it, it seems to be a constant theme all right let's let's see where i just dropped the timer but 
I'm not sure where this is going to pick up. I'm hoping it's that I have found as I've gone through this. Um, it's not making me happy. I, I feel a little bit more like the picture behind me. But first, let's start with this because I want you to get happy about the yeah, idea so this that is, this, this I'm is going to try good, to bring you to a good place to start. Right. So, um, if if I if I had to try and sum his this section up, it would be that there is because of the original SARS outbreak, we have an endemic virus part of the swarm already circulating the globe, right? And I don't, me personally, I don't have an issue with that as, as, as a point of intention. Do you, do you agree or disagree on that? Uh, wait, say that one more time? So he, he, his, his claim is that because SARS viruses are endemic, right? So we've got the four OC forty three and HK. I never, I never remember that one. But the H one H two ninety nine or two twenty nine E and um and Yeah, and there's ours. Yeah, I mean, I mean, generally, that's sort of my understanding is there's there's four well recognized. Four endemic to the then SARS and MERS and then now SARS CoV two. Yes, and uh, we wouldn't disagree with that point, right? Uh, well, yes, there were. Well, see, here's one of here's like another major problem with this hypothesis. He says that, that SARS was leaked many times, in addition to maybe being artificial in the in the original, and actually, um, I just finished reading a an article by well, a guy called Dogs Breakfast. Dogs Breakfast, yeah. <laughs> but it is absolutely excellent. He he's been he's been working. I don't know if he's actually officially a member of the other half of Drastic, but he's been working with the Friends of Drastic group a lot for at least for more than a year, and he has done some excellent work digging into the history of the first SARS. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. The article just came out, and I'll try to um, get a link and drop it into the Discord here in just a minute because yeah. it is absolutely excellent. But anyway, yeah, it's um, on my it's on my list uh, to read. I started reading it. I, I retweeted it on whatever. Uh, yeah, it's it's going to be on my list of the like you know like the, the essential articles that you need to read because it is it is really important in setting context. But what I was going to say is that. Jay, Jay says that that there are SARS viruses that are part of this generic swarm, and that's why um, we, we, there would already be PCR positivity to it. But that part of the problem is that if SARS was an infectious clone, the original infectious clone, then how how is any part of it still in the quasi species? Right, and, and the answer. Answer is because um, a because there's more than one quasi species. So that's the first thing that he never says, but it's absolutely true. Is that there's not one cove quasi species. So, so there are each species or each subgenus, at the very least, has its own swarm that when it interacts and meets up with other others from different genuses, they may or may not be able to recombine some portions of their genome, but not all, and sometimes not very much, 
and potentially not very much within the spike protein itself. So every time that he goes and makes that argument, how could we have any in the background, any stars in the background, if it would just melt away into this quasi-species? So right there, he's, he's saying something that goes against his own argument. And I want people to understand that. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on that. All right. Let's, let's let him go through his... So the endemic background hypothesis is the idea that not only were there four endemic coronaviruses in the background, but two of those endemic coronaviruses are beta coronaviruses. So they have many homologous proteins with SARS coronaviruses. And in fact, it's likely that... Which, which would be SARS and MERS, right? And well, well, also, also, because um, well, he, what he's referring to is the two of the four H-coves. So, and I want to say that those same two of the four are the two that have few included sites that are actually active. So that is kind of, kind of just an extra side point. That at least in Asia, in the background, there were already SARS-related coronaviruses in circulation because they're so difficult to find and because we really only identified the four endemic coronaviruses in humans after the initial SARS outbreak in 2002. That might not be something that everybody knows. So my proposal is, is that on this background of laboratory leaks of natural viruses and on very difficult to track human coronavirus swarms, they released a identical RNA. I I'm going to stop that there as well because um, difficult to track um in my mind says difficult to um detect and i'm not so sure that that's the case right they they have been sequencing sars and human coronaviruses for a long time right so again he builds up a, a straw man to build up his hypothesis in my view well what ways any virologist, any current virologist would be able to tell you that it was hard to get a full sequence, like to fully sequence coronaviruses because, uh, you know, they were hard to, they were hard to pin down. Okay. However, once they were able to figure it out and once they were able to get some under their belt and get some into the system, then it did make it easier. And so this notion that... It's a phantasm, right? It's all still a phantasm. Well, one of the things he says, well, yeah, he calls them like ghost sequences. And, and I don't know if we're actually... Actually, I'll, I'll hold off because we might actually get there, but if not, I'll, I'll make sure we cover it before the end of the stream. So, yeah, just uh, let it play. A clone of a coronavirus so that when people were sequenced the sequence would be the same, which would not otherwise be the case if they just said, let's find coronaviruses around the world. The first thing they need for a pandemic is the appearance of a fast circulating viral entity identified by traditional methods, which is sequencing. So they planted it in Iran, Wuhan, Italy, maybe Spain, maybe wherever. It only needs to be the patient from whom they cultured the virus to sequence. If you do your homework, you'll find out that that didn't occur in very many places at all in 2020. One of the most important places in the United States was Seattle. The Snohomish County man was the first case. A guy from Wuhan went to the hospital with virtually no symptoms because he saw something on TV, and lo and behold, he was he was got sick. He showed symptoms after they admitted him to the hospital. He was the first person that was given remdesivir in a compassionate sense, and he opened the door for its EUA. They opened the door for its effectiveness, even though he was never really sick until he got him into the hospital. Wait, I thought it was Robert Malone that opened the door to uh, remdesivir. 
Well, yeah, but it's okay for him that's to contradict their himself. Assertion. Um, yes, that's their assertion. Um, and again, I would say you're not going to have many sequences at the beginning. Data pool from take your samples. So... Right, but it didn't take long. See, and once again, what did you say just then? He said that they all they needed was to pick a couple of infectious, like maybe they, to pick a couple of different locations to validate that it was the same thing, and then that's it. Mm. And I want people to understand. Okay, that's not it because even by the end, there were already more than half a million sequences in Jusade by the end of 2020. And by mid-2022, there were 11 million sequences. No, fully, full genomes uh, from sequence of SARS-CoV-2, mm-hmm. right? So when he says that they only need a couple of sequences from a couple of places, that's ridiculous because, because he's, he's not telling his audience that there have been 11 million sequences. So... In order for that to happen, according to him and in his hypothesis, all of those people had to be amongst the people who happened to be in a specific place where they were close enough in time and space to be able to get infected directly or within one or two generations of people who were infected after the release of these infectious clones. That is what has to happen. And it's statistically impossible. Okay. Uh... That guy's disappeared. We don't know who he is, but his sequence was a virus that they purported to be able to culture, sequence, and produce. All of the PCR test sequences are based on WA1 from Washington. So anyway, they released this clone, but clones, like any other viruses, they revert back. Well, that's that's not true either, right? Because there's <laughs> there's the Droston. You know, whatever you think about the PCR test, um, I don't think they waited till Washington, right? That's correct. The, the Drosten paper, the Drosten sequence used for, for RT-PCR initially by the WHO, I want to say it was published on January 13th, okay? Mm. And then I, they came out with a later one too. But there wasn't just one set of PCR primers, okay? There was initially a couple of them. They didn't all use the same WH, WH1 sequence. And over the course of the next, over the course of 2020, there were ultimately several amongst 250 by mid 2022 in terms of different companies and different tests. And so he's wrong. They, they didn't. They weren't all based on the same one. Yeah. So again, another another error or misdirection in the build up to. The conclusion that he's trying to make i would you know if i was if i was sitting down in a more formal lecture and i might have walked out <laughs> but, um anyway another error back to this highly mutagenic hey highly erroneous swarm which does what it always does it causes respiratory disease in weak people that's it but because there's a background they're purported SARS-CoV-2 PCR test is actually not just picking up the purple virus, but it's picking up these other ones too. 
So anyone that they test has the possibility of having RNA, which will overlap with the sequence that they told you was novel, that they told you is a new cause of death on a background where this never happened before. When in reality, all the doctors with enough years under their belt spoke up early in the beginning saying, wait a minute, we have years to say that there are hundreds of causes of respiratory disease that we've never identified until now. How do we know that this test is specific for one pathogen? Well, I'll tell you how we know, because $35,000 says that when this test is positive, you're going to treat them like that. And that doesn't, that, that's a U.S. condition, doesn't apply elsewhere. And this is... Uh, but, but what he's also not saying is that, yes, we've seen certain ILI presentations that are, are like different than flu or different than certain strains of flu, where you see like the loss of smell, et cetera, things like that. Um, but but he, he's also... He's, he's taking what doctors are saying and framing it to completely mean something other than what they're at. Because if you finish talking to the doctors, including the doctors like Meryl Mass and Robert Malone and, uh, and, and others who were on that uh, podcast that he did with the RFK, that he references, I believe, in this one, but definitely in, in the Malone podcast from a couple days ago, um, his, what they said there, Meryl Mass was very explicit. When she said that PhDs are sitting here looking at an excess death and, and, and trying to explain it their way and saying, oh, well, it's not, we're not seeing anything new. Okay. But MDs, like me, she's been there last speaking, and she's, she's been an MD for 35 years, I think. MDs are almost universally saying, that something was different, something was new, because they had never seen this quantity. And we're talking about frontline doctors. We're not talking about the ones in the hospitals. We're talking about frontline doctors saw something that was different. So this this fact that they'd seen certain symptomologies before, yeah, sure, but they'd never seen the scale and these specific symptoms so consistently, so different from everything else. So for him to for him to try to, he's basically trying to spin it so that it makes it sound like all these frontline doctors agree with him. They don't. She, she, and Mary is very explicit on that point. And it's something Joanna has been very explicit on as well. That's um, right. And, um, and, and Mary, and Mary as yes, well. Yes. And the, well, the, the point that um, Joanna made was that they, they were sending samples out to look for t-cell memory to this pathogen right it's it's not like they weren't doing that that's right yeah and and again this is an indicator that um whether, whether they were endemic or not not everyone had been exposed and it, I, I guess that it's a bugbear of mine that people think that um disease spread is like the you know the culture dishes, right? And it's all it's all logarithmic, and it, it it's a it's all mathematical certainties. And the real world is much more messy, right? Uh, and well, and what we do know because they have been tracking H or human coves, human coronaviruses, H coves. They've been tracking them for at least about two decades. The CDC does it. The I forget the ECDC other other places. They are tracking human coronaviruses, and they have seen initially the first two, and then the later two that were discovered. They have seen them show up in the proportions 
that they do uh, throughout the seasonal variations and the ILI makeup of the non-flu stuff that happens to everybody every year. And yes, so they see high prevalence of the human age codes. They, and Joanna can attest to this, they did not see SARS or MERS at high prevalence levels. Joanna had very low incidence levels. I know this from talking to other doctors in the United States, very low incidence levels of, of cross-reactivity with any prior SARS anything outside of Asia. Mm. But that's just a fact. There's a fact. Yeah, okay. And as this went on, that's why my head is getting out of the way. That's why the earth turns red, because the protocols were terrible. And as a result, every time somebody went to the hospital and tested positive or was suspected of this disease and put on those bad protocols, they had more likelihood of dying of secondary pneumonia. That's why secondary pneumonia went up by three times in death. And this went on for three years. While they told us that it was a gain-of-function virus that circulated the globe and has killed millions of people, and that millions of people were saved by transfecting them early to the spike protein of the original virus. The reason why this story is so seductive to me and the reason why this biology is so exciting because I have, I have papers to back it up is because this means that the molecular biology isn't just false positives. They're using nested PCR, which is kind of like two-layered encryption. It's pretty hard for nested PCR to miss its targets. And so molecular biologists have always been convinced that something's happening because PCR works. The sequencing jockeys have always been convinced Oh, so now PCR works. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a, a well, it's, it's situational. So right. if he says it works, then it works. And something's happening because they know that these amplicons cannot be brought out of the dirt. They have to be present. But they, most of them, are unaware of this hot background. Most of them have not considered the possibility of a hot background, and most of them have not. See, and, and so that, that there is um, assumptions made about the field of virology, etc., saying, well, I, I, like I say, that, that seems a big statement to make when we know that there, there are these recognized endemic um, HCOVs, including SARS and MERS. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> I, like this, I like this quote. JC doesn't even read papers. You're right. Yes, that's correct. Yes, that is correct. This is the takeaway because he's attacking me, you know, his credentialism saying that I don't know because I don't know. But what I keep saying is that I've actually read these thousands of papers. Okay. So he can, he can, he can write that off all he wants to. But at the end of the day, I've talked to the doctors, I've read the thousands of papers. And every time he goes and says something, and I mean, I include back before any of this started, because I always watched his show, because I respected him, and I listened, okay? And if he said something, and I didn't know it, or I wanted more information, I went and looked it up. So, yes, he's not reading papers. He doesn't know what our positions really are, and he's creating straw men and, and putting these ideas on us, and... I'm tired of watching him tear my reputation apart when he doesn't even know what I believe. Yeah. All right. Not considered the methodologies and the, and the, the models of viral biology and how they impact their understanding of the pandemic. And so that's, instead of going there, we'll, we'll, we'll start with the biology and then we'll get back to that at the end. So I believe that what they have done is they fooled us into believing that pandemics can come from bat caves if you're unlucky. They've also fooled us into believing that you can go to a bat cave and grab a virus, 
passage it in cells, and at the end of that passaging process, you can have a pandemic virus. They've also told us that you can make bird flu dangerous by passaging it in ferrets, or that you can passage in golden hamsters and enrich for SARS viruses. And they've also most recently told us, with the diffuse proposal, that you can stitch different pieces of viruses together, spray them in bat caves, and cause a pandemic. And again, this is all I'm saying is the Scooby-Doo. They want you to believe this, because this is a perpetual danger. It is a perpetual, never-ending set of ghosts that will never go away because this potential can't be quantified, when in reality, this potential is zero. <clears throat> Right, so that's a big statement to make, and obviously taking. Well, I, I want to add this about diffuse. So I want to maybe the seeker put out a tweet yesterday. Um, uh, what's her name? Gromval put out an article right uh, over the weekend. Gigi, how'd you say her mm -hmm. name? And yeah, yeah, and the uh, he found that. Right after Diffuse was, I guess, submitted and rejected, the Wuhan Institute of Virology did get a grant for the same experiments in 2018. And so yeah. he, he, this, this fixation, and th this is where a lot, of, a lot of this has come from, and again, this is, um, I think, a consequence of Mark, that the... Um, this idea that diffuse is a head fake is part of a scam to convince people that there is this well he said it there right that, that this there's no threat zero that's what he just said right zero threat from um, recombinant biology clones whatever you want to call it yeah. But then, so why is he attacking Robert Malone then? I think probably because Mark does. Fair enough. You'd think that the person that was paying him, who, who trusted him, maybe he wouldn't publicly be attacking that person. Oh well. Oh well. That's what it is. All right. So, um, this is... Well, I do want to throw out. <laughs> I just says <laughs> Maples. <laughs> Maples said that. Uh, um, I got. This is fucking hilarious. I, I wonder when. His, I wonder when his Nobel Prize will come. Due to his discovery of viruses are just transgendered exosomes. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Maples. Bravo, sir. That's so perfect. That's so perfect. Oh, God. That is perfect. Oh my god! I had to throw that. Yeah, that was funny. That's the name of an extreme, I think. Yes. Transgendered <laughs> exosomes. <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess we're going to get to section here, and so this can answer the previous question. And of course, that's the most amazing of any kind of fifth-generation warfare that a lot of these people are talking about would be to get you to believe something that isn't true. And I believe that's what they have done. This is an example of a paper from 2011 at the time when coronaviruses are being characterized all around the world. I chose this paper because the last author is a prolific identifier of coronaviruses since this paper came out. It has hundreds of papers about how many coronaviruses there are in bats in Spain. This paper is titled Detection of Alpha and Beta Coronaviruses in Multiple Iberian Bat Species. Why am I using this paper? What do I want to achieve here? I want you to understand how the pandemic potential in bats has been established over the last 15 years because this is not how it's been portrayed on television. 
don't think I'm shortcutting you on this. You can find this paper and look it up. I don't have the, the link there. I apologize. I usually do, but you, you can get it. I'll get it for you too. I'm going to have you read this. Can you, oh no, here. I'm going to have you read this little paragraph right here at the top and then a little bit at the end. So I'm going to zoom in on it a little bit here. A pan coronavirus nested PCR was designed in the RNA dependent RNA polymerase gene. Blah, 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 blah. Amino acid identity was calculated with mega four using pairwise deletion option, and the alignment comprised. Blah 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 blah. It's really convincing scientific argumentation, and I would let him finish. Same, three hundred and ninety-six base pairs of the RNA-dependent RNA polymerase gene used for the phylogenetic reconstruction. This whole paragraph describes how they're finding viruses on the Iberian Peninsula in multiple bat species. They are using a single set of nested primers which they expect to amplify a 396 base pair conserved region of the RNA-dependent RNA polymerase. Now, one of the arguments that I've been making since 2020 is that you have T-cell memory to the most conserved proteins of the coronaviruses, and that would be the RNA-dependent RNA polymerase. So if they can use one set of nested primers to identify a host of coronaviruses, this is just one example of... Oh, shit, we lost Charles. Hang on a minute, and let me try and get him back. Yeah, we lost you, dude. Yeah, that, that was really weird. Like, I saw it happen, too. Like, and it just, I, I was still linked, but it, it, like, you went dead, too. Like, I couldn't hear you anymore. Okay. Uh, so, right. but I mean, so I missed, like, the last minute or so. But, so, uh, so he's talking about the use of nested PCR as a screening method for um, building out um, or, or, or detecting the presence of alpha and beta coronaviruses. Right. And um, I think that, I, well, I want, I want him to finish what he's saying, but as, as I understand it, what, what he's alluding to is that, that that is insufficient to be able to build out a phylogenetic tree. And I would just add, perhaps that could be the case. Now, Mary and Joanna Think differently. Um, so let it let it run, and I'll, yeah. I'll 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 say my piece afterwards because I do have thoughts on this too. Of hundreds in the literature of my primary point that the PCR our primary point, not mine but many, that the PCR can't be specific for SARS-CoV-2 because up until 2020 we used what they call pan coronavirus nested PCR primers, which targeted highly homologous regions of highly conserved proteins shared across beta and alpha coronaviruses. That's why they can find beta and alpha coronaviruses using a single set of nested PCR. So let's look at how they do it. Here's a list of all the bad species, fecal samples, oral samples, the location, and the genus, beta, alpha, 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 beta. Here's the list of the accession numbers of all the partial sequences, partial sequences. The coronavirus genome is supposed to be between 26,000 and 30,000 base pairs, and they just told us that they're amplifying 396. So it's not even really an incomplete sequence. It is a fragment which is supposed to imply the existence of a swarm of viruses. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think we should interject there because he's implying that the sequencing has not been done, which is not the case, right? They go out, they get these samples, bring them back, see if they do have something, and then the process begins of doing your next generation sequencing and finding out if you found a new a new subspecies. Correct. Yeah. He, so once again, after he when he played this, 
as I was listening to the stream, I paused and I went and looked for the title of that paper, found the paper, and then read it. Went through it in a couple of minutes. And yes, he is describing how they go through. And as they're doing sampling, they take hundreds of samples and they come back to their to their cribble and they put them on the computer and they look for these conserved sequences. That that is correct. However, comma, that's not the last thing that they do. Okay. Now, first first and foremost, these sequences are conserved, highly conserved. They are not identical. So you can still derive a lot of information and typically, though not always, be able to put them into baskets, basic baskets, like by family and genus. Um, I would say probably, and this is just based on what I've read, I'm just throwing out a number here, but I would say that probably 75 to 80% of the sequences they're able to put in the correct family and genus just based off of the RDRP stuff that they find. Now, that is not where they stop, but, but in the cases where they, if you go and actually look at the list, and I did, you can actually see where they put, you know, they put like Alpha Cove or something, but they weren't 100% sure. And so they left it kind of, even when they built their phylogenetic trees, they've left this flexibility because they're not entirely sure where a couple of them sit, which is totally fine because for any, they, they only use the RDRPs not because they can't sequence everything, but because it costs money and so they, they want to get something into the system so they can get a general idea and then know which ones to target for deeper analysis. And the WIV has is exponentially more of these samples than anybody else. And so, but even they had full sequences for hundreds of coronaviruses, hundreds. So he's lying here once again. Mm. Yeah. And again, paper from 2011 and um, things move fast in the scientific world. And, you know, 10 years ago with this sort of sequencing technology, you could, it's night and day, really. I mean, you, I'm trying to think of a way for people to conceptualize. Just think about cell phones, right? Think of your cell phone in 2010, right? I, I want to say that iPhone had not long been out. When did the iPhone yeah. come out? Eight? Uh, somewhere between like 2007 and 2009 was when the first yeah. iterations came out, and it was still kind of not completely adopted. Mm. But by like but by 2011, in this instance, they were already ubiquitous, mm. and it only took a couple of years for them to become ubiquitous. But think about before that was like BlackBerry, and before that, there was no real smartphones. Mm. Okay, and that was only a couple of years. So that's actually a really good example because, and, and once again, he, this is kind of irrelevant because he's he's arguing something that isn't true, and I don't, I don't know where you've got the that picture that I sent you, but. I went from a different paper. I just went, I found a paper where they were discussing these things and it, it, it was comparing the source code to full genome to, I want to say 94 alpha and beta coronaviruses of similar, of similar type, full genomic sequence comparisons. 
okay. It's not that one. Although yeah. I do have lots of I do have lots of good pictures, but yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> Just gotta scroll through them all. Um, maybe did I pull it from? I, I was looking at it on Twitch. That's no, not Twitch. Telegram. I've closed Telegram. Oh no, I haven't. It, it, yeah, I don't remember. I mean, I can I can send it to you again, but. I mean, if you have it quick, because I've got to scroll through the... Okay, see if... But, but I, I made this a couple of days ago as I was listening to the, like, the latter ends of this stream because I wanted to be able to show people that it's so fucking obvious that, that he's, he's, he's not saying correct things because it didn't take me long to find... A list like this. Oh crap! Nah, we know that. That's it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. There you go. So, uh, so every time that he says that they only used RDRP, they only used a 350 base pair, or 350 amino acid sequence. And 96, sir. I'll have the... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, he's wrong. Okay, because after they've identified these after they roughly batched things then they want to look deeper at the ones they want to look deeper at mm. and, and because alpha and beta coronaviruses are the main that's where all the the ace2 and and receptors of interest are that's what they care about so they kind of throw everything else to the side and right there there's like 50 sorbeca viruses on that list 50 and only one of them is SARS-CoV-2 so when, when he paints this as coronaviruses are just this shadow signal. Um, yeah, it's, 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 mis, it's misdirection and being intellectually dishonest about the, the extent of the data. And look, man, we're not on the side of the virologists here. But we're not. It's, if, if you're not accurate in how you relay data, how you report data, how you interpret data, you will get cut down at the knees, right? When whatever point you're going to get into where you need it, right? Well, yeah, because because what this does so this does damage, not just in the short term, because he he's dividing as as he calls himself a uniter. He's dividing the dissenters um, because he, he's creating these purity tests and atta attacking us and saying that if we don't rally to his banner to his idea. That we're controlled opposition, okay? Well, controlled opposition was able to find some sequences in very short order, and the problem is, is that if we need to know what the science is, because if we're going to expose the lies of all these evil people, we can't go there and say what he's saying, mm. because then they will do exactly what we just did. And they'll show this picture and say, here's sequences right here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're on the same team. So imagine what they're gonna do. Yeah. If if we actually if we're actually able to get them to respond in a court of law under oath, we're gonna waste time, waste precious time if we have to go in here and fight amongst each other with stuff like this. Because this is proof that what he's saying is not true. Yes. And he knows it. And <laughs> please absorb this image, folks. Um, I'm just, you know what, let me put it in. 
Discord, at least in Discord. Should they need it? Um, the I, I wanted I wanted to just give a sort of more sort of general example from science, where again, where he's where he's arguing about there being sort of lack of data or or it being sort of ghost-like. Um, just in my discipline, for example, right? In order to reach brain targets. You have to go through a whole bunch of other, at a basic science level, it's all all interesting and you could, you could spend a whole career sort of recording and gathering data from those regions. But you, you do have limited time, limited resources, and so you have to prioritize what it is, what data set do you want to get? And so you, you do... You know, I've got recordings from all over the brain, but because you know, I've I sort of catalog stuff and just out just out of interest. But I can't spend six hours with a monkey recording those because I've got uh, other other experiments that I have to um, get done for you know, complying with grants, complying with rules and regulations of the uh, institute, etc. And th this. Um, this idea that we're missing or, or, or deliberately obfuscating data, um, I would I would say applies to the virologists as well, right? That they're well, you said it right. That they're, they're interested in the sub echo viruses and now from um, beta coronaviruses right. because of their targets, right? Or, or their quote unquote p pandemic potential. Um, yeah. They're key. They're key epitopes. Hmm. All right. So, each one of them. This is the list as it continues. Alpha viruses, beta. Here's the huge. These are the ones in gray that they found in this paper. These are the ones that other people have found and they found before. And they're all based on a phylogenetic reconstruction of 396 base pair segments taken from genomes that are supposed to be 30,000 bases long. And each one of these variations. It it really comes across as kind of sad after just looking at data <laughs> that he's trying to hammer this point home. And the sad thing is, is that it's clinicians. Yeah. So they don't know. They don't know mm. that he's full of shit. Mm. But that's but see, that's the problem. This is what this is why I get so furious because here I, I will be spending my time finding new information and discovering new evidence. And instead, I have to spend some time just doing the due diligence, because if I don't, then nobody, not even our audience, will know mm. that he's full of shit, much less his audience. Yeah, and, you know, there's this, well, it's a discussion we had about, well, we could just, you know, it's it's wrong, and it'll eventually just sort of wither on the vine, but the problem is it's... It, it's not. It's got this self-amplifying property to it, like the no virus and graphene and all, all these other little um, dead ends that people go down. And yeah, the sad fact is, is that people are essentially too 
intellectually lazy to go pull the papers and go read them and will defer to someone who they, who they think they they can trust and um yeah i mean i just go through the same problem as as a non-scientist i would in the wmd space and what's scary is that if i was still on active duty then the scientists who i would be listening to for reach back would be the virologists that have been lying to us this entire time so i mean but this is the danger is that i mean I, you know, I came to JC because I trusted him, and you know, he sat in the back. But I didn't know that at the time. If I knew it, and of course, I wouldn't have done it. Okay, but that's not an argument that he's right. <laughs> mm. it, it, it's an argument that if he's willing to do this to anyone, even people who come to him to support him. The only person he hasn't stabbed in the back at this point is Mark, because, and maybe Matt Crawford, because everybody else including his current employer who says who's getting tired of of him pushing this hypothesis he's still doing it and now he's going after robert malone well guess what he's he's he, he's literally attacking anybody that disagrees with him inside that organization he he's not defending rfk's positions or anything mm. He's trying to carve out a space, a little fiefdom, where he is the sole expert. And you know what? Robert Malone has problems. I agree. But that doesn't mean that JC has the answers. Well, we've, we've just seen a massive failing. <laughs> that, was, that one was writ large, man. Dang. But, um, I mean, there you go. I, I, just one of 80 billion pictures I made during this pandemic. Yeah. It blows yeah. up. It, it literally, he's lying. As I'm showing you that picture, he is lying about the fact that or the extent of our knowledge into all of this, simply to, to support his own position. Well, what I can see him doing next is the no virus camp, which can't trust those. Yep. That, 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 that's the fallback. Well, he's not also run now. He, he's slowly... He's slowly backing himself into a corner where he, but that's the thing. That's 94 complete genomes of different viruses cl closely related to SARS and MERS. And so there's 94. And then there's 11, well, actually by now, there's probably 13 or 14 million, 13 or 14 million sequences of SARS-CoV-2 and its variants, okay? Um, he's pretending that they don't exist. He's talking about PCR and how it was used in the pandemic. But he's not talking about how of those, you know, 500 million positive PCR cases, they sequenced 0.5%, you know, or whatever it was. They've sequenced more than 10 million full genomes. And he's pretending that everything, it, he's only using PCR to make his case. And yes, PCR is, is fucked up and they were exaggerating and they were obfuscating and well it's, it's just a tool right it's just a tool yeah but and the things do exist you can you can use a tool properly or you can um you know you can take a a spanner and try and hammer a nail with it <laughs> it's just it's not uh you're just going to wreck your spanner and uh, not make a good job of um 
getting your nail into the bit of wood you need. But um he should say he should say all the hardcore research and just let me and other you know now you and and, and other people do it because but but he he should not he, he he's trying to make his own hypothesis for whatever reason and he he always means damage he's just doing straight damage yeah that and just the overarching premise is that everything is is not real right and i i said this the last time i think we were speaking it's the equivalent of there were no planes hitting towers and buildings on 9-11 it is it's okay it's okay to keep open all possibilities Mm. because you never know now granted there were at least some planes that hit now do we know if building number seven was here you know or the Pentagon? I don't know for sure. What I can say is that something happened and you can't make blanket statements based on off of conjecture or misreadings of the literature. Mm. All right. 30 minutes in. Is a whole new species of virus supposedly ready to jump out. This is 2011. It went on for 20 years like this. A larger and larger catalog of millions of viruses and millions of species found using pan coronavirus nested PCRs in in every paper. This is the sorry, this is just this blown up. CV phylogenetic reconstruction based on 396 base pairs of the RNA dependent RNA polymerase gene, including 14 and 17, 77 from Gene Bank. And look at how many, and look at how cool it is. Look at how much biology we have. And it's based on a single signal that they haven't really even justified as being. Wow. <laughs> just to hear, just to hear those words come out of his mouth. Oh, dude, sorry. Order on deck. <laughs> Give me two minutes. Let, do you want me to let it play or do you want to? No, no. It's, um, well, actually, yeah, go ahead and let it play. Just go ahead and let it play. Foreign from the bat. That's how extraordinary coronavirus biology in particular is. And that's what's also very important to understand. There are other, other fields of virology which, because of the nature of the virus and the virus is more tractable to sustaining its presence in a cell culture model, that it's more likely that those are biological entities with some degree of concreteness. But coronaviruses are a shadow implied by the presence of an amplicon using pan-coronavirus nested PCR primers. I apologize. It's a lot, a lot to get out of my mouth sometimes. And so in the background, this is the all-cause mortality in America from 2000. 2014 all the way to 2000 the end of 2021 and the point is is that some percentage of these deaths is caused by coronaviruses they are contained here in this light blue down here at the bottom because this is pneumonia deaths and in 2020 pneumonia deaths tripled and quadrupled in america from a new cause of death apparently and we know in this group and panda knows and we've all come to understand that if you do the math correctly and take away all the causes you know first like ventilation midazolam remdesivir lack of antibiotics etc you start to have a smaller and smaller pile of people left needing explanation of a novel cause of death. That's the reason why I am here. That's the reason why I got to this hypothesis because Panda and this group and other groups challenged me to think about it, the mathematics from an uh, an inverted perspective. What can we account for now? In retrospect, we can say, wow, we probably shouldn't have reduced the antibiotic use in American hospitals. All right, what did I miss? You there? You meet? Lost Charles as well. Um, (laughs) No. Oh, oh, you there? Uh, sorry about that. I was. Did, did you catch what he was saying, or did you? 
into the bathroom. You hear me? Hello. Check, check. Just very quiet though. And here's something. Hello, hello. Check, check, check. Nothing right now. Uh, well, I'll let this play while. Yeah, it dropped the connection. Yo. Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so pissed because it didn't get ready. She laughed. I was like, no, it's like. Sorry, sorry, man. It's the, the kids on <sighs> holidays and it, it's um time. And it is, it is what it is. It's, uh, <laughs> what can I say? Uh, all right. So I, I don't know if you were catching what he was saying there or not, or if it dropped for you. So I don't know. If uh, you yeah, just, just replay it okay. again at the last minute. Degree of concreteness, but coronaviruses are a shadow implied by the presence of an amplicon using pan coronavirus nested PCR primers. I apologize. It's a lot, a lot to get out of my mouth sometimes. And so in the background, this is the all-cause mortality in America from 2000, 2014 all the way to 2000, the end of 2021. And the point is, is that some percentage of these deaths is caused by coronaviruses. They are contained here in this light blue down here at the bottom because this is pneumonia deaths. And in 2020, pneumonia deaths tripled and quadrupled in America from a new cause of death, apparently. And we know in this group and Panda knows, and we've all come to understand that if you do the math correctly and take away all the causes you know first, like ventilation, midazolam, remdesivir, lack of antibiotics, etc., you start to have a smaller and smaller pile of people left needing explanation of a novel cause of death. That's the reason why I am here. That's the reason why I got to this hypothesis, because Panda and this group and other groups challenged me to think about it, the mathematics from an, uh, an inverted perspective. What can we account for now? In retrospect, we can say, wow, we probably shouldn't have reduce the antibiotic use in American hospitals by 60%. We probably shouldn't have ventilated everybody in the beginning. We probably shouldn't use remdesivir as much as we should. We probably overuse midazolam in the UK. None of this stuff is in people's models when they start with gain of function. And it was definitely a virus because I was sick. Nobody's arguing that people weren't sick. What we're arguing is whether or not there was a pandemic that has justified all the shifting of wealth and all the shifting of power. And look, I think we all agree that something's rotten. In the state of Denmark, with respect to that issue, right, and it's you know that's that's the war we're fighting. Um, well, unfortunately, I uh, I couldn't hear it. Oh it shit! Sorry, I, I hit the start share button. It's okay. It's okay. We we have to play it again, but yeah, so I, I don't actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> he he was uh he was talking about that there's because of them kicking in all these protocols that there was a sea of carnage because of iatrogenic deaths and i'm not i'm not going to disagree with this but did um was everyone killed because of remdesivir i don't think so i don't think everyone died because of um improper venting 
and you know that, that there's something that they don't um bring up when they talk about improper venting and they're just saying oh it was the same as normal previous illnesses is that the settings that they were using for classical pneumonia were wrong right it wasn't it wasn't them trying to get past a fluid build up in the lungs it was this essentially the tissue being not perfused properly because of the coagulopathy exactly, exactly. it's less about pulmonary edema hmm. with fluid filling into the lungs and causing damage hmm. but rather it was kind of like a dry cough kind of thing it, it, it has more to do with the damage itself you end up in the same place but it's different mechanisms hmm. and so part of it is just conflating the things and getting them mixed up but at the end of the day, there, there was the, the reason why that doctor, whose video you showed back in March of 2020, who was, who was questioning it and the others. Did Al? Right. He was seeing something that was different. And it wasn't just different than what he was being told to do, it was different than from his normal experience. So, um, Yes, there was lies, but on top of those lies was this novel pathogen. And again, I would just reiterate for people that this is, there is a major, the reason we're doing this, the reason Charles is doing this, the reason I'm doing this is that we all understand, and even Jay knows that someone took a massive, swing, bite, shot, whatever whatever action you want to ascribe to it against, I don't know, not common folk. Yes, the, those of us who don't sit at the top of these corporate... Um, or the Vox Populi. Um, it doesn't really matter what you call it, okay? I don't think anybody's questioning the fact that they were... In, they intentionally did things that led to this transfer of wealth. Mm. And, and we've, we've always said, you know, like 95% of what JC has said, we agree with. And I, I say that with confidence because I've been listening to him and what he said, okay? No, I don't just say it to be yes. It's because it's true. But the problem is that when he goes, the 5% that he's questioning is massive because there's so much tied into the reality of the fact that viruses can spread. Yeah. That it is, it, it, this isn't just about like, okay, I released the diffuse documents, so you know, I'm emotionally invested. No, no, he's questioning whether viruses are anything other than exosomes, and he's questioning the, the fact that they can spread infection without infectious clones okay he, he is wrong and by his very by what he's doing he's directly and indirectly attacking actual evidence that would stand up in a court of law and they, there's just no, there's no way that that if anybody at CHD understood that, that he's that he doesn't have the support of this 
um, from the actual science to back up what he's saying, um, they wouldn't support this because this is this is suicidal on our part. Yeah, yeah, you're you're conceding ground to an enemy that you don't have to, and it's destructive right now. Yeah, we should give them more aces of spades. Right. Yeah, so that's what we should be doing right now. And so um, maybe I shouldn't do this, but I'll try to click as quick as I can. I know that there's four things that we went through. And just to be quick, you know, as doctors, that there used to be hundreds of reasons why people got pneumonia. Now they made it one. They used a PCR test to do that. Really, the PCR test is the only evidence of a novel pathogen. The symptomology isn't novel. People didn't start to get purple dots when they never had purple dots before. So again, um, <laughs> there's that. Uh, no, no. It's not the only evidence we have of a novel pathogen. It's just not. Or it's a normal, everyday virus. Even the loss of sense of taste and smell has been achieved or experienced many times in the past. So we need to think about who on this picture has been talking about the respiratory disease and its causes from the beginning. I would say that Wolfgang Wodak was saying that. I would say that Michael Yeadon was saying that. I would say some of these people down here were not. They've also changed the way we think about all-cause mortality. All-cause mortality is how many people die every year. Americans don't even know that 3 million people die every year. They have never been told that number, so they can't put these numbers into context, and the PCR test makes it seem like we went from zero to many. And again, this zero to many was a designed theater. It was the goal all along. That's why they didn't teach anybody all-cause mortality and its impact and its frame for three years. Again, we have to look at this picture. That, that seems a very strange assumption to make, that people, the general public, don't understand that there's a... a average number of deaths per year right well just just because they don't think about it in those terms every day doesn't mean that they just naturally assume that no one has ever died until 2020 because mm. like, that's the argument he's making that nobody we've never we've, people don't die they just go away to atlantis oh dear picture and think about who's talking about that has and i would really like to question has robert malone ever spoken about all-cause mortality and its impact on his interpretation of the pandemic because if he hasn't we should notice that because dennis yeah. denny rancor has been on bobby's podcast did you want to say something no i just i just wanted to laugh that's good <laughs> As Bobby fought back very, very hard against Denny's proposition. And in the end, I think they had a very good discussion. There are signs that people are seeing this stuff, but we need to pay close attention now and push where it's necessary. Also, it's crucial to identify the people who've taken the time to teach us about immunology, because we are still at a state where people like Herod von den Bosch can confuse us about antibodies being extremely important to protect us from a respiratory virus. Herod von den Bosch really comes off as a guy who's teaching everybody immunology, but he has insisted that there's no T-cell memory to this virus, and he has insisted that the shots are causing the virus to mutate, and that, if you think of my hypothesis, is part of an illusion, because there's no mutation. The viruses were already there. Right, so that's a, that's a big, big um, assumption, right? So, again, the... I don't know. The, 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 the quasi-species swarm, I guess you can argue, I'm trying to steal man his side a little bit here, that any any and all combinations are in the swarm. And so, because you pull out a consensus sequence that the 
that they're, they're what they're, they're spoofing they're spoofing us when they say ah now now we see the delta variant and that that's not a uh, that wasn't a real phenomenon delta was there all the time delta was causing the issues right from the beginning and delta is still no, it's... No, it's... I, I mean <laughs> the reason why we were able to detect delta wasn't just because we noticed a shift in the genome now first of all to notice the shift in the genome they had to be at least sequencing the full spike so there, there you go um and not just pcr and in addition to that um these the mutations that were taking place well okay let me they they didn't just see the changes in the genome they saw the clinical changes in the patients they saw the result of a massive exponential increase in the number of virions being produced by each individual person. In fact, very much like, to be honest, very much like what we have seen this past year because of the class switching. We've seen a higher volume overall, a higher density of virions being spread around of all viruses. And when that happens, you're going to see when you do get infected, you're going to have more and when you have more, you're going to have more symptomology displayed. That's exactly what we've seen. So we saw younger and younger people getting actual pneumonia, which is exactly what you expect when a lung virus has a major mutation that creates, that allows it to make exponentially more copies. In this case, at least a hundredfold, a hundredfold more virions which is part of why, you know, our maid of honor died and other people died because that was a clinical difference. It was clinical evidence that correlated with the sequences that they had been seeing. So what he is saying is that none of that happened. Yeah, it was... It, but every piece of that was theater. Yeah, all, all driven by, I, I don't know, whatever, whatever the controllers are. And their their ability to spoof. Well, you, you have to presume that they're spoofing the scientific tools as well as media, etc. They would have to be spoofing it in such a way that no one could notice that any sequences that they would sequence and then upload to Jusade. They would have to be editing them and have no one ever notice. The differences between what they had on their computer versus what was in GSA mm. for 11 million sequences. All right. Um, I might, I'm, I'm wondering if we should just sort of skip through the. Because he's going to go for a description of immune response. And I want to know if there's more. Mind if I sort of jump ahead a little bit? No, but you, you do you. And, and that's how I don't I don't have issues about. Um, this is your show. I mean, so <laughs> yeah, but, yeah um, I it's... that I'm on here enough that maybe I should just be a co-host. But... <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> 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 so, folks, uh, don't know who's going to Charles today. Uh, 
Send them fast. Please do. Um, and that's all that was necessary for this to occur. And I was not one of those people. So they also changed the way we think about vaccination. It's so important to understand that some of those people on that last screen were vocally excited about the idea that a new kind of injection was coming and that it was going to be even better than a normal vaccine. It's really cool, you know? It's really neat. Because, of course, that okay. Pfizer just did what they were told. They produced as much as they could, and the Pentagon did the rest. I think that's also a little bit um, overzealous. But here is an example, again, the same cartoon showing the RNA. And it's really funny because it gets injected. And then just think about this in your model, in your head. It just happens to find its way to a dendritic cell. Never mind all those other particles. They, they go other places, but they don't matter because it just goes to the dendritic cell, and then everything's fine. It'll just present it, and it'll be all good. So, again... Who was it that had the foresight before people were being transfected, before people were being transformed by the AstraZeneca shot, by the J&J shot? Who was it that could say that they said, we shouldn't do this? It's very few people on this picture. And we need to acknowledge that because they enabled this to happen. I lost my job because I stood up at a live, in-person emergency faculty meeting where they were talking about whether or not they should continue to take temperature in the head as we came in and put a little sticker that says you've had your thermometer read for the day so you can walk around. I stood up and said, do you realize that they're talking about transfection on the PBS NewsHour as if it's just another kind of vaccination? Are any of you guys going to speak out? They asked me who I was, and then they asked me to leave. We need to understand that this was all done on purpose, and if we're going to figure a way out, we need to acknowledge that at some point, people were coached into what to say and what they couldn't say, and the people that followed those directives need to cop to it so that we can get down to the directions and the people who did it. Because it really does matter who was giving Brett Weinstein talking points. It really does matter who was giving. These people were not all just really tough talkers. And I really believe this with my whole heart. And all I can tell you is, is that, for example, Brett Weinstein had me on a private signal chat for over a year where he regularly tried to calm me down, to tell me not to get so upset about the biology, not to get up so upset about everything, just take it in stride. And then when it came down to trying to understand things, at some point he said, you know, I just don't think 45 minutes of a Zoom would do me any good. I just don't think I would understand anything. And that's when I stopped talking to him. So he's a guy who said, take the product because it will protect your grandmother. He's a guy who used bandanas very early and said we shouldn't eat any more bush meat. He's a guy who said we have a duty to, to society and that the transfection will probably work. I mean, you know, even Robert Malone took it because he thought, well, the government must have figured out a way to do it, right? Of course they figured it out. And so I'm suggesting to you that this, ventilating people to, to prevent spread, remdesivir, midazolam, untreated secondary pneumonia, shutting down schools, masking kids, this was all about converting us from this idea of having sovereignty and responsibility for our actions to being given permission to do things and asking for permission to do things as we go forward. Meeting criteria in order to get permissions is now commonplace, and they want you to think that testing is going to be commonplace. And so we really got... But the issue I have with that, again, is just... And I'm pointing to my own local experience here. Can't get P you've got a, you can't just rock up for a PCR test in Japan, and it seems. Look, I'm not I'm not saying they're not going to go down that way of trying to drill in some conformity um, at a cultural level. But that was that was not my experience here. You still with us? On quiet. Ah, goddamn Skype. Any sound check, bro? Right. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. My screen, my screen locked out. But I was still here. Okay. Um. So. And Dajima says, I agree with what... Yeah, the thing is, there's a, there's a lot of 
agreement. We're not disagreeing with um, a lot of what he's saying. There's this there's this debate around the nature of well, it comes down to is is bio warfare technologies is that an an issue? And the problem is is that he's saying it's not. And the the schism is that. I, I sort of sit on the side of, well, we need to know the full length and breadth of what it is that they do and plan to do so that they they don't do it again and don't try and push us into an environment where they, um, you know, they're, they're trying to force you to conform to new new societal norms. Whereas his thesis seems to be that if you just ignore the fact that, well, or you you believe that it's all theatrics, then you don't. Act, biological warfare is not a thing, and that th yep. that seems a uniquely naive position to take. Just tap your toes twice, and you'll be back in Kansas. Mm. Yeah. And we can't we can't go back in time. We can't go back to twenty nineteen and pretend that the tornado didn't happen and that the Wicked Witch never came, right? Because what's going to happen is, well, what we need to know is what they did because we need to understand the fight that we are in. If we do not understand the fight that we're in, then, then go, going forward, we are completely vulnerable. Yeah. And the evidence does not... The evidence doesn't show us that there was nothing there. The evidence shows us that there was something there. And until we know otherwise, to pretend, to, to, to try to, to just write it all off to, well, it was all a theater. Um, well, believe it or not, um, was it Hamlet where somebody died because they were they were doing a play, and they were pretending, but then they actually stabbed the king for real or something. I don't know. It's been a long time. It's never happened. I hated Shakespeare at school, dude. Maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it was. It was out that, or maybe it was, that was Macbeth. I don't know. But but they were. They were. I think it was Macbeth. But they actually did kill the king. So like when the play was over, there was still the dead body on the ground, and so that's going to happen, and. And JC doesn't have all the answers. And if he's willing, if he is willing to lie in order to defend his hypothesis, then he has already crossed a line that we shouldn't be crossing because that's exactly what we're fighting. Yeah. We cannot this is we cannot stoop to the level of the science and come out victorious because we're just gonna lose. Because that's exactly what they're trying to do with all this AI and fake bullshit so that they can come in and take more control mm. to save us from the problem. It's the same thing with the science. Okay. The problem they've been hiding the truth about some of the science from us for a long time. So that way they could weaponize it and use it against us because we don't know. So the answer to not knowing is not to just bury our head further in the sand. That is suicide. Yeah, and interestingly, on the screen there, you can see it. Read this next, the column on the right-hand side. 
neuroscience. Long COVID now looks like a neurological disease. Helping doctors to focus treatments. Like, if you've been listening but, here, that's what I've been it's saying. Not <laughs> it's not real. It's not real, it's what he says. Because right. we, you can't have long COVID from a virus that didn't exist. Right? Mm. You, maybe you can have it from a vaccine, but most people, according to him, can't have gotten long COVID from the virus. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it's it's funny. I don't know what's the date on March 13th, that says, 2023. And yeah, it's it's kind of funny watching this stuff catch up. When I was sort of like, yeah, you know, this you've got to think you've got to think in neurological terms, and you know that's that that's before I even sort of started wading into this biowarfare incapacitation. Well, that's what happens when you're right. Okay, and what we're seeing is that. Things that you said and that other super smart people have said, Joanna. Oh, Kev's about to super smart with me. Um, <laughs> I was just one. one right. I was well, that's, why I said, that's why I said you <laughs> and then I said super smart. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> so you just didn't catch it because you're not smart. Right, enough, not but, super smart. Um, but yeah, but there, there's a lot of people who I trust who I think are really smart in a lot of ways. And you know what? I, I think JC is that way too. But... By that same token, if I know that, I'm going to hold them to a higher standard. And what we're seeing is that things that you said in 2020 are coming true. Things that Joanna said are coming true. And he, his hypothesis is, it's really hard to even test. Much less to test it. To falsify or anything else. And that's not, that's not science. He's commenting on something, but he's not he's not offering up a way that we can test it in, in any sort of real world situation. He's just making extremely bold claims without the evidence to prove it. So I'm gonna stick with people who are right, you know, like me. Yeah. Well <laughs> you're not getting rid of me, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm sticking with you to the to the bitter end. Um and and that's well, you know, part part of that is just I I, I don't know. There, there's some there's something about you know you've got to recognise when you when you about to get into a fight. It's just a uh, that's a life experience thing, right? And that's that's what, I've had enough physical fights to just say I I, I get what's going on here. I see it. I see where they're going to take us. And that they, these people have no, um, I don't know, um, <laughs> they're not fighting with Queensbury rules, right? And it's going to hurt. That's, what, that's what's coming. It's going to hurt what they do to us. And it has hurt. It's hurt many people. And to, to dismiss that as just pure theatrics is, yeah, again, it's nauseating. But what he does is, as a corollary, is he's supporting, you know, when the no-virus people say that biological warfare isn't a thing, right? It's, it's an absurdity that has, that has 
long-term implications? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just done. I'm just done. All right. So I want to I wanna see if we can sort of get to more, because this is stuff we've heard. And do you, do you know how long he's sort of talking? Because I'm presuming three hours, there's a Q&A, right? So... Yeah, there's a Q and A. I mean, it's it's probably about two hours in. It was a pretty sizable period of time. Let's see what of biological steps that is drawn in every paper and assumed to occur since the the seventies. And so they make very you know beautiful videos like I've shown you already, with regard to the transfection and with regard to antibodies blocking the spike protein. They also make beautiful videos with elaborate computer graphics on how. The viral genome, can you see that arrow? The viral genome is assembled, that's the little red pearl string there, is assembled around the N protein, and then the N protein gets all wrapped up inside of a beautiful virus which has the spike protein and the M protein and the E protein around it. And so this is right here in this diagram, this, this image. So people are convinced, biologists are convinced, people in secret meetings are convinced that virologists understand this stuff when cartoons like this are shown against diagrams like this. Why would they ever make a cartoon like this if they didn't have loads of evidence? for how this assembly process works. They have none. None. They none. <laughs> I know a few virologists might beg to disagree on that one. Um, I'm not, I'm... Yeah, we gotta get Mary back on here soon. Yeah, yeah. At least... We're enjoying it. Yeah. <clears throat> late, late for Mary, early for Joanna, but... You know, this is this is something that you know, Joanna goes to great lengths to sort of show I'm gonna say it's her work, right? But like the budding of viral particles, right? Because that's that's their I wanna say that's their definitive test, right? Is if they can sort of catch in the act this um exocytosis of of a viral particle from a cell. And 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 this I can't remember the exact the example she was showing though. Some some lentivirus. Yes. Well, we, we 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 would need her to um really address this. But the the idea that this is all fabricated. Right. So for so for people who are looking at the screen Essentially, essentially, what you're looking at there, like the green trees, are the spike protein, and it's about wrapping the the genetic material, the viral genetic material, into a package such that it can go and trans or infect, in this instance, uh, other cells. And if I'm to understand what Jay just said, that doesn't happen. Seems seems a very bold. Well, I, I, I'm actually really surprised that he doesn't get that much pushback from the audience. Mm. Which is, I mean, pretty much every time I've seen it, there's been at least a hundred people, besides me, who, who are watching it live. So mm. I, I just can't believe that in the three streams that I've seen him do with with the doctors for COVID ethics. There's been very little pushback on any aspect of it. Mm. It's very right. concerning. Well, it's it's concerning because those are clinicians <laughs> and doctors that they would uh, maybe 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 it's a case of dad just be polite, <laughs> go away. I don't know, but if he's going back and speaking to them, 
No, they've been very supportive. But once again, it's like everything that we're that we're pointing out here. Like we, and I say this, and I'm not a scientist, of course, but obviously, I'm I'm pretty good in the subject matter by now. And and we are sitting here watching this. We, the amount of time we've put into this is among the upper echelons of people on the planet at this point. And so we are able to adjudge what he's saying credibly. And a lot of these doctors aren't because they've been trained patients for, you know, and so, so, but because he, he basically worked up this reputation and then as soon as he got to a certain point, he started to abuse it. Yeah. And it's, it, that is the worst, that's the most dangerous position because because they trust you. And once they put the tr- trust in you, they're willing to go for a lot longer than they would otherwise. Yeah. And that's incredibly dangerous. I'm, I'm guessing he's going to get to X as I was. They have some electron microscopy pictures of points that could be said to be intermediates of this. But in no way, shape, or form have they shown us definitively that this is a coronavirus behaving as a coronavirus. And that is, again, one of the, the objections of the no virus people that I think is plain to see in the last 20 years of coronavirus biology. There is no natural coronavirus that you can go in the wild like a flower and pick it and then grow it and get seeds and grow more of it. There's no breeding pair of mice that you can send around, no breeding pair of viruses that you can give to your to your colleague. So, Did we need to address that again? I mean, we've kind of... No. On that. I don't have anything to do. That they can use the virus that you use. And so instead of this model, the actual model is this. Now, I don't want to use any time to show you how many virologists have admitted this, but you can find virology lectures from a diverse number of people talking about the infectious particle to non-infectious particle ratio. What is depicted in this picture here is the colored, the colored viruses have all of the genes necessary to copy themselves, but the gray ones do not. And that occurs for a wide variety of reasons. The main one being that RNA is a single-stranded molecule and therefore is chemically unstable and also does not have the ability to be proofread because there's no second strand. DNA, on the other hand, is chemically much more stable because it's double-stranded. And if you copy it by opening those strands up, you have, when you put them back together, a checkpoint where you can say, oh, there's a mismatch here. We have to change this. You can proofread DNA much more effectively than RNA as you copy it. Now, coronavirus biologists will argue that there is a protein called EXON, which is a proofreading protein that reduces the error rate of the copying of viruses in cell culture. But what they also need to remind you is that same enzyme is also responsible for recombination. And on a short RNA copying, a 30,000 RNA copy, a recombination is usually an omission. And that means a non-replication competent particle, meaning it won't be able to copy itself because it's missing the genes that were chopped out in recombination. So what this means is, is that we may... Yeah, so again, this is... This gets into the area where I I think by just thinking of them as non-replication competent means they're inert, and I d- I don't think that's the case because we know that the peptides, you know, if, say you've got eighty percent of the virus complete and you've got the amyloidogenic peptides there and you know the the n protein is is one of the larger 
signals that we get with these um, metrics for prion-like activity, and that will that will soften up targets, right? And I'm I'm not buying into this that it's just trash and isn't isn't useful. Yet he keeps belaboring this point. Well, let's play a game. Let's say that coronaviruses are typically not super lethal because they're they're replication competent, but only a small fraction of the, the like, let's say it's a wave function or you know something. Let's say that it's it's a, it's a probability, and the probability is that when you get infected, you'll get the sniffles, but there will never be enough virions produced to to do much. I mean, you, you'll be able to pass it on, but you'll never get a super high dose at any one time or, or something. Okay. Well, <clears throat> if, I mean, but that might be the case with all sorts of things. Maybe because of this NSP14 um, protein, maybe it doesn't have to be. I would want to, like what I would do in this case, I would go back and I would do the, the metagenomic sequencing of other RNA viruses. Okay, How many replication competent particles are in an infection with influenza? Mm. Or dengue? Or whatever else? Because maybe, maybe coronaviruses are so efficient with the proportion of replication competent uh, virions that they don't need that many because they're so they're so efficient at at transmitting because they can because it can so easily reach these two receptors in the nose or whatever that they don't need to be and and just just think because once again we need the context of what this is but he's not looking for context. He's, he's looking for an even simpler answer and trying to get everything to fit it. But the yeah. truth is that we don't know exactly what these, what these things are. Well, but, it, it, even if, you know, I, if my biases sort of go towards the prion end of the spectrum, but there's this, this very large body of work that these non-structural proteins are interferon suppressing um, peptides. Which lowers the infective dose necessary yeah, yeah. to produce an, a symptomatic or just an infection in general. That's the whole point of all these things, mm. all these epitopes that mess with the immune system, either by, by super attracting it like a super antigen, but on the same virions, we're getting interferon um, disruptions that are preventing and so your immune system is going haywire, and in this confusion, how many cells do you really need, or how many virions that are replication competent do you really need to be able to be able to get into a cell and then have that cell produce a thousand or you know ten thousand or whatever it is? Um, maybe there's never more than some small percentage, and in this case, because of NSP14, that. These coronaviruses just have more of a superpower. Like, there's so many different explanations 
but he he's he's just ruling it out completely. Yeah, it's 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 a, a dismissal to hone in on. Ah, look, there's. Um, well, he, he's going to look at that uh, nanopore paper next, I guess, right? And talk about the ratio of um, detectable genomic fragments versus whole whole genomes. And and again, it seems a a facile argument, right? Because you don't think of a car factory and you. You, you, you don't bring in the parts for the car one at a time, build the car, right? You have stocks <laughs> where, you, right. where you pull stuff from, right? So you can pull pull these, bring these parts together to make to make something more complex. And you know, I, I look. There is arguments in biology, you know, about um, you know where where and how does this complexity arise and you know, th th these are these are deep 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 questions but irrespective of the questions themselves you, there are still recognized disease states disease was around prior to um, genomic and recombinant biology techniques right yeah so if he, if he's just going to go through the, uh, it's a pity you don't see like a preview. Like well, yeah. uh, there's one. So someone says, "Is critiquing JC relevant or productive anymore?" Time to move on. Me thinks. I agree completely. Really, what we're doing here, because obviously, the things we've already done have not caused him to to shift in any way anything that he's doing. So. Really, what this is for is to dig into like the sequencing and these other aspects that, that we haven't spent as much time doing. We're, we're trying to provide that evidence so that way other people will see it because he's not going to see it. Mm. But we're, we're, what we want is to have answers that other people can find so they're not just hearing his interpretation of this. And because this was, in fact, I'm actually, I'm trying to, to get onto the same, I'm trying to do a presentation to the same group of, of doctors. That way we can be addressing this because, unfortunately, we can't be silent because, because what he is doing is, is damaging and we need to limit that damage as much as we possibly can. Yeah. We really, we really, really do. I, I don't want to spend my time doing this, but I have to spend some time doing it. Well, I don't know. I enjoy these stream stuff. Oh, I, I like talking to I, you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoy them. I can make fun of people forever, but mm. but I, I understand the frustration if you're watching this and you're like, okay, yeah, well, we get it. He's he's wrong. Mm. And, yeah, and you're right about it. It's, it's just about giving other people the tools to sit there and just just question what it is that he's he's trying to spoon feed you yeah and, and we actually we went into this stream in particular to do that yeah because we're we're wanting to be doing other things and so what we want to do is just get some some foundational deal with the latest stuff and but we really want to hammer it home so that way we can start spending more time doing other things yeah yeah and that's actually um 
good time to bring up well i i guess i should i should point out that that i do have i do have several streams worth of new evidence in different areas that's that's ready to to be dropped so we'll We'll definitely be doing that in the very near future. Mm. Uh, so I, I want I want to just put this link in the chat for people, right? So this this is, um, so I got I got this paper from Kevin McKernan, and in this paper, what they're doing is they're comparing wild type SARS-CoV-2, so patient isolated, and uh, since infectious clone synthetic clone and seeing how they um how they compare now i could probably i just check the methods just to what what the wild type is it's so annoying now that they don't put methods in English. virus and cell lines. The stock of SARS-CoV-2 strain was derived from the first patient diagnosed in the US. The virus isolate was provided by Dr. Natalie Formberg from the Centers for Disease Control, yada, 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 amplified on E6 cells. Uh, that sounds like a clone to me. But I, I guess I guess what they're doing here is like they're, they're adding the reporter gene. And so maybe, maybe Kevin is it's, it's not clear to me Let's see whether Fail. All right. Uh, first case of novel coronavirus in the U.S. So this this is what they call Snohomish. I hope I pronounce it. Snohomish. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now. I don't know. I mean, I I see ground glass opacities just just strolling through this, and um, I would right. But but, but he but he never got that bad, Kevin. So you can just avoid that. Even, even though we know from from all the data that even back then we knew very quickly that you didn't have to have severe infection. To get damage in the lungs. Well, but those, I mean, those but lungs are looking pretty. <laughs> they ain't looking too good to me, but um... yes, Kevin. But it's but it's a theater, so just because just because the data happens to fit mm. what it would look like in, in an actual clinical case doesn't mean it's not theater. Yeah. Mm. I just want to see. So da, 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 da. genetic sequencing. 
Uh, they did RTPCR. I want to know. Chinese researchers said yes. Nucleic acid was extracted from RT-PCR positive specimens and used for whole genome sequencing on both Sanger and next generation sequencing platforms. Sequence assembly was completed with the use of sequential software. Um, so, well, they did sequencing in this one, but again, the the implication that's always being made is, how do you say it? Snohomish? Snohomish. Like snow. The white stuff. Yeah. Snow homish. Snow homish. All right. That this is a phantom case. Right. And that, well, they were, they were talking about giving him remdemsevir. Right. Yes, because phantom is. You know, phantom just, there must be phantom opacities. So, yeah, they did use Rendenzavir on him. Um, but that's not surprising because that's what, like, the, the Chinese had been trying to get Rendenzavir because they've been trying to get ZMAP because ever since Ebola, and they, they wanted to patent them. I think they cared less about whether or not it worked, mm-hmm. and but they wanted to be able to, to patent them. But I want I want to say the Chinese actually turned around very quickly and said Rendentivir wasn't working. They did because so so in like in January they they started using it. They started using our our or something. They used Lopinavir and Ritonavir. They used several different things. And by late February, they'd already figured out, okay, remdesivir is, is garbage. And by April, mid-April, they had definitively like come to that conclusion. And it was right around the same time, rather mid to late April, that Fauci had already heard of that. See, he'd already heard an update because the WHO had sent a team in February that had gone to a bunch of different hospitals in different provinces, and ironically, only a little, very little time in Wuhan itself. But it was there. He, he sent Clifford Lane, one of his chief lieutenants, because he'd heard, he'd gotten wind that they were, they were using remdesivir. And he, I don't think Fauci was you concerned. Mean, you mean the Chinese were using it? That's, that's correct. The Chinese were using remdesivir. Mm-hmm. And they were going to use the data that they pulled from it to to publish a study, and so he wanted. I don't think he was really that concerned about whether or not they would, you know, be able to patent it or whatever, because they, obviously they, they wouldn't be able to win that case. But he wanted. I'm sure what he wanted was the data, because he wanted to have. He wanted to be up to speed, and I think. And. I think they were going to do whatever, but he also got wind in April that the report that was coming out finally was go, going to be negative, and that's why he he decided to just blur it out on national TV during the press conference that Mendoza was about to, that data was about to drop from his own 
and from a different study saying that it, that it did work because he was kind of forced into it by the bad news that he knew was coming. And, and once again, he, he, was, he sent Clifford Lane as the representative from to the WHO group that went there specifically because he wanted to get wind of what they were doing. It, it wasn't... The when, 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 when it was the Chinese... I thought they were even trying to steal the band. It's so, it's so long ago. Well, yeah. I, well, they were trying to... I, mean, I, I didn't pay attention to all the ups and downs and ins and outs of remdesivir patent stuff. But... I mean, the Chinese do whatever the fuck they want to do anyway. And so in this case, they knew that they were going to get actual data from a large-scale trial very early in what became a, what was looking like it was going to become a pandemic. And so their data was very valuable, potentially, especially if it showed any goodness. So, 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 so China was being corrupt, and, and China did this in many ways. I mean, they... They actually had the sequence, and they, they sent the sequence out to PCR companies. As far as I remember correctly, before January, <laughs> like like they they already they had and they'd already given bids to three companies in China by January second, I want to say, and it just so happened that all three of those companies were had major party boss members, of course, just like. They did the same thing with the Chinese traditional medicine because the same traditional medicines that they mandated for use with, against COVID were they were companies owned by you know people in the, in the Congress like the twenty five you know at the top they, they were corrupt in China and guess what we were too yeah. and so this this notion that you know. That only China or only the United States is just—it's a—it's a terrible thing because people were corrupt everywhere. They were taking advantage of this, and so to pretend that these things aren't connected or or that there's no context is just stupid, and it's wrong. I will I will note that um, this guy was being given antibiotics as well. No, well, yeah, because it was too early. It was too early for them to, because obviously at some point they made the decision to to do away with all that crap. I I I don't think they had made it then because they didn't know how big it was going to be, for sure yet. And I think that was part of the reason why they let it spread is because a, they had, by January thirteenth they'd already made the decision to make the vaccine and. You know, they, they were already funding and telling SEPI to get ready, etc. And then they waited another week to announce that they were making these vaccines because, well, why would you make a vaccine if it's not even transmissible? So they waited until the day after it was announced transmissible to announce publicly that they were doing vaccines. It's not a coincidence. They already knew it. But at the same time, they, they waited another two months before really telling people about the Human Cleavage site because you can make a lot more money if... It's everywhere in the world. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, this is all, this is sick and disgusting stuff. It's, it is gross. But there's still a virus. Five circles 
we can join them into one when we're ready to make the whole virus. And that's basically what he does uh, when he finds a sequence or when he's given a sequence from another lab, he assembles a consensus genome into five DNA plasmids, grows them in bacteria to sufficient quantities, then ligates them together, uses RNA polymerase in one form or another to create RNA, which he can then use electricity to drive into a cell culture, which will then start expressing the viral proteins and start presumably copying that RNA and packaging it into new viruses like we saw in that, in that cartoon. Because then they take those same viruses and they infect animals and they get sick and they can sequence and they find the same virus there with three CR primers. They can even put it on a cell culture and it'll grow. Uh, sorry, say that again. Uh, I was just saying congratulations for for just stating verbatim what what the cycle is. Right. His, because once again, even his tone, like even if he's saying something that does not support his hypothesis, it's just some random information. He's treating it like it's some information that nobody knows that only supports his hypothesis. Well, guess what? What he just said is true regardless of whether it spreads or not. And again, this, I'll just remind everyone. Um, okay. From a year ago, you were calling it Clone Wars. So he's not even original enough to uh, come up with. It's just ploying your ideas, bro. And, yeah. and, and pushing... Pushing this idea where, again, this this is why people were so uh, are so pissed about this this type of research. Hey, what's the why why the why the fixation? Well, I mean, if if people saw his his stream down alone from yesterday, the day before yesterday, um, like he's he he starts incorporating some of the ideas from the watchmaker hypothesis, but not saying that. Oh, really? Yeah. Go on. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's starting to re-enter these, these ideas that I debuted on his stream nine months ago, but without mentioning me. And that's kind of fucked up. Mm. It's kind of fucked up because he's saying that we're part of the narrative, but then using my ideas... Yeah, and yeah. My ideas do not support his hypothesis, but that's what he's doing. It's really sick. Yeah. Uh, let's see. No corona. No, this is a comment from the chat. No coronavirus genome or viral clone has ever defied this law of nature. This makes the lab leak theory every bit as nonsensical as the theory that the virus suddenly popped out some animal at the Wuhan market. Um, I'm trying to. Pass that sentence. No coronavirus genome or viral clone has ever defied this law of nature. Which law of nature? You, uh, cool, Wakino, you have to. Uh, the chimeric paper that they combine a SARS virus with a new bat spike protein and it kills more cells than the other clone did is also just a story. Uh, citation How needed. Story? To... How is that a story? I'm confused. Um, is there, is, is some, some... It's 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 this denial that this um, these cytopathic effects are a consequence of viral infection, right? So you you pull at the threads of the 
no virus people and they'll say oh it's because of the uh, the toxic medium that the cells are growing in or um the cells aren't being fed etc that's not a story that's not a story and it's it, it's not in the paper so jc is correct in saying that but that's because he doesn't know the if he doesn't read all the other stuff um, because it is in the annual reports. It was in the annual reports in 2016 and 2018 where Eagle Health Alliance slash slash were talking about how they did two experiments. I know they did more, but they were doing experiments. And in both cases, at least these two cases, they did the gain of function work and voila, they created a new chimera, and the new chimera had 10 to the 6th power more replication ability in virulence than the previous one, and it was killing mice all over the place. Now, okay, that's not always translate, but that is a fact that JC does not know because he, was, because he wasn't paying attention to me or others who were explaining this to him. But he is wrong, and it's not a... I mean, it's not a story. It's not a story because we're seeing it now. <laughs> we're seeing what happens when you, when you have, you know, this high fecundity. And so he can call whatever he wants, but Delta was able to create lots of virions. You can call that replication competence. You can call it whatever, but it was real and it was measured all across the world. Yeah. And it, it, so it's not just a story. Yeah, it's, it's a case of you have to selectively ignore all these data points to try to fit it into the, a, a particular paradigm. And right. It's not a law of nature. There's, there's, this is not a law of nature because I've never heard of a law of nature that says that viruses can't replicate effectively and spread. So show me the, the, show me the, the reference on that. Please. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm all ears as well. Show me that reference, and then you can have all my money that I get from this stream. <laughs> I think. Let me just check, bro. I think. Uh... Safest bet I made all day. Come on, fuck. Wow, we're still at uh, 60 bucks. Oh my god, wow, people. Come on, you stingy bastards. Cough up, next spells. You stingy bastards. Okay, yeah. now I do want to point out that. Um, I'm not the, the Substack is not as lucrative, at least mine isn't. Um, he, he's made f at least four times as much each month that since he got me fired, uh, than I made the entire time in the last four months. So I'm, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I only have 181 paying people, so you can do your own maths. And know what that works out to per annum, but it is not lucrative, and that's my only income. So, <laughs> wow, just this, right? Um, I and look, I could, I could never go back into. I wouldn't want to go back into institutional science now. I, you know, I knew it was bad, right? The nepotism, the corporatism, etc. But it's. it's sickens me now where it's going what it's doing and, and and it's not a ted kaczynski railing at 
technology per se i'm just i'm just disgusted by the individuals in it and yeah the the the, the direction that it does seem to be going which is to close down ever more the space in which <laughs> ironically Tekasinski was right very very right but I think his I think we should have even less faith than he did in humans because the humans are the problem here Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because garbage in garbage out very much so alright let's keep that and they can sequence that too and they can even put it into a, into a sample and send it to other people, the cDNA, so that they can start from exactly the same place. They can use the cDNA to make RNA, transfect their own cell lines, and now they can start from Barrick's exact clone. One of the clones that's ubiquitous in SARS coronavirus biology is the SARS Urbani clone. It is named after the patient Urbani, who had SARS somewhere in America, and is purportedly the guy they cultured from to sequence, and then Barrick made a clone of it. And whenever no, anybody no. wants to have a SARS Urbani clone, I was going to say, wasn't the dude in Thailand or something like that? Yeah, he was an Italian doctor in Thailand. Now, he actually, he fixed this um, from the last one, but he's still wrong. It's an Italian doctor who was in Thailand, whose last name is Urbani, who was treating some of the first patients, got sick, and then also died. But in the last stream, whatever it was, he said, like, some crazy off-the-wall shit. And that's just, like... There's a hundred details every time he does a stream that are like that, which is completely fucking wrong. Mm. Sorry, I had to say. I just no, no. I mean, uh, it, it's important because the, you know, there's a. This isn't just a sort of back and forth around the table. You know, this is you. You have to think of this like a professional um, scientific lecture, right? And if you're if you're wrong. You should expect to be called out for it and take that um take that correction and um yeah his um well there's been a whole catalog so far <laughs> well we've managed to get to an hour charles i don't I don't know how your energy levels are doing, but well, this is actually way better than than typical um yeah I'll, I'll try to lay off because I do want to keep going. For a, for a while longer, so they email him and they get the cDNAs from him and they grow them up, or they get the RNA. I don't know exactly how it goes, but this is exactly what's in every paper. And so they can argue about well, it's done in vaccinia virus, or this was done in cell. Or these are done with bacterial. Call you know, it doesn't matter. They take a cDNA clone, a copy in DNA, so that they can make many, many high fidelity copies of that <clears throat> before they make the RNA, and then they say that it will package itself into infectious RNA that they can study. So this is a way for them to get over this problem of not every virus being culturable or very few of the actual viruses produced during an infection are culturable by finding a consensus sequence, making a DNA copy of it, and then generating RNA using very typical methods. The magic here is reverse transcriptase. It is an enzyme discovered by David Baltimore, which takes RNA, in this case RNA found as a virus, and tr reverse transcribes it into DNA. Barrick found a way to use five to two to five cDNAs to ligate together to make that. And again, I'm just beating the dead horse here. That's how they're able to do all of this. Now, who's responsible for this? It's not Barrick, actually. It's the guy who discovered reverse transcriptase is also the guy who did the first cDNA clone of an RNA virus, and that's the polio virus done by Vincent Ranson Yellow and David Baltimore in, I believe, 81, but it could have been 87. You have to look it up. The point is that now Earth's virology professor, 
Vincent Ranson Yellow is the guy who's never, ever, ever going to teach you how infectious clones have enabled all of RNA virology to exist. This guy was given the Nobel Prize for reverse transcriptase, presumably because of, because of retroviruses, never for having enabled the entire field of RNA virology. I find that a bit dubious. If you just look at one year of virology and try to find the infectious clones, you will find many, many, many papers. This is from 2011 or 10, I believe. Infectious clones of every kind. Any RNA virus you can imagine in fungus, plants, chickens, salmon. I mean, I mean actually any RNA virus paper, and especially coronavirus papers, are done by starting with a PCR hunt that identifies a candidate, which they then use more PCR primers to amplify to a consensus sequence they decide upon. Any missing genes are inserted from Barrick or another published consensus clone. The DNA is constructed, it is replicated, and they make that into the infectious RNA that they start their experiments with. This is how it's done. This is the reason why the no virus people have so much. Sorry, Charles. You were... Oh, yeah. Just real quickly, he said that any time they're going to fill out the sequence, they go back to bearing or, or whatever. Uh, no, that's not true. Because if that if that was the case, then you'd see a lot less variation in that table of ninety four sequences that I made the graphic for. Okay, so it's not just the same thing. They're obviously able to get more than just RDRP or some other little pieces. They're able to find enough sequences to differentiate these different species. Yeah, and that's the, well, the, the event horizon now that we're reaching with this nanopore where, and that's that, that, that will just get better and better. And, you know, they are pulling out these full-length genomes now. And from... You know, as a, I, I guess, a scientist spectator of the discipline, genomics, whatever, whatever, virology, whatever you want to call it, um, they they are certainly opening a Pandora's. Well, <laughs> they've opened Pandora's box, right? They they right now they're they're putting charges underneath it and about to um, <laughs> blow it blow it completely completely sky high and you know there's again for people who are listening there are many many experiments where you can find that they will use wild type cultured virus from human specimens as well it's not all infectious clones and the reason the reason that you know as a from a scientific perspective a, a clone would be is nice because you you have a normalized baseline from which to start doing your studies, adding in gain of function, and yeah, this is this is the big struggle, I guess, that we have right now in in how to contain this. And it's not even a new argument. Like this, this was this was being discussed thirty years ago, forty years ago. What? How how do how do we keep a lid on this? Yep, trying to hide it, trying to hide the fact that hey, we figured this out, and because we might we can probably weaponize it, we don't want to spill the beans on what we found. So even though we keep leaking shit accidentally and intentionally, and it keeps causing cancers and causing AIDS and SARS and everything else, uh, yeah, we're still gonna tell you mm. because. And then you have to explain all this other shit we were going on today. So, mm. 
Yeah. Okay. It looks a lot less like a bioweapon if if we don't tell you that we know what these things do. So. Yeah. If it's if it's um, we maintain the illusion of uh, it's all natural. That's exactly what the substack is. In fact, I'm about to put in the link right now from the dog's breakfast did because he goes back and breaks down like that basically it's very likely that any of these sequences that are remotely weaponizable that we've seen last 20 years are probably not natural and what they've been doing is they've just been testing all these things and using that like the appearance of all these awkward not closely related things with these new epitopes saying that it's all just recombination because that way they can use that excuse and just keep playing around. That's the gist of his argument. It's really well done. Mm. I think it's yeah. exactly. Yeah, put the link in the chat. Yep. <laughs> Much ground to stand on because coronavirus biology is for the most part a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's not to say that these synthetic viruses don't, don't happen. It's not to say that they wouldn't make you sick. It's not to say that those cell cultures aren't producing particles. It is to say that they are not the pure particle swarms that we are told on television can pre be prevented. Who fucking cares about that bit, though? <laughs> what does it, this is what drives me up the wall, dude. Right. We don't care about these natural... <laughs> we care about what they're doing in these weapons labs. Uh, uh, or or thinly, thinly disguised academic programs this is this is the whole the whole point and like he's making this issue where there shouldn't be one i don't get it well it's because he he doesn't have evidence to support it so he has to fabricate a narrative that can make it fit mm. by a pure injection of a transfection which will make you produce pure versions of a spike protein for months so if you think about what a coronavirus, an RNA virus of any kind in the wild really is, it's like a mixtape from the 80s. It is you know a compilation. skip his mixtape, man. Trying to amplify a set of pages, like, for example, page one and two. And so the primer would be sentence one on page one and the last sentence on page two. And those... Hang on, this is new to me. Sequencing. And though these are technologies which... What if the ratio here is 500,000 to one? cassette tape in the wild that's the whole story that is built upon paper after paper after paper after paper we can't pull a virus out of the wild so we make a consensus sequence and our laboratory model is this one and it works pretty well that's their story and the story of pandemic potential and coronaviruses is based on two decades of work just like this and so they can share those cds with anybody they want to but this is the problem what if the ratio here is not 50 to 1 but it's 500 to 1 what if the ratio here is 500,000 to 1 and this is where the biology starts to become almost criminal, because again, unlike the rest of biology, which is shooting forward with every possible technology being applied to every question that we can have money to spend on, virology is still using plaque assays and Western blots, even though these are technologies which have been vastly improved on over the last 20, we are now in 2023. And so one of the things that they have been avoiding using en masse is called nanopore sequencing. I'll just take one minute to explain the difference. See, that's a, <laughs> that's a lie. Right. Of, of course, they've rolled out these technologies as they've become available in, in, in their domain. But, and <laughs> look through the literature at next gen sequencing of all these different viral entities. 
I'm, I'm, do you have anything to add to this? But I'm, I'm interested to see where he goes with this. And I, I know where he's going, right? It's, it, it's the yeah. number, right? It's the number of um, full genomes versus the partial genomes. You know, it's interesting. Is it his his average is? Uh, I want to say I think he he says forty thousand to one. I mean, this if we wait another month or so, that'll be the same average amount of money that he's made to mine <laughs> in the last four or five months. That's right, Lex Bill. Start donating. Come on. So he can go. He can go suck a chode. Yeah. As a victim. He does play victim a lot, right? Typical sequencing is done with PCR amplicons. Um, amplicons are the piece of DNA between the primers, which gets amplified and then identified as a positive signal. If I can come up with an analogy off the top of my head, it would be like amplifying a book, and each of the primers is trying to amplify a set of pages, like for example, page one and two. And so the primer would be sentence one on page one, and the last sentence on page two, and those primers would say that's page one and two, and copy all the stuff in between. And so you find the book by designing primers for each page pair until you've covered the whole book. In the case of a coronavirus, it takes typically between 99 and about 105 coronavirus primer pairs that are spaced all along the genome to amplify the whole genome for sequencing. So assuming you have a genome, you can use these sets of primer pairs to amplify a coronavirus in the background and have enough DNA to sequence it. With the nanopore sequencing, you no longer need to use these small segments. You no longer need to amplify page, 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 and then assemble them with a computer. Instead, you can have the whole book and just shoot it through. Now, the analogy maybe doesn't help the biologist yet, but if you are trying to find a book in a library using PCR primers, you would need to put those primers in all kinds of different books, right? And a lot of those books, those primers wouldn't match the pages that they're supposed to amplify. And so it would be a very painstaking process. However, if you could just take all the books in the library and throw them in the sequencer and wait for the one that you're looking for to go through, ah, now it's a much easier way to find it. And before nanopore sequencing, the only way to find the book in the library would be to use primers to find pages until you found the book you were looking for. And it's funny. It's funny that he's he's sort of honing in on nanopore sequencing when I was using it to beat up his buddy Mark Bailey. And yeah, I did I did call it millipore in that, but it's the same company, milli nanopore. Um, well, and it's it's such it's such a lame thing to try to expand and, and make like a like a, a meme inside his conversation like you're not really helping no one's that impressed no one thinks that you don't know like as much about the sequencing or like it's just so, it's so menial mm. but hey i mean at least he doesn't you know it's not as ridiculous as the things he makes up about us so i guess capitalizing on you know a misstatement from you is people need to understand that's the best evidence he really has i think that's like the best argument he has it's not even evidence but it's the best argument best thing he can come up with which tells you a lot i'm gonna let i, I know where this is going but then worse you would have to wait until all the pages were reassembled because when you find one that doesn't necessarily mean you get to pull the ball book out now hopefully this didn't get too dense but the idea is is that with nanopore sequencing we don't need to use the imperfect pcr amplifying of this this swarm over here to try and figure out what the yellow sequence is we can get rid of all we can just put all this noise through the nanopore and then look later what we found and the biggest sequences we'll just assume are full viruses and so again i'm arguing that that's a cassette tape it's not a cd there's no biology to support the idea that that could do a pandemic
where it would infect millions and millions of people, stay genetically stable over thousands and thousands, and then uniformly change its genetic signature across thousands of people repeatedly as waves over three years. RNA viruses can't do that. They also can't be passaged in, 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 in cell culture to make them worse because there's not a paper that shows that. They can't be passaged in animals to make them worse because there's not really a paper that shows Wait, I mean... <laughs> Well, like, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I'm trying to give him like wiggle room here, but I, I guess he could he could try and say that serial passaging maybe doesn't lead to, but that's not my understanding of it. And right, well, we, we know that they have been passaging experiments in humanized mice at the WIV, and they did, and also at North Carolina, and they did come up with. Um, more virulent mice. And no, there wasn't a paper that, 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 where that was published, but it wasn't there any reports that they didn't want to release and they released two years late. Mm. They were released in FOIA, they were released, and that there's been dozens of newspaper reports about, and there's been congressional letters, and people have talked about it. So, and that's a big deal that he doesn't know. Mm. Um, but it has been proven, and he, he doesn't know that. And he's been told, because I told him, what people will know is that when I was still working on the book uh, for RFK, and we were going through, <clears throat> uh, uh, Bobby asked for clarification, because he wanted to make sure that, he, like, he's very, very big on making sure that you have the facts to support any conclusions that you make. So um, he, he was, he, he, he was, Putting, he was making arguments that, you know, claims that were based off of this, and and this was one of the only times that JC ever like actually disagreed with me, and we actually talked about it because you know he didn't have a chance to to block me because we were live on a, on a call about it. But <clears throat> he said like this is a big point of discussion that came up with uh, you know the people that were the publishers of the book we were working with. And he, he said, yeah, he said exactly what he just said. And I said, no, that's not correct. We do have evidence that they did that. And I pointed it out. And I said it there. And I wrote it inside, um, in the margins of the working document that we were working on. And he still, um, one of the last times that I was able to access the document, he was still put, typing in the margin the comments saying that there is no evidence that existed when I had already included references in footnotes to, to describe the evidence that that had been the case. Wow. But he had but he, he had even read the changes that I made. But he wanted to delete them anyway. What a goof. I don't know. It's and, and that's just and that's just one example. And and he's, and he's now publicly, repeatedly stated that what, what we had suggested whenever all this went down back in November, that he, that he was trying to get rid of us. Now, obviously, we, we watched it from behind the scenes, and so we know what he's not saying publicly. But then after it was done, he came back later on to throw shade and to try to make me look bad and started lying publicly 
about these things. And I, I, like, I'm just stunned. And he's now publicly stated that his main, his primary goal at CHD is to get Bobby to drop Diffuse from the book. Mm. Okay. He's, mm. he's really stated that. So, um, I, I mean, like, I think RFK should see that video. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, someone wants to clip that up. <laughs> yeah, please. Because I'd, I'd love to send that to him. Because that is, that is insane. Mm. And the, the, the really insane. frustrating thing about this diffuse argument is it, it's not, it didn't emerge in a vacuum, right? That there, there was a whole series of recent, and this is what we know publicly, right? And then if, um, was it the seeker yesterday? Uh, I haven't seen the seeker in a year, literally. Like, I haven't seen his any activity from his account. Um, it might not have been the secret, but someone someone tweeted yesterday that, and I saw Diao had had um, replied to it. Let me just see what I like. Um, God, that'd be Simon. But you know the the fact that um, they Xi Li got money in 2018 anyway for these experiments right <laughs> yeah i do know that because they went back because they were requesting money for similar aspects from diffuse and in china just like they were doing and i want to say <clears throat> i don't know if it was emily cop but somebody recently oh well no it was um well, I think it was Emily Cop and also Paul Thatcher, but they were reporting on Diane Cutler, who's an investigator that I know because she was she was one of the ones that we were corresponding with from the congressional committees, and she's now working for Senator Marshall, and she put out a report a couple weeks ago talking about how it's very clear that EHA Equal Alliance was already double dipping. And getting funded from USAID and from NIH for basically doing the same work in the PREDICT and the Emerging Coronaviruses uh, yeah, grants. Which, which you're not supposed to do, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Like, like you, there's, there's a lot of stuff in the grant documents where you go down mm. to make sure that you're not doing that. And but what was actually happening is that not only were they doing that, but as I just told somebody else, a different investigator, literally yesterday, I was pointing this out, that if the diffuse proposal had been approved, then it would basically be triple dipping. And that's just on the from our side, not the Chinese side, because two-thirds of the diffuse proposal is basically the end product of the other two. Yeah. So... So you don't even need. They can say all they want. Oh, well, it, was, it was never funded. It was never funded. But it doesn't matter because the same people doing the same work were doing it in funded grants. Mm. And there's even uh, RO1 grants 
US grants where they where they talk about we're going to put um we're going to build clones and test them and put um I, I want to say they were even talking about fewer and cleavage sites there as well but some sure. but, but more but more so just like like literally everything you would need except if you just didn't add the sentence and insert fewer and cleavage sites because mm. they literally could do everything they were using the same backbones doing the same pieces and they just didn't include those sentences. And, and so, so yes, they didn't need to fund it because it was already being funded. And that is something that not only did I provide evidence just recently, again, to you know, various people in Capitol Hill in the last 24 hours, but I wrote an article about the diffuse proposal in January after the, after the uh, IG complaint letter came out. And I, I even sent them that paper. In fact, I'll drop the link in here in just a minute on just Discord because in that article from January 2022, what did I say? So actually, they, ironically, it was like two weeks after the SARS Wars thing. Um, in that article, I talk about the fact that they were double dipping. So, so all of the stuff I've already been putting out there. But you know, because you guys aren't donating enough money, I'm not building up a surprise of a of a subscriber base. So y'all need to get off your butts and you know throw yeah. down because we need to raise awareness because I've literally been saying all this stuff for two years. Yeah. I'm not trying to guilt you, but hey, it works. And so, that's that's the frustrating part about this is just No, I love you guys. <laughs> no, I I I wasn't talking about audience i was just saying that just the so much of this was known early on right a year 18 months into into all this and yet we're, we're still sort of running around in circles and <laughs> we're running around in circles because of uh jay at the moment and his it's bad enough, it's bad enough when the enemy is censoring you when your own allies are part of the reason why nobody knows these things mm. It, that's when it hurts, not because he, you know, basically um, attacked my credibility and my integrity publicly because anybody who actually looks at what I do can see who I am. I'm not afraid of that. But when he does manage, for whatever reason, to get the attention of Paul Alexander or, you know, these other people who have bigger profiles, and he's not talking about this, I don't, I don't care about the the respect and the recognition, but when he's not talking about the evidence that he knows that it won't support his case right at this moment, that's terrible. It's just terrible. Yeah, it's it's, it's a not working bullet. for the public. It's a sniper bullet aimed at us, shooting us in the back while we're trying to fight. Yeah, and he knows it, but he's doing it anyway to defend to to, to try and ensure that he's right about something. Did you it put, just makes it sometimes worse. Did you put the link for Dog's Breakfast? Because I've, I've got it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've already dropped that in there. Oh, okay. I, um, yeah, I can't, uh, I can't find that tweet. God damn. I don't remember which one you're referring to. But... Yeah, it was, it was just saying, it was just pointing to a grant. And I, I want to say it was the seeker, but... Um... Maybe, maybe I'm mistaken. Anyway, let's keep driving on. Let's find Jay. 
shows that and you can't stitch pieces together to make them be able to go around the world for th none of these are capable of generating pandemic potential in cassette tapes but you can make a clone and if you made that clone and put it in several places in the world you could fool people into believing a virus released in one place has very quickly shown up in several other places that's what they have made us believe now you know on this point i don't i don't have an if, if we accept the premise of bio warfare at this point i don't have a issue any any and all methods are on the table to to for the enemy to try and leverage the situation right so th this yeah. this this particular bit i'm i'm not that um it's the all or nothing it's the problem yeah yeah and just biology is not not like that and so I want to take you through this paper. I know this is a long talk, but I think it's worth it. Um, this is a direct nano... Skip this. Skip. So, um, just... Anybody. Could it be because... The for, for those for those that maybe are interested, I'm... He's going to say that there's lots of genetic material that's um, not the full genome, and um, that sort of leads into this being uh, replication incompetent, and so they can't do anything. Um, I think the... Reality, the biological reality on the ground is is that um, evolution would, if it favours the virus, it will it will follow a particular pattern of behaviour, I guess. And we know that these sub genomics, peptides, etc., they are biologically active in and of themselves and help the virus, and so to dismiss these components is um it's short-sighted yeah I think, I think that's all i would add to that skip past don't need to use sanger sequencing methods to look at this we can use direct nano we can cut that out of the gel and throw it through the nanopore why don't they do it because if they do it they will identify the ghost none of these genomes are likely None of these genomes are likely pure. They are the right weight, but if we look at that last paper, they're missing at least 4,000 bases. They're not complete genomes as published in the cartoons. What is going on? That's the reason why the no-virus people have so much ground to stand on. They have tried to make us believe that these things are real when they are not. And in reality, the only thing they're able to do is find these genetic signatures, these ghosts, that they purport to be replication-competent, obligate pathogens, when they might just be genetic noise that is almost impossible to culture unless it's pure enough. And so they have substituted the study of a natural genetic noise with a study of purified versions of it and represented that as the natural pandemic danger and the manufactured pandemic danger for which we will need protection for all time. And I, I would just switch that around and say that the recombinant biology, clonal technologies are a weapon and it's been used. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he even he agrees that it's a weapon at this point. I think we can skip all his little scenarios. Now. The lack of preview on Twitch is painful. <laughs> 
All right, so he's, he's, he's going to play the James Giordano clip. Um, and it, I, would just, I would just add this comment. I've said it before. That what happens when the terrorist group that James Giordano is building his uh, premise on turns out to be the corporations and the governments and the public-private partnership. What then? And as, as essentially, they have carte blanche to do what they want. And we, what, what do we? Uh, yeah, what, what's 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 our battle plan at this point, Charles? When? Well, ironically, Jay's right in the sense that the biology is our way out. The problem is that he's wrong on a very important piece of biology right now. So he's ignoring the way out. He, he's, he's, the, the cave entrance has collapsed. And as we're sitting in the cave, he's piping in water so that we'll drown instead of trying to find a way out. <laughs> like, oh, <man>. he, <laughs> He's not, and he's on the inside too. Like he, he's not thinking this very clearly because he, he's going down this rabbit hole that it leaves us exposed even if we come out of this because we're, we're no closer to knowing what it is that they've done. Mm. And, right, because you're just dismissing it, right? If you if you follow yeah. what he's saying, it's it's nothing to yeah. worry about. Don't don't... Yeah. don't worry about it because it's not possible. Mm. And remember that Ken Alabek the number two in charge of biopreparat during the Soviet Union's last years, number two in charge of their, you know, their bioweapons program, um, said that by 1991, they had figured out a chimeric smallpox, smallpox in Marburg, I think. So, um, Joy. Now, do we, can, can we say, Jay would say, show me the, show me the paper, show me the article where, where they did this. Um, remember, they don't, anything that is a weapon, you will not know about until it's been used. Mm. Ever. It's never happened. It never will happen. The Turks didn't do it when they figured out gunpowder from the Chinese, and they brought it, and they blew up the, the walls of Constantinople. Okay, they didn't tell the Byzantine emperor beforehand that they were going to do it. They just did it. So this notion that, that because he doesn't see anything in the literature, that is exactly what they said in the Proximal Origin. Well, there's no there's no record of them using any any of this backbone. There's no record of them existing. So obviously, it's it had to come from nature. Yeah. It's, he, it's the exact same argument that Christian Anderson has made. So congratulations, Jay. Yeah. Congratulations. You know, share that that, that stupid logic with the authors of Approximate Origin. Yeah. Prove me wrong. <clears throat> Prove me wrong. Out of all the expressions uh, that we've thrown at him, um, that one is the most brutal. <laughs> it's... Right, and you know what else? It's actually in the literature. 
so he can go check it out in the literature. Mm. I'm presuming that he's read Proxima Origin. So. I mean, I, I presume so. All right. So, James, we can skip James Giordano. Maybe there's some sort of... Which get made works. in those cells. And so as a result, there is an immunogen or a series of immunogens that shed from these people. So they probably did make other people sick. They probably did have symptoms. They probably were molecularly positive. But the background allowed this to be smeared into the future till now and continues to be smeared into the future because the only way you need to curate that set of variables in the background is to have known how to arrange that background sequence set before the start of the pandemic. So what I'm suggesting to you is, is that in 2019, they just already had the survey data of all the pandemic. Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> That's so dumb. So, so all you, literally, the only thing you have to say in this case is how did the SARS get there in the background? How, how did the SARS-CoV-2 well, how did the Moderna sequence get into the background if it can't fucking spread? Right. Good point. Gosh. <laughs> oh, it's just uh, so dumb. Yeah, I want Let's just see if we can find some Q and A. question for all of us to contemplate how on earth would you get these issues understandable by a judge because one question i put to everybody and judge this whole misinformation the question and not for conversation here is that the judges we take such matters to court it is far too easy for judges who don't understand this stuff jj to be snowed by by counter arguments and they go oh no we'll just accept it and because they've been politicized and this is part of the question for all of us to contemplate how on earth would you get these issues understandable by a judge because all that it needs is for Fauci and Co to come up and say, oh, JJ missed one crucial point here that totally negates what he's been saying. Um, don't go into it. I'm just saying that's, you know, this whole in the narrative, in the complexity of the narrative. So informed consent, you say it beautifully. Hey, let's get back to that point. We don't have to go into all of this technicality in the court case. Judges won't want to listen to this. Informed consent. So beautifully articulated. Thank you. All right, Stephen, first. And then we'll... Well, you know, this is, this is where they've done that sidestep around informed consent, right? The... Under under emergency provisions, you don't have it, and so they can they can pull all kinds of shenanigans. And I, and I guess back to your point about the weapons being used now, right? And so my concern is is that we just have another twenty years, like post nine eleven, just back and forth, and we don't we don't get anywhere. That's my question. No, that, that's um, the entire purpose. Well, not the entire, but um, once once we gained attention in April last year by people who were seeing that the watch what became the watchmaker hypothesis had some validity, legs, and evidence to it. Um, I set about trying to, as I was doing my research, I tried to do it from the perspective of, I, I want to, I have, I have these ideas and, and these conclusions that I think have merit, and thus far everything I'm seeing supports them, and at the same time these are testable in terms of being able to go back and look at the literature, and I want to find evidence. And because I think I started that way, and I've literally for a year just 
focused on finding evidence to disprove or prove that my conclusions about where they stood as this pandemic started, what they understood about these things. Um, that's exactly what I've been doing, is trying, what I care about is justice. And so in order to get justice, we have to have arguments with validity, with, with support. And so every single one of my 18 conclusions and growing has between 10 and 60 sources, which means there's almost a thousand at this point. And that is actual evidence. So, so I'm not just walking into a courtroom because, because they're right in one sense that if we go in there and I don't know, I don't know if, if your audience knows this yet, but the Brit Jackson's case just got dismissed. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it was kind of, it's kind of expected because, well, because they didn't know everything, they didn't know as much when they went into it as, as they do now, and so they could have done it a little bit better. But the truth is, is that they're, because they were trying to get to discovery, they were trying to get to this point where they could be able to force the production of records, which would show more evidence, which is obvious, because every time they've done a FOIA or the discovery in the in the social media cases, they have always found evidence. Okay. Right. So, so it, the main goal is just getting to that point where, where we can we can force the evidence to come out because we know it's there, and everything we're seeing points to being there, and that's been my goal and my focus. And so, and you know what, I have succeeded, and and that's what is really frustrating because. You and I and Joanna and everybody else, we have actual evidence and we are going to take it to a grand jury and I can guarantee you they're not going to throw it. They are, they're going to, to say, yeah, we're going we're gonna to call for indictments because that's what we've been doing and that's what we're trying to do. Why? Because we want to win. We want to get justice. We want the truth to come out. And what JC is doing right now is is not putting us and moving us in a direction where we're going to find the truth. Because even if he's able to like, find further support, he's not finding evidence to support his assertions. Mm. And, and instead what he's doing is drawing us away from evidence and making it easier for the virologists to go in there and say exactly what you just said, where oh, we'll point to the flaw and then after we point out the flaw everything else crumbles exactly that is so terrible so if if i can find the flaws in his arguments do you think these you think these virologists are going to struggle no they can spin much worse than this that's why we we have to look at what they knew and how they knew and it breaks my heart it really does it breaks my heart to know that he knows I have compiled evidence of what they knew prior to the pandemic, prior to all this bullshit about these emergency authorizations and all this other crap. It, it, this is deeper than fraud because prior to the fraud at the beginning, they violated their oaths, which is treason. It's, they, they, they committed treason 
to then commit war crimes, or I'm sorry, crimes against humanity, okay? And we can take them to court under that, and we will have standing. And right now, instead of, you know, I don't expect him to be my cheerleader. I, I don't. But he is not arguing any of the evidence that I brought to him that he admitted on his stream. Wow, that's great evidence. Time, time and time again, he admitted it was great evidence. And the only reason he's not bringing attention to it now is because he had to get rid of me from the picture because he knew that I would, that I would, he, he wouldn't, he would have to actually find evidence to, to refute me because I'm not just going to take his word for it. Right. That defeats virus and that, and that these viruses can't spread. So he had to do it. And so what he's doing right now is he is poisoning the well with Paul Alexander, with all these other people, because you know what Paul Alexander can do? Paul Alexander was there in the early pandemic. So he'd be able to confirm or deny several facts from the watchmaker hypothesis. Mm. He'd be able to testify in court under oath to say that, yeah, you're right. Fauci didn't tell us about the fear of site, but he had to know because X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Instead, he's talking about he, he's putting up videos of James Giordano. And so Paul Alexander doesn't even know who I am or the evidence that I've found. And you know what? Every day that goes, that goes by, more people are dying. So the fact that he plays his Scooby-Doo intro music for his streams and denigrates us, I don't give a shit. I don't care. I was a Marine. I was an enlisted Marine. And I survived and I thrived in that environment. He's not going to hurt my feelings. But every day that goes by, more people are going to die because they don't know what is even happening to them. Because he, as most other scientists, now that he's in too deep, he's not going to admit that he's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not about him. This has never been about him. I, I, I was willing to have to like, like not try to fight with CHD and not talk to RFK directly because at the time I didn't know what was happening. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? But you know what? I'm going to be going back soon. And I'm going to be laying out the evidence and laying out all these other things. And then, you know, well, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I don't care. I don't even care because I'm not doing it for them. I'm not doing this for Bobby or for CHD or for Robert Malone or for Drastic. I'm doing right, this. It'd be a good test of what what that organization is really about. If they, I just want them to know the truth because I want them to be able to weaponize it against the enemy that we have. That's how I want them to be as successful as possible. I don't wish them ill. I don't want JC ill. But I want him to stop shooting us in the back while we're sitting on the front lines. Like I say, making un untestable, untestable assumptions, hypotheses right now. It's, it's like you say, like we have the evidence court this is this isn't it's not even now the um the scientific process right it, it, it it's about getting getting people into witness stands getting people to 
give depositions and a jury to make decisions. Yeah. Right, because even the judge is not supposed to. It's the jury that makes a decision. Right? Yeah. What, what do you think the people? Because if we get to a grand jury hearing, we will get to an actual trial. And if we get to an actual trial, um, it, it, it's just going to be a race against time to see if uh, see if Pfizer can can buy out every juror or threaten their lives or or whatever. Mm. Well, I'll be happy just to <laughs> if we get to that obstacle. That's that's. But if, but if Americans, if Americans hear the truth, they're gonna want justice. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. we just have to get them to hear the truth. And the yeah, this hyper focus on, like I say, you can't you can't test that hypothesis. <laughs> but but what we do know is those. So Beko viruses are out there. They haven't disintegrated into noise. Yeah. Right? We have proof. We have proof that they exist. We have proof. I, I don't care. I, I don't care about the isolation argument. I don't care about the, the terrain versus what well, I don't even know. What the, I don't care. It doesn't matter, okay? Because they had the opportunity to bring evidence, just like everybody else. But the difference right now, as we stand here today, the difference right now is that people are dying every day, and I have evidence, and I'm willing to testify under oath to the veracity of my evidence. So if JC really feels that, that strongly that what he's preaching is the truth, then he should come, let him bring this stuff in and talk about it under oath, because I'm going to. Because it, because I care. But the, so there's this issue around, well, he would have this issue that he has to go down this very convoluted pathway, which would sort of, because he, that's legally, a JC that is a JC problem. Yeah, because you've got to you've got to convince the common man of the jury of of the details, right? And you know. Maybe a furing cleavage site might be a stretching someone, but it can it can be explained in layman terms, I guess. To to look this this component makes this peptide and virus a thousand times more effective, right? And I can't remember the number of tissues you always quote. Uh, 20, 28 out of 55 human tissues. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and so this is why every time with every conclusion I've gone back and I have literally read over 900 papers mm -hmm. just for the information that's going into just those 18 conclusions. Okay. So, I mean, I'm doing that because... I don't want there to be a question about whether or not one of those conclusions is is valid or not, because it's that important. So, you know, and that's what pisses me off is the JC keeps um, attacking us, but he's he's not bringing the evidence. Yeah, and he, and he will be able to read my evidence soon. 
So, um, and this isn't about him. It's not about anything except for justice for dead people. So I'm going to uphold the Constitution. I'm going to, I'm going to protect Americans. And if he, and I'm tired of him trivializing and, and trying to obscure what we're doing simply to try to make himself be right. Mm. And, and then claim that we are being divisive. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, uh, what did you, what did you say earlier? Uh, um, oh, it's that movie. Tap your toes or heels or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. Just you're not going back in time, folks. It that's not happening, and it's how we shape um, our futures, I guess. And uh, honestly, my, my heartfelt uh, feeling is of being in denial about the nature of this type of technology and weaponry. You you'll just get rounded up and fed into the I don't know like can't say meat grind because there's real meat grinders going on right now but um... we can't fight evil with falsehoods okay we have to give people actual truth and, and you know what I I was at a funeral because my wife's best friend died two days within 48 hours after we released the diffused documents. And then eight days later, I was at a funeral where she was lowered to the ground and her parents buried her and her husband, who hadn't been able to be with her when she died. You know, I, I promised him that I will not stop until... The people who did this, who murdered his wife, are accountable. And so you know what? I'm not, because every single day, more wives and husbands and daughters and sons and grandparents are dying. And every day that that happens, if he goes on and streams and piddles to the wind, that's some shit that he can't prove. That's what matters to me. It doesn't matter to me that he went out of his way to try to make me look bad, so that way I'd be out of the picture so that he could look better for RFK Jr. I don't care about that. Because at the end of the day, every single day, more cables are going into the ground. And it's time that he, it's time that he focused on that priority. Because I was willing to sit back and walk away from the CHD situation. Because I knew that it was too risky to try and, I didn't want to cause a fuss. I wanted, I wanted to win the big thing. Not some, not some, there's no prize in working for CHD if people are still dying and we're not doing things to get to that end. And it's just not. It's a, my words carefully. Um, the, all the time that you, we allow this group whatever it is to not feel consequences 
you are absolutely guaranteed to be in the same position again. And the way things are moving, that could be literally months down the road, not years and years and years. And if we don't stop it, I'm... Well... Yeah, let's hope we don't get there, Charles. That's all I think. Well, I, what I hope is that, that just one member of his audience will actually see this entire stream. Mm. Because someone, somebody needs to get to him and say, you know what, you need to shut the fuck up. Mm. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Uh, music to my ears, bro. <laughs> Grow up. Just, just, it's not complicated. There's the priorities are clear. So anything that you're doing that is damaging or attacking somebody other than the enemy is suicide right now. Mm. And you know what? Malone isn't perfect. I don't trust him. But I'm not going to jump in the way of his bullets that he's sending in the opposite direction. I'm not going to do it. Right. <laughs> my, to my point. I We're not a hero. We're not a hero if you point out his flaws or blocking anything good that he might be doing. Mm. We're not. No. We're just not. And he and and if he can't see that his own boss, who's paying him, disagrees with him, now I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take, but I don't care. The only thing that matters is what he's not focused on right now. And every stream, every stream that he's doing this and obfuscating and not talking about the evidence that we do have is a, is a day. I, no, I, every day, I I think about just just watching caskets being laid into the ground. Because I saw it happen. I saw it happen. And I had to go and comfort my wife. And when she first went to the hospital, I had to comfort my wife, even though just from what they told me from that first day when she went into the hospital, I was petrified. Because I knew that the odds were pretty good that she wasn't going to come out when she had gone in. And I couldn't tell that to my wife. But I knew it was true. So, I, so you know what? I don't want Jay to have to go through that to grow up. I don't. I don't. I'm tired of people having to go through that. I really am. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. That was over three hours, nearly four. Um, I, I, I don't have anything more to add again i think we've tried to address the failures they are very very obvious failures and i don't know folks if you if you're listening to this just yeah i'm I'm ready to move on to real things i'm ready to to move on to the to things we need to be yeah same same here um, it's, well, I, I say that, but then you know, I'm I'm always back here, sort of 
getting back to the graphene bros and the no virus bros and the, and it's it's frustrating watching Jay straddle that um stupid psyop territory. Well I you know you know what I have to go with the evidence that's presented to me. I can only know what I see. Actions speak louder than words. And right now, what they tell me is that there's some reason why he's he refuses to to do anything but push this. I don't know what that reason is. Oh, uh, Joanna's in the chat. Sorry, dude. Um, really? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we can drag. Oh, can, yeah. can you can you come in, Joanna? Got some questions for you. <laughs> It's just, uh, it may, it may, she may be just up though. It just, it can just be voice, Joanna, but, um, we were trying to get hold of either you or Mary for, um, this, this stream. Um, I think just 10 minutes, just, uh, lay in, weigh in, sorry, not lay in. Yeah, lay in as well. Lay the boot in. See? Yes, you're on. Ten minutes. Go on. The thing is, how to uh, can't chat and hear you at the same time. Oh, uh, yeah. Hang on. Um, I'm gonna drop this. Hang on. Let me get her on Discord, and I'll invite you into the Discord chat, dude. Hang on, and then you can, um, start this. All right. And then what I'm going to do is add you, Charles, to Discord. Hello. Hi, Joanna. How are you? Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> it's morning for you, right? Just woke up. Shit. Hang on. Right, you have to pick up Discord, both of you again. Sorry. All right. Whilst, whilst that's calling in, um, let's let's see what happens. But, um, yeah, hopefully um, we can get a virologist's take on... Um, the evidence again and the you know there's a inordinate amount of frustration on my behalf because i like to say whether you agree with how i do this fight or not um i am in the fight and i didn't uh i lost them both what happened all right guys you need to pick up Pick up Discord. Come on, come on, come on. They were, it was both ringing, but they dropped off. So, well, if you're listening to the stream, um, you have to transition to Discord. Both of you. Come on, come on. I see you on a typing. Charles looks offline uh, it's not working uh i know uh, i know why i know why i know why um 
think. No? Yeah. Okay. I, I do hear you. And I think what I need to do is fully disconnect this call. And we need to go into the, there should be like a group chat down below on the left hand side. And that should, that should pull Charles in. But, um, whilst I'm doing that, did you, did you have uh, any comment about the, okay, so I see Charles online on Discord right now. Okay. And so hopefully that should. I could join the Zoom also, if you send me a link. Uh, yeah, if this, if this doesn't um work I'll, I'll do it i'll try zoom all right so it's i know it's dropped again on discord but if you listen to the stream it should be ringing now go 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 okay joanna yes i've got you charles mic is off charles do you hear me okay charles we got you joanna I saw you pick up, but we can't hear you. I, I'm oh, here. yeah. Can you oh, hear yeah. me? Yes, yes, okay. we can. We can. Perfect. Um, okay. Uh, the, the obvious question, which I... Which I, I don't know, Charles, um, do, do, you, do you have something you would like to ask first? Oh, just... just you in um early morning here so uh <laughs> i didn't get the whole stream so i'm just okay. after bringing so all right I'll, i picked I'll, up i'll give you a quick synopsis which was just we were looking at jay's um talk to doctors for covid ethics uk and he goes okay. through again the um and again i don't have issue about a multiple release synthetic clone etc it's the um the it's the viral dynamics afterwards and its ability to cause chains of secondary and tertiary whatever in, infection yeah and i think um on that issue i i don't think i think it's narrow and limited to just focus on the infectious clone that Barrick has produced i think in 2004 that's no secret it's he has published it you know i pu we pulled it up um but um when you look in the fauci mails for instance and then you know if it was like jc says um then you would expect the first outbreaks like um like the ones that really pushed together with the Imperial College hyperbole of uh, this, <laughs> mm. um, the, the whole lockdown thing, and that was basically New York and Bergamo. Mm. So um, you would expect these places to have <laughs> fairly the similar, um, like, phylogenetics if it was from a clone, but they were they were not that close in the first place. And on the other hand, we have in the Fauci mails, Ian Lipkin asking for permission to get a viable 
virus cultured from Hong Kong in, I think it was mid-February. And when you think about it, um, Ian Lipkin works at the Mailman School for Public Health in at the um, Columbia, I think, in New York. And it's it's not that far to Queens, you know. And I think six weeks late, later or something, we had the Queens uh, Elmhurst outbreak. So I think it's more reasonable to think that they actually got hold of a viable virus that was cultured and not do the, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's complicated to build a clone every time you have sampled and cultivated something from a patient. And I showed you um, the last time the two papers with the atomic force microscopy. And Jonathan admits that the techniques are improving with the nanopore. So same with the um, visualization, like you don't need to splice it, these viruses. You can do a dynamic investigation of physical properties of a virion, which is basically, um, I think it's good that um, Jonathan um, didn't go too far into the no virus camp mm. with that letter because he was showing um, of these techniques where um, and was discussing that viruses are culturable. He was discussing that um, how a cell get infected by a virus and all of that. So maybe it's. <laughs> I, so don't... I, don't, I, I don't know if you yeah. at what point you started watching, but there's a there's a section in this his lecture where he's talking about the construct oh, I guess construction within the cell of the viral components and in a and I, I used you as an example because I said you, you show in your lectures that you give that you, you, as a virologist you look for budding I wanted to say yeah right did I get that bit right yeah and budding, not only budding, because budding from cell culture wouldn't exclude that it's just a cell culture phenomenon. Mm. If you really wanted to isolate, like according to definition in virology and not dictionary definition, there's a difference. <laughs> mm. And you would want to prove your patient having budding variants from the specific tissues that get infected or affected by it because they have a mechanism to uh, like have a, a viral entry and that's what jc also um, showed in his demonstration i you know i um i watched uh for myself the presentation without you discussing it for, for i think um, a while I didn't make it to the last part, but I was interested in what exactly he was telling my colleagues. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because I know there are smart cookies in um, among these people. And, you know, I shared um, the lecture 
recently about the um i think you know the name but uh, that i remember now um i think the colleague that um discusses the restriction um side um traces the noceum um strategy and all that he um is my um it's like not a medical doctor and not a real vi virologist his technique is i think it's it's biologicals i have my objections to biologicals as well so um we can discuss that someone sometime else but um yeah, from his perspective he's not um someone who does these uh, experiments um on viruses so um but he points out that the diffuse is like important and that um, it's basically the whole field of virology, this kind of virology, like with what Jiggy says, like bed bum Eddie, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, people who are telling the world that they want to um, have wildlife conservation and prevent pandemic and you know what i get got criticized in like my family when i said i studied medicine to basically prevent pandemic and then there was this immediate occam's razor like yeah it didn't work right and i was like yeah i was censored <laughs> but um um it didn't work what they proposed right and they got a lot of funding by USAID. I mean, and cons wildlife conservation. Now we're jabbing all the zoo animals. Yeah, right. Like it's it's so twisted and so not the way I think most people would want to go. So I think it's necessary to discuss it. And maybe this whole clone war <laughs> uh, thing leads us to like... <sighs> getting more in, defined and more maybe even united in discussing the nitty-gritty mm -hmm. but as as um I, I watched the last hour of your discussion and i was really glad to have like the last parts of um jc's talk and and, and your impressions on it and i totally get the um I could jump in your discussions very, very quickly. So, mm. yeah, now I'm here and I have my objections. I see how he's trying to adjust, but what, what really would interest me would be clipping up the part where he said that he wants to get the diffuse out of the book of, um, of Bobby Kennedy, mm. because I don't know if that's kind of... Um, it makes no sense to me. I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I mean, the objection being that they don't. That they don't have. Charles doesn't have the metadata of the grant, right? But we've got previous grants and we've got post grants that the Wuhan Institute of Virology have. And why, the, why does it need to be out there? Why? Why? You know, it's it's a reporting of evidence, and why does it need? To be censored that's what my objection was in the first place um um the the allegations are that kind of you and charles and everyone who's associated with you and blows in the same horn whatever you know it's like it's not 
we have our specialities and we do exchange here and we are on the same page on many things and on some things we can learn from each other and that's basically how it should be and not like accusing everyone like mm. the way yeah and that's, um, that, but, that's the really disgusting part is you know accusing charles of being a i don't know fed psi operation and um yeah, I don't know, Charles, if you want to, are you there? Want to chip in? <laughs> Sound a bit muffled, bro. Well, I'm no longer on the scene, so I hope I was on. And my phone was on the stairs, but I could, um, let me, let me finish my second one real fast, hold on. Okay. Well, well, what's his sorting the phone out but yeah this, let's this... see is that better oh is yeah, that better? yeah 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 you're full on bro okay so um i mean it, hopefully she joanna's been able to hear you can, at least yeah, most yeah. of our, our recent conversation and stuff because at the end of the day i i know that all the three of us are all working towards the same goal which is to find the truth and hold people accountable. And so when he brings his argument, the first question should be, and the, the standard should be, okay, what is the evidence for what he's saying? And like, how does it impact the rest of the evidence? How does it move us forward in our fight? And it doesn't. First of all, we have events, which, is, which I'm willing to state under oath, and you know, so are y'all, for, for your pieces of it. We have evidence. We're willing to defend it. And he's not providing any good justification or even a good argument for why we should ignore actual pieces of evidence but the, the real question is why like if if he, he doesn't have the evidence why is he fighting against this when all of us can see that there's no reason to and i i don't know the answer to the question but but it really bothers me that he's willing to fight so hard for something that the rest of us can... Like, we don't have questions about this. We understand why it's important. And he's trying to attack it. And I, I just... I don't understand. I can't see a good possible reason for him to do it. I just can't. I can't. Joanna? Um, for me, it's always um, an issue of perspective because we we all have our different perspective. That that's why we appreciate to talk to each other, right? Because I'm the medical doctor working on the ground, having experience with with my patients. Um, Charles is the one who is trained basically to teach us in this kind of situation what he has learned and what we see here 
and you know i i can correlate his uh experience and um basically uh, uh, fundamental research groundwork like all his evidence is is collected and i can refer to it because i can say you find it at charles on page this and that you know and that's valuable to me because i'm quite you know my my day would need to have hang on a second i'll be, I'll be back what's up big boy yeah keep, keep, keep going yeah so it's like i have only so much time and um but i can like um i'm trained to have a meta view from the medical perspective and correlate with all the clinical um things and that's what's um and and basically the neurological is the the things that i'm not too experienced with so i really appreciate um kevin being there because like prion disease i was like with the whole um no virus people and i know many of them and you know it's it's not always bad intent but sometimes limited perspective and jc is um from what i understand he is grown up in this academic circles and he even worked in the erasmus university where osterhaus worked um and now he he worked in philly and he's um as far as i understood his qualification and i don't want to misrepresent it because i i don't like shooting at anyone i don't want i just don't want to be shot in the back yeah it's like uh, i'm just defending myself because it was like a contact allegation also against me because i um i i can understand this the scrutiny and i had the same so i tried to like make sure that my first patient i get hold of where i can see an infectious chain and have the possibility to really not only do the pcr like what was expected from me um plus the clinical testing of course in the in the emergency services but also in that patient check for igm like acute first contact um like shotgun uh, antibodies and then check um for igg meaning the the rather late term memory um that would indicate that we really did see um that vir- that special virus before and um it's like in my experience at the time I can say it was an infectious chain that was like testable with different tests. I don't say that um we would have this kind of political pandemic and all the measures we would need to have it. That's not the argument. It's a purely scientific question for me, not only scientific but also um how do I treat patients presenting when the most effective way to treat would be the first contact time like like first three days five days like the the zelenko protocol also um suggested and if you have like herbal remedies that can prevent 
um, a severe outcome and like inhibit all these non-structural, very essential proteins of viruses. And JC didn't deny it in that one. You know, he explained in that um, lecture how important the non-structural proteins of the open reading frame 1AB is meaning the first part that gets uh, transcribed. So, and that's basically where the um, RNA-dependent um, RNA polymerase is located and the helicases, which I worked on. Now I'm going off of a tangent because, sorry, but... Um, but you've seen the evidence. You've literally he, seen the evidence yet, in the infection and, chains, and, and you can attest to it. So... And so and statistically, it might be that um, many didn't have too high of the IgM because basically we know coronaviruses and all that, and that may might be the case. But we saw the IgM, and we wouldn't basically like he um, said it, but um, we wouldn't see it. And it's an odd signal. I actually didn't see the statistical analysis that he presented, and I think. It's good that um, he did it, but we have like epitopes, and that's what you discussed. The epitopes that are different, are, it's it's what he discusses is different from the viral function assessment. So, uh, well, and it, we're able we're able to see huh? we're able to see that something is happening. It corresponds yeah. with what we expect in a spreading virus, and so right. we don't. We may not have the exact answer to be able to explain everything, but that doesn't mean that, that our default conclusion should then be, well, because we can't, because we don't know, it can't be happening. Because that's not that's not science. Because we are we we're seeing the evidence. So even though we don't have every piece of the chain, we can see enough to say that that infection is spreading. And to do and to argue against that is to argue against the evidence for no reason. Yeah, and for me, you know, my evidence that I assess is different to just reading paper and statistics because I do my test in a sick patient because I wouldn't do it if someone didn't get symptoms. Then I would recommend to like repeat the testing. Maybe it's just a false positive, you know? But if someone calls me that gets symptoms and gets afraid, then you know i go there i do the psychosomatic intervention for, like first care like you can do this like be able to um have your patient like have a plan mm. how to get through it and relax and come out of fear that's the first thing and then you start like checking okay and then you do your test and then you decide on treatment but you do it in in these first um um time frame of of like days and it's not that i like <laughs> if i have sufficient evidence 
that it is that virus that is had an outbreak and the infection chain fits also <laughs> and I see IgM, um, no, I, I can't, couldn't see the IgM at the first moment, but I saw um, the lateral flow protein reaction on the nucleocapsid, um, like, but that's like more, even more um, prone to false positives and false negatives. So you would do a PCR. And then I, there was like 23 CT value. So it's not even, and, and even Justin had published the um, paper with the CT values where they write in science that it's just 10% of the people having a low CT value that actually have viable uh, virus in their swabs. And that's the whole criticism of the whole lockdown and, and carotine thing, because people uh, like were, were forced to get the PCR test just after traveling or something without even having um, symptoms. And later on, it got worse with, with our children in school having to test like twice or three times a week um, for, for, for the nucleocapsid, you know? And, um, but if you do it in one patient, then you can like check on um, this one result and this, this, this statistical um, um, probability uh, raises to the point then that you can confidently ch um, choose on therapeutics. And when you do that and you see your patient improve, and if you then go back and test again and look for again the lateral flow of um, anti um, um, antigen, the protein, because that's basically if that's not produced anymore, then the um, the probability is way down to be infectious. You could um, see in PCR testing residues of the process but there is a huge chance that you're not infected anymore or infectious anymore and um, it's just like residues of the of the genome that you would test and that would be the higher ct values for instance um, that you would see like in a in a um, intra-individual uh, statistics comparison and that's what what my job basically is not look at um like uh population based data but uh, like check in my patients with follow up like like with someone having a breakdown of the kidney function you would check for kidney values um and see if your treatment helps and if you um then have a protocol and treat and get the people that you treat fairly easily better and the others you don't treat like die your friends like just because they thought like uh, they are not at risk too much and they don't want to bother me or 
didn't care for what I know. That's that's kind of the experience that I had. And I heard you uh, talk about the situation you had in your family. And we all have these stories um, from one or the other side. And I, I saw people... <laughs> Basically, I had people call me from the hardcore no virus camp in the situation where they had called the ambulance because of respiratory problems in their friend. And I said, well, now that they went to hospital, they will do their protocols. So you would, you would have had to call me earlier, but now I can't help rather, really. So it's, I'm saddened by that. And, you know, I, right now I'm thinking about um, not being available to patients anymore for good, because it's like being in that position, being shot in the back all the time from every side, like th three years now, it's exhausting. And I get no pay for it. Like you, basically, it's like, and then being called a grifter or being influenced. Yes, of course, I'm influenced by my personal experience and everyone is, and I see JC is a patch clamp physiologist knowing a lot of biology. And I think it's helpful to explain for the lay people that there are these other proteins that we are building immunity up. But we were in the position as physicians that people were coming to us asking if they have immunity already. And there was this legal opportunity to be exempt from all these measures. And Germany had the stringency index that was comparable to the uh, to Australia, I think, not not that much, but um, like um, it was hard. So um, people were justified to ask for it. So we had the question: Are there already antibodies? And you know, we are physicians. We know that the T cells are the bigger thing. It's not. I think. I I hope. Some of the physicians that are not too much into the immunology, and I, that's not a big, big, um, like most MDs are specialized in different things. <laughs> that's why they get confused with all the antibody surrogate parameters for the vaccine studies, because it's basically, it is the T cells, but we don't test them in our basic um um, testing in patients, so it's harder to get um, um, a lab like giving you the answer to T cell immunity. But we, I did it in some patients. I have colleagues that did it in way more patients than I um, did, and it was basically they get sued because they have written out a. a and it's certificate um, that there is prior existing immunity in cross-reacting uh, cross T cells. And now we are, as physicians, when we did that, like scrutinized and, and prosecuted by the general prosecutors and get in front of the jail. And now JC is t 
telling me or, or being in contact with you and Charles and and that we didn't know that yes we did know that but it's like yeah. the, the whole problem of the vaccinology that they justify um the whole schedules with some bogus antibody titers and you know it, it doesn't tell you really anything about immunity um yeah that's right and we should explain that to people but not with excusing ex each other why that's right and what I told him, what I told him on the last time we streamed together nine months ago, was that we must, the, the, the best way and the only way to counteract all of this distraction and noise is to keep a priority focused on the one thing that they cannot argue with. Because as long as your focus is protecting people as long as your focus is finding out the truth and and obtaining justice for the victims no one can argue with that no one can sit here and say that some other that some other goal is higher than that because it's not but every time we get distracted then and we take our eyes off of that goal th then we're susceptible so why would we do it? And let's let's be very clear here. Um, last week, um, both Richard and um, Robert Malone were sat in the Texas state legislature, giving depositions about <laughs> everything that's happened, right? And and the the risks that are, so the, this what I want the point I want to get across is like we are cracking open these doors and getting um getting in and getting um voices heard at the i don't know is there higher than texas state legislature and I, i'm not sure of the structures there not, but... not, 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 in our, not as far as we're concerned for people on our side already and what i want to add, sorry um because i wanted to add what charles just said you know to focus on helping people and you know I, I do it pro bono but you know i guess destroyed financially like reputation wise okay but i still do it because it's about the future of my child even, even if i can protect my child from harm directly but it's the the, the society that she has to grow up in that I'm concerned of. So everyone out there is like in my prayers and bubble of of it that needs to be fixed in a way. And I don't think it's it's about it's not about accusing each other. It's about making alliance and defining the common ground. And that should be the focus. And that's what I'm basically focused on with the medical oversight project that I'm so silent about. But don't confuse silence with uh, inaction. <laughs> and well, so we're, we're doing it because it is the right thing to do. This is in this situation when you're faced with evil and you're faced with something wrong, then our responsibility 
is to stand up and say what needs to be said and call evil for what it is. And that's what we're doing. And so to distract from that, I, I, I can't see any, there's no higher priority that justifies what he's currently doing. There's just not. And the, the big issue here has been the, again, the veracity of, of Diffuse. And it's such a weird, I don't know, it's eating your, what's the name of the snake? I've forgotten, but um, it's Autoporos. yes. That's the that's the word I was looking for, and um, I I, I really really don't get it because look, even something like uh, Robert Kennedy's book, right? Um, it's a book, right? So why 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 the issue to pull that out from a book? Why attack that? Okay, that doesn't doesn't make any sense. And so you, you you really have to start wondering about what the overarching raison d'etre for, for for what what's being done. It just it beggars belief. Well, JC yeah, oh, knew going into it what I knew, which was that more than a million copies have been sold, okay? So RFK was able to do that despite not being able to advertise it, despite everything that was thrown against him. It sold a million copies, and he knew that. So why on earth would you, would you try to... When we've been blessed, when we've been called by senators and by RFK personally to assist with his various efforts, why would, once you reach that point, would you then start attacking your own? Because now that I'm gone, he's still doing it. He's attacking all other people on our side that don't agree with him. Mm. And it's, it's disgusting. And like I said, it's... <laughs> I think he feels attacked somehow, and maybe you know I'm 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 I don't like um, discussing um, like talking about people too much, but um, I think it's it's basically um, the inability to try to find common ground, and that's what like repels me. Um, and that's why I don't like the hyperbole. But if I see that um, it's that Kevin um, is still on that um, Scooby Doo chart, um, I didn't see if he went too much into uh, anything um, bad against Kevin um, uh, in front of the um, COVID um, ethics doctors. But um, no, I think you know, he was just talking about the the theory i guess and but the the problem with this theory is is that it's premised on everything was illusion and you know anything anything involving a clone is um at best you know a hyper focused signal where they where it gets released and yeah and there, 
and there he's, uh, you know, basically it's. I tried to communicate with the no no virus camp people for a long while now, and that's where I got really um, attacked over when when I tried to get in contact with Bodo Schiffmann and uh, Samuel Eckert, and Samuel Eckert is the one who's doing the virus no virus channel challenge in Germany, so based on Lanka's work. So um, and there are many people, and as I told you, we we went into the spiral to even questioning. If, if we need to like isolate proteins in the next moment but basically that's not as far as jc goes and i i think it's really problematic because the people who are convinced that there are no viruses now um because that worked out pretty much like um for me went there like they they um distracted in a in a very far stretch and i think it's hard to get them back to the hardcore black pill uh, bio warfare what they are doing there because it's like built for for the cognitive dissonance to not look there and um like it's i think it's a psychological issue that we are facing here that has to do with cognitive dissonance because like um some assumptions might be wrong due to not having the personal experience with um like people around you getting sick dying from that situation i don't wish anyone to experience that but i had someone die in that situation that i described where i had the diagnostic options like a control in the situation where i treated someone and i wish i had yeah i had the access and, and have treated him as well i do uh and then i have my dad dying from the booster i'm not for this like it's it's when i look at this um lecture by jc it's often a they but that they is is poorly defined and like i said some in some aspects it's limited um the perspective but this is due maybe to lack of experience in that direction basically and i i, I watched his um his lecture into that part where he said it's possible to um, infect cell culture and then and build a viable virus from that and that's what's denied by the no virus people but somehow um like it's it's the lack of, it's the lack of the ability to be infective across uh, across I, I don't know i mean this was actually a sort of technical question i wanted to ask you i was asking i was talking to charles about it earlier and mary as well which is you know there does seem to be this issue around um oh what's the upper limit in your mind with respect to passaging oh um like i don't as far as you don't kill yourselves we had uh, 
a stock of cells like perpetuating <laughs> like you have you, it's like growing um plants outside in your garden you have um um these cell cultures and then they are growing and you're separating them and them and seeding new plates with them and making like um two or three from one that has grown and from these two or three you put one to grow further and then as a control and then you put one um infect that with a viable west nile virus from the new supernate and like from the um previous one that you have have harvested <laughs> like it's a it's a protocol that you built have have like invented to not be in the position to buy new ones because we had these um it's it's like expensive to to like produce new ones or, or i had my my enzymes produced by a cell culture of zero e6 being infected with West Nile virus, and then we purified the enzyme like that. So it's like, right, it's, so, it's, so, you, so you had, I mean, unequivocal uh, experimental confirmation of being able to 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 isolate to grow viruses, and and, and yeah, and so you, which we don't have. And you're able to just to fight back against it's all the crap that people say. It's published right. in my thesis. So, damn! I, I wish I could say that, but at the same time, but that's that's the kind of stuff that because not all virologists are evil. <laughs> not all virologists are working for some narrative, and I think. The fact that you had that experience and ultimately still became a doctor, it gives you a lot of authority to be able to fight back against things like this. Yeah, and that's what I said. I'm not sure that it's too hard to like find allies if you're... If you're not going off into too much Scooby-Doo, and you know, if I listen to, I I just listened to one interview with Bobby Kennedy, and there he just said something about Kabuki theater, and I was like, yeah, it felt like Jay-Z speaking there, and I was mm. a little bit, um, I don't know, maybe it's my not native speaker, and, and is it a term that mm. is often used? But, uh, yeah, it is. But I think, I mean, I can speak pretty, I, like, I know for a fact that RFK believes in the diffused document that it's real, um, that he disagrees with the assertions that JC's making because, because well, he, he's, he's not convinced. And. Oh, I'm, I'm just I'm so frustrated. You mean right. Jay's not convinced? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yes, Jay. I'm sorry. Well, RFK is not convinced by JC's argument, but he doesn't believe it. He okay. He still feels that it's that it's real. I I I was in contact with the CHD president of Europe 
or my um she was actually holding a lecture on my press conference that i did in may 21 when we had bhakti and schubert and all of the professors on stage like opposing the children vaccination that weren't weren't approved in germany at that moment so we spoke up before just to say that and the president of um chd europe was there and she was like saying that there are many people like spreading false information about stuff that rfk allegedly did and there were circulating messages lately that rfk is running for president and that he endorsed that that messi and like messy? even really no, yeah. he, he did not. Yeah. Uh, I have yeah. not seen that he endorsed Chrissy Massey. But that's circulating on Telegram. He, he, he so is thinking about running for president. That is true. Okay. But yeah, the, it, the first bit's true, Joanna. But basically, that's what the CHD president um, um, told me, that there are many people misrepresenting his work, especially here in Absolutely. Europe. Absolutely. And, and maybe that's kind of misused to like paint RFK in a bad shape because just recently I saw the hair guy, like I, I don't know his name, like Bo not the Bobby, my whole, debunk the funk. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Discussing mess. And Messi was like a mess in that. <laughs> so it's like... Um... And once it damaged him. And, and so the fact that JC yeah. is openly attacking allies of RFK and openly talking about how he's fighting against RFK because he, he wants to remove the fuse from the book because he... And he's trying to convince RFK that it's false. Well... He is the person, he, he, he's claiming that he is trying to unite, but he's not. He is literally doing the opposite. He, he is, after he attacked me, before I even knew that he was attacking Diffuse, he, he was talking bad about me and, and Diffuse back in September of last year. And so there were already people who were, who were questioning that at Children's Health Defense before I even knew about it. And he's still, and then, I mean, now that I'm gone, and so, so I, I can't play any further role in the, in the book, he, he's still trying to push it. So, I mean, it, I, 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 it's hard, I can't look at it as anything other but like I, I don't see a good reason to be doing what he's doing, and you for him to be I continuing learned? to do it despite the evidence. Yeah, you know what I learned: what is censored, what is not to be told about. That's the most interesting evidence, and I don't care who tries to censor me or anyone. If there is a topic that is censored or attempted to be taken down that hard i'm suspicious 
Well, I mean, I, I, I agree, but in this case, I literally know the person who yeah. got the diffused documents. I yeah. worked with him to release them, to release them the right way, without mm -hmm. a bunch of politics, with scientific analysis to help explain in, in clear terms what it meant. And I went out of my way to make sure that it was done right, to protect him, to protect the quality of the information, so there was no newspaper coverage that could, that could paint it in a different light. I just wanted it to be a scientific release. And so for him, who knows me, to attack me and my credibility behind my back and to be attacking the document, he, he, is, he has to be literally accusing me of intentionally lying about it. Which is it, it, what I heard. It's insane. That, it's insane. And he's drawing everyone who's supporting you into it. And, you know, I'm not supporting you um, because someone told me to. And he's painting it like that. And that's like basically with the no virus people where I sit like on a farm, on, on a fireside, and then we come into the discussions and I'm like, mm, I, I'm the virologist here. And, like, and people react like, oh yeah, well, you were brainwashed very hard and you need to go to school again. And I'm like, like it's, it's the, um, the, the walls we build or, or um, the trenches we build in between each other that is holding each other back. And we should go into the, yeah, I, I repeat myself. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, he did attack you that way. And I saw that and I listened to when he said, everyone pushing it and supporting you. It's like, that's not how we do it. And that's not how we want to build better, sorry, after uh, this is cleared. And this needs to be cleared because it can't happen again like this. We will have, we will get rid of our measures on Friday. We ha still have mask mandates and, and like our military still has um, the vaccines on their schedule and they have mandated it. So it's like it's not over, and it's kabuki theater to talk about if to to censor something that would prove it was a deliberate attack. Why, Arjun? I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't care. Ultimately, like I can't, I can't stop him from doing mm -hmm. what he's doing. But at the same time, um, I have a responsibility. I have a response, I mean, maybe it's not like official, but I still feel it, that hmm. I, I, I know, I, I've, I've learned so much over this, over this period, I've seen so much, and I'm not going to stop just because he has attacked my integrity, hmm. because at the end of the day, the people can see the truth and they they know what the truth is when they hear it they just have to be allowed they have to be able to hear it and yeah 
this is a matter of leadership and courage. And it is not courageous to try to build yourself up by bringing everybody else down. And he's going to learn that not only is he wrong, but he has done this, and he's done it in the wrong way. And it's, it's done immense the, amount the, of harm. Yes, it hurts. This hurts actual people and does actual damage. Which is why, at the same time, like, I, I, I had no choice but to keep going. I had to walk away and not defend myself because I didn't want to expose, even though I wanted to explain to RFK what had happened and what, what the truth was. I, 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 didn't, I couldn't risk at that time doing, like, I had to not defend myself. And it wasn't because I couldn't defend myself. It was because I had to protect what I knew from being exposed as part of some fight with JC because it's too important. And the good thing is that now I've, I've got more evidence and now I can go back and, and I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to RFK and give him the actual truth and other things that I, that I couldn't really do before. And the bottom line is, is that people know the truth when they see it. They know courage when they see it. And they need something to believe in. And you, that's, you, that's you don't inspire reason. people. You don't inspire people by tearing people down. You don't. No, and that's the reason why why you don't. Um do like the honest work if you censor something from a book even if you have like uh doubts you could just okay. write it could be a false flag but that's up to your decision because people have their own compass and it, you won't you won't convince someone if they can't resonate with the information so it's exactly because you, you can't beat censorship by censoring right you can't you can't and that's why i decided to don't censor myself because that would be the stupidest thing to do but that's actually what what is try tried to do with um, the medical doctors when these lawsuits and, and like general prosecution um, investigation and raids at homes exactly right. and judges happened because they do that to, to mute the opposition because you punish one and you le lecture ten about where they never go. And we are now facing the, the lawsuits. We have now um, an MD who wrote out vaccine exemptions for, their pa for his patients. And he's in custody for 10 months now. And it's only allowed to be there without having, um, like, you would just normally wait 
outside with your family for your 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 judge uh, your trial but he has to sit in jail like a hardcore criminal for giving out masks and uh, uh, vaccine exemptions and was forgotten and then the 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 um like um the his defender lawyers that were like legal lawyers giving given to him were were doing an uh, um I'm not good with the lawyer things. I'm good with the medical stuff in, in English. But they were like making a deal and they were doing it to his disadvantage. Like it's, and now, just now, people are seeing how bad under attack we MDs have been, you know? And it's not not useful to, on the other side, say this clinical experience that we have and saw and tried to even bring in with the T cells and the exemption, um, that this needs to be discussed. Of course, it doesn't need to be discussed, but but not on on the back of the people that actually tried to do this to to help people get out of the force. Mandate. Exactly. The people, they have, tr they have fought against you because you had the courage to stand up. Not because you were wrong, not because you were spouting a narrative. You were doing it because you cared about people. And everybody that was able to see you knew you were doing it for the right reason. And so the only way they could fight against it was to try to keep other people from seeing it. And so for JC, so for JC to now know that I personally worked with Major Murphy, who risked his career, his freedom to get those documents from the most classified servers in the world because he knew it was the right thing to do. And Thank you. he has questioned it. He has questioned it and attacked me and, and attacked him. But I know that it was his family, it was his wife and his two children that he was risking because he knew that he found something that the people needed to see. And if he released it, it in some other way, then the public would not see it. Yeah. And, and so it... he, that, that's why we did it. And so, yeah. and JC wasn't even there. And so for him to attack me and attack Major Murphy and to argue with his own boss, who is only his boss because because Robert Malone saw our stream where I was presenting my evidence. No, oh, the July 4th? No, it, that wasn't even that one. It was, uh, it was the first one. Because, okay. And I didn't even have a chance to finish laying out the evidence to Bobby before uh, the book because I didn't expect to be let go before I was done putting the stuff in there that RFK asked me to put in there. So, so I didn't get to finish doing that 
and he's trying to erase every record of it from the book when he knows that a million people will see it or more. He knows that a million people will see it. And for some ungodly reason, he's trying to prevent the people from seeing it. Because it, it comes down to this premise that biological warfare is not possible with, or in his mind, um, RNA viruses. It doesn't matter. There's no justification. He cannot possibly, he cannot I possibly thought... have a good reason for thought... trying to keep people from seeing it. Yeah, and I thought the whole clone thing is kind of another way to explain biological warfare and how you could do it, because but it's very complicated to do it that way. You would. It's in diffuse. It's in the diffuse proposal. They, they, they would build chimeric viruses using SARS coronaviruses and these backbones, and insert fear and cleavage sites and. Um, have DC sign mediation capability and interfere on suppression or dysregulation. And all of that is in diffuse, admitted in writing. And he wants and, to destroy it. Yeah, and it's important to explain that these DC sign and all that, that's, that's a little bit of the protein sequences that kind of have that functional um, um, That's the HIV, HIV link. That is the HIV link. And he's yeah. trying to suppress it. And he's explaining about the monocyte macrophage and T-cell lineages, and DC sign provides entry into the antigen-presenting dendritic cells, so they yes. get carried to the germinal center, and we are not stupid biology-wise. Thank you. Yes, and, and he knows the immunology. That's, that's like the worst. So, so he, it only he understands only the implications. But it only works if you don't have the, the compartment of the immune cells being the target tissue. The immunology only works then. Or if you clear the virus fast enough. That's why you need early therapy. That's why you need the testing. To be right. like, you don't need it anymore because the herbal, like it's no, no, not too much risk to just drink tea. Fucking tea. I mean, right. But but his but his argument is basically, he, he's basically um, attacking the reasoning for hydroxychloroquine, the reasoning for ivermectin, the reasoning and for he, all of these things. He, he already censored that. That's why you know. In I I did my stream with JC after your Fourth July, and in that stream he said. And I was kind of impressed by him because on one of his first streams, he mentioned hydroxychloroquine. That was the moment where I was like putting in, in, in boxes and it was like, okay, passed. And in, in the stream we did, after your 4th of July stream with him, and I was like, that was the next part that put it, him in the box of it's okay, he's okay, I can trust him. Um, when he discussed about Korba and was like interested and said, we need to investigate it. And I was like, 
okay, let's go on there and discuss it with him because I can add to it. Like, but we were like more the 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 surface layer, and he was like devastated about the situation that I was in here in in Germany, and that's why I say maybe it's the cognitive dissonance thing, and the you know the U.S. is a big big. Uh, state, not state, multiple states, and you know the world is bigger than the US even, and I have a different reality, and that was, um, but he said to me that he got an email accusing him of genocide, basically, or killing people by that notion of hydroxychloroquine, so he edited that video and, and did cut the hydroxychloroquine out. And you know, that's what I say with self-censorship. And and like in a way, if he would have sticked with that, I I wouldn't be um so like I was careful after he said that to me because that was basically um, that's the criticism I have with the no virus camp in Germany as well with Kühnlein and some others like um, also on the like in between the lines when you listen to Vodak and when you listen to Bhakti then it's always the it wasn't possible so he like blew in the same horn as them being like in, involved in the COVID ethics people. Maybe he wouldn't want to, um, he, he is not in the position to want to criticize them, that's for sure. But um, they are basically um, also coming from the assumption that there's no um, new properties like DC sign and ENAC and all that, What what is in the variable loop and terminal domain. And, you know, we had even the situation, I had a I had a um, conference call with Bhakti and um, Stöcker. I don't know if you have heard about um, um, the vaccine fights in Germany, but we had a lab um, in northern Germany develop a vaccine that's only focused on the receptor binding domain, um, having an expression system with clonal DNA um, expressing um, the epitopes, so classical immunization in a way, and only these receptor binding domains of the spike. And right. basically, the censored um, Swedish paper with the um, um, basically the DNA repair um, problems that could be shown by, by being exposed to the whole spike in yeah. vitro. Mm -hmm. uh, that's basically the argument to go for receptor binding domain only and not the whole spike, which would ex include the N-terminal domains, basically. That's right. And what, what happened was that this Stöcker um, like called our regulatory uh, agency on behalf, uh, on, on suggestion of um, Christian Drosten and asked the Paul Ehrlich Institute how he could like legally introduce that into the market as another way, except for the um, um, transfection shots. And basically what did the Paul Ehrlich Institute and under Klaus Kikutek do? Sent the general prosecutors to him. 
Why? Um, I didn't. You have to clarify that for me. They they prosecuted him for talking about a vaccine. No, no for for doing um, for for developing an alternative, alternative. vaccine platform. Jesus. For developing a, a a platform that did not include the most no, no, platform, platform. doing doing the old style. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like for for, for making a vaccine candidate that didn't have the any of the four inserts, basically. Right. Basically. Wow. Which is sick. Which is sick because those were the exact ones that they knew that they knew were bad that they always kept, and so and I didn't know this. I hadn't heard this story, but. But I know that the the BioVac prototype, which was Angus Douglas and Berger Sorensen, they had the same problem because they constructed a prototype that, that in the way that it was made, would not have that preserved, and they couldn't get it to be funded, even though they were able to show that it would be so much safer and more antigenic in the right ways, they still couldn't get anybody to make it. And now, now listen to the next part of the story. That Paul Ehrlich Institute, I told you about often with Klaus Kijutek as president, the one with the SIV vector technology. And he, yes. just, had a, he just had a lecture with the pharmaceutical industry um, interview. And basically, he said uh, something about his. I, I I couldn't stomach look to look more into that video than kind of uh, twelve minutes. But it was so explosive in these twelve minutes. He explains his vita and how he, as a biochemist, became a retrovirologist by a German funding foundation scholarship in the U.S. And basically, they are proud to be all um, at the same time research and regulatory um, um, institution, legal institution in Germany, and basically uh, provide all the testing for EMA. So he jokes that he says, basically, we are EMA. <laughs> Which means okay. that they can get away with doing whatever they want with right. these vaccines with whatever they want yeah. at least in that in this part of the globe right and and you know it's not i understand the perspective for the us people and it's important to look in into the us statutes and what you want need to change there but i think at least chicky uh, would agree that the um but there are other places in the world, and you also, <laughs> Kevin. So, um, well, I, think... no, I, I, we don't, I certainly don't, I, I don't want to minimize that everywhere on the planet there's a need for this truth to get out. Um, yeah. basically, all I can do, and the, I, what I've tried to do is the best thing that I can do from where I am. I... Which is to fight in the United States. 
it's critical because you 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 have that legal system that kind of still works in a way for the people with the grand juries you know i gave up to um expect to change these international regulatory authority by trying to engage the German legal system because everyone says we don't have the power to change that. So, okay, then I go to the US. Maybe you have the power to change it. I think Spain has has an interesting legal system as well, and I don't know too much about legal systems in other places, but we are facing a global issue. And I think we should behave according to that. And I would be glad to have um, Robert Kennedy um, like being in his position, spearheading um, the attempt to do no harm, do no further harm by means of wildlife conservation and pandemic prediction and insurances, because we are all afraid that we get locked down again. Well, I remember you, I remember you were talking about how, um, I don't even remember if you like, you got to meet him or what, but but it, you were talking about how he had maybe even come to Germany or something. So I don't know if you actually get to meet him, but 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 you, no, you I, were inspired by him. No, actually, I planned to go there, um, but I chose to not do it because the signs were too heavy for big false flag attacks for me. Oh yeah. So so basically, I decided to meet a military friend at that day and try to monitor what's happening and try to look what the Antifa is going to do and all that. So I was kind of watching it from a distance. And I, actually, it's my friends that translated him on the stage. And um, and the, that um, publisher um, who talked to him and showed him um, the book that she translated, the Vax um, book by um, Debitry. Yeah. Um, so it's I I'm I'm on the page of children's health defense. For a long while now, I don't need like um, this shenanigans friendly fire right now, and it's like well, he, he has... we are facing the WHO pandemic treaties, and we are engaged in clone fucking clone wars. It's it's disgusting, and I'm like risking all. I'm all in, in this thing for a long while. And I actually went all in with kind of all what I own and all the loved ones. I'm out there like you with the real name. JC is as well. And I appreciate everyone who is out there with their real name. But there are many that don't dare to do it because of kind of these kind of attacks you can get when you're out there with your name so well um, i we i'm not going to let the i'm not going to let 
something standing in the way of RFK being aware of the evidence and the truth and, and the people on our side. And it's time because now yeah. that I have a better understanding of what's happened and, and the evidence and everything, um, it, 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 I'm not going to let him be hijacked by somebody who is saying that he's attacking us because to, to protect children's self-defense from us while, while he's then offering a hand and a white flag to the, the no-virus people who bring nothing to the table because they have nothing to bring. They are attacking everything. And, I mean, and it's not even, you know, Bodo Schiffmann and Rainer Fülmich just recently did a stream. And they kind of, yep. with the other um, stream um, of, of the um, German Expert Council, and, and uh, like, they are all discussing the situation that they are spin-off narratives like um and people like tend to clickbait um things and and say it's fact and it's not proven fact but a hypothesis and sometimes hypotheses get get disproven and like like with the graphene we can't say it's in every vial um because it's disproven that it is in every while while so we should should like dump this conversation but it's still trying to be pushed into it like uh, into the conversations and it's distractive and destructive well, the problem and... is it's big business for yeah. many, right those those that are prepared to I, I don't know whether they believe it or not but um once they once they go down that pathway there's a very large population but... that will follow them and support them and it Wow. And it's basically they are they are talking about that in the time that like last November October, there was huge huge d differences in many um, groupings of I, let's say the resistance um, like infighting and it looks like um, like a little bit orchestrated and um, so. That expert council just like republished the conclusion I did in German in December 2020 before I knew anything about the defuse proposal um, to my military contacts because I was like in contact in May 2000 or let's say um, it was already in March 2020 that I was like in contact that they had people sit beside me in in my shifts <laughs> um, and listen to me and um i was in contact directly i didn't send um um files to have them checked on it because i knew that they had the options to do it without the private sector and I w that would be much faster so I and then I waited for the evidence to pile up and when I was confident I was asked to write like a memo and this is republished right now and sent to 7500 I think outlets uh, press and all that so and I was discussing the uh, censorship in the um 
um, information warfare aspect, the the um, like the focus on the vaccines that everything needed to be like manufactured that way that these vaccines get approved and i was writing that in 2020 december so it's published now and they are waiting for your evidence to come out and that's just what i wrote uh 2020 and i have like collected even more evidence since then but that's just coming out into the public and i i don't think that um it's the no virus um i it's been such an incredibly extreme. corrosive um movement right? when you, when you're trying to deal with something that's so existentially dangerous i guess is a fair way of putting it but um it... i think it's not constructive it's just not constructive to do a no Ill something mm. uh, why so if you want to like prove uh, um, uh, a null hypothesis i'm fine but just then do it and show me the evidence mm. and you know i have shown evidence that contradicts their uh, assumptions so mm. It's unemotional. Usually it should be unemotional to discuss it, but if it's like in your in your uh, personal living, living space, you get like uh, discredited and defamed and um, what words, you know, like, yeah, um, okay, I'll, I'll help the ones that want to be helped. And right now, I'm not even um, in the position anymore to do that because of all the friendly or not even friendly or, you know, hmm. I'm not the enemy, but I think people think I'm dangerous. <laughs> well, if you're... No, they're right. You are dangerous. But for <laughs> all the right reasons, so... And it, it's... The stupid thing is, this is an... Uh, we're not having uh, discussions about data off our experiments, right? Like you've done your own experiment and you go and defend your methods and etc. There's a hey, William, quiet, please. Um, you, we need. Now my kid's talking is breaking my, <laughs> my train of thinking. Um. Yeah, like people are going at this like like they know, like they have the they've done the experiments themselves, and oh. and and Jay seems to have picked up something of that sort of vibe, like he's like he's done these experiments and has the scientific proof to demonstrate that the infectivity chains cannot happen of uh, in, in in any sustained fashion. He has he has the yeah, he, however you would do that experiment i'm i'm not sure it would it would never pass a ethics review but it's it's he's talking like he has done that and that's right people pe people are latching he's portraying, he's portraying that he has the truth and because he's earned trust oh, like over time um he, he he's basically 
at the moment, at the very moment when he, he's finally starting to receive recognition, he's shifting from the thing that he does know and the thing that he does have evidence for to mostly mixing in. It, it, it's, it's now when he's, he's trying to, to do damage. At the moment when he's finally in a place to do the most good, it's now that he's choosing to do the worst, to do the opposite. Mm. And I can't understand it. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, it's, it's going at the, say, us, what was the, poipoloi you said, right? that's the word I use as well, but, you know, it's us undermensch, right? So we have very, very little in way of actionable weapons available to us with what we're facing. And like I say, to see this dive, nose dive into um, stupidity. It's incredibly frustrating. And you, you can, and I can see the, I can see the momentum building around it. Like at the beginning, when there were people starting to aggregate around no viruses. And I, I know where this is going. And... Yeah, and I think I can see the value also, and because I think it's if you want to like bury the axe, smoke the peace pipe, and like build allies, then I see how um, it could help also. But only if we stop attacking each other and trying to censor each other. Because of the far fetch of the no virus people, and if you know, um, dragging them back would be would be nice. Mm. Like with all the climate change people, yeah, the solar system is heating up. Even Mars, you know, all the all the humans on Mars. Maybe we should carbon tax them as well. Or you know, it's like, why is Mars also? I'm not saying it's populated. I'm I'm just joking. But you know, if the whole solar system is changing in in temperature. And then it's not really uh, reasonable um, to think about climate change, like like the human impact and the shame and blame game that they are playing. Also with this assumption, and that's really what's what's nagging me with JC as well. He's explaining a functioning immune system, but not all my patients have a functioning. Yeah, not not everyone has a TikTok. <laughs> they can die. Or, or they can they can have exaggeration of of their um, condition. Wait, yeah, I, I have to care for everyone with every condition and everyone who says, "Well, I have never been ill. I'm so good because I eat my greens." Yeah, be glad about it. Be glad about it. You know what? You um, know, there's Sandra in the chat just reminded me of another issue, and this this goes back a while back, and why I've always had a um a strained relationship with Jay. But so um you know I would talk La, about the brain. You had enough? Don't know come through. I'll, I'll I'll split it three ways, whatever that was. Um the <laughs> the so you know at the beginning I'm talking people trying to talk to people about brain invasiveness, the the issues that can come with, you know, particularly in young brains where you know, the behavioral instabilities can come, neuropsychiatric issues, yada, yada, all, all this. And um, Jay would constantly play that down. And 
that you know that amyloid build up the, the all the signatures we have for neurodegeneration he constantly played that down constantly tried to diminish all these you know what was my understanding of the clinical literature and and then when Walter Chestnut started to speak about amyloid he sort of he, he picked he picked that up like he tried to sort of say ah I've got someone who I can sort of point to as being um, someone else that's talking about that particular issue rather rather than just me right and you know then they, they sort of did the a similar thing with well I, I don't know I don't mind that um, what's her name Stephanie Senef is it Senef Senef yeah. yeah I don't mind I don't mind um, but I, I, the more people that talk in my view the more people that talk about this shit the better right and um he he was constantly trying to avoid those issues and it, it's it's literally caused harm to people again and you know i can like if i if i wanted the scientific um I don't know, glory. I, you know, I would write a paper or have you, but I can't. You know, I'm I'm not interested in in that game anymore, personally. I you know, I th I th my own view is we have to take a very very long hard look at the systems that we've built up that allowed this to happen in the first place, and you know, by playing the you know the the hunt for glory in 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 a domain specialization etc. That's feeding that system right now. And um, we're, we're, well, in my view, we've already drove over the edge of the cliff. Um, just we haven't, haven't smacked into the ground yet, that's all. You know. Let's grow wings. <laughs> mm, mm. And, you know, it's, it's, there have been multiple indicators of this issue all along so it's not like the first time and um pe people should be cognizant of this and how well you know I, charles and myself were speaking earlier and you know there was well we can just ignore the issue right and hope it's sort of with us but then um i i know it won't it'll 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 balloon out like it did with Andrew Kaufman and and you, you you won't get enough critical mass that would hold people people's attention long enough so they understand fully what's going on and the, the simple fact of the matter is that people have to understand the bio warfare framework that this is all a constant yeah, I I want to add some critical um, um, issue. Um, sorry that I interrupt you, but it just came to my mind, and I, that this needs to be clarified. Oh, I've been speaking because... all day, Joanna. You go. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Because the RDRP was a was a specific topic in the lecture I saw, and mm -hmm. it was basically a question that that uh, Charles uh, gave out to JC, and he reacted like being insulted by it, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like uh, it's it's a simple question because. Um, 
there is the reason to sort for the RDRP as much as there would be a reason to sort for the Heli classes, but they are kind of the um, defamed little brother in in non-structural proteins and viruses. But um, that's what I said. You could come to a different, um, like, phylogenetically tree for instance if you choose another consensus enzyme that is basically highly conserved and that's the point highly conserved but also variable enough to be able to say well that's an rna dependent polymerase of a sars like virus and not a human coronavirus so that's right. and he left it off yeah, um, for, for for the overall and general questioning of virology and phylogenetics, and basically with that criticism, he is correct. But why do you sort from these kind of conserved um, enzymes? Because it has a consequence functionally on inhibition and inhibition potential of some remedies so you will always look if like for instance your herbal remedy would have a high affinity to the main protease um, also like the polymerase the protease and the helicase are um, as he described the translational complex and afterwards the, the splicing of the polyprotein they are like critical infrastructure for the virus so uh, you would want to know which exact RERP you are facing. And with the PCRs, we had a situation that the primers were different in different parts of the globe. And as far that's, as I right. saw the US, they were behind Europe, um, not wanting to use the Drosten protocol which included the RDRP control um, and, and basically focusing on e-gene and n-gene, which are like, oh, when you look at the like uh, insertions, localization, you have n-gene and e-gene um, in the more distant part of the whole virus. And JC is correct. The first thing, the open reading frame one is the one that's read in the first place. And then there's this oddity and, and sequencing and, and like a breach in the genome at the uh, spike um, location. And then you have e-gene and n-gene on the other side. And if you use e-gene and n-gene, you wouldn't like identify, um, you would maybe identify even more and not the SARS-specific uh, um, RDR, uh, RDRP. And that's basically what was stated. This RDRP is the SARS RDRP. You wouldn't expect to find SARS in the population being infected with human coronaviruses. You could expect e-gene and n-gene because um, they are not so conserved mm. and basically share homology even with the um, human coronaviruses. And that's basically why from these three, one of the ones on the ORF more than 
like I don't know where exactly located on which ORF the M and uh, the E and N is located, but they are after the um, the spike protein, and the other ones are before it. And if we say the if we see the um, manipulation being done basically in the spike, um, then you have like you have it spanning over the whole, uh, rather over the whole genome than focusing on e-gene and n-gene. And I think Fauci and, and cronies focused on e-gene and n-gene. And so it's reasonable to say that you would maybe get a higher um, false positive rates from that primer mm -hmm. use. And if you look at um, what, what uh, Thailand did, I, I think they designed six primers to test for it. So they had a very low false positives rate and they were treating like they were treating before they had um we were in contact with a with a um md who is uh, like caring for some clinics there and they were like treating pneumonia like diseases with antibiotics anyways and not omitting that therapy and like using um inhalation and all what we would usually do for pneumonia or exacerbation of chronic bronchitis and like do the usual treatments but think about the virus as well and then try to figure out if it's the virus with the six primers it's like then you have the probability re reduced of having false positives also if you just take people with a high pre-test probability of being infected, meaning symptomatous patients. And people who don't get symptoms, you could check for the T cells. But as I said, we were prohibited by the executive, not even medical qualified people, but there were like, like players like influential players like the Paul Ehrlich Institute, like hosting BioNTech on their webpage and sending the general prosecutor to the Stöcker lab. So it's like, that's the people we should focus on. Mm. Well, yeah. well and, and we talked, and Kevin and I, in, in this stream, we, we covered a lot of the things that you just said because it's obvious that it, that after they have these RDRPs and they sort all these samples, they're not. They didn't just stop. He he didn't say the rest, which was they did sequence a lot of these. He, all he, he what he said, he said the opposite. He said this is all they did, and then he dropped it. But that is not true. They did sequence. They had hundreds of different coronavirus full sequences, or, or pretty close. And they cultivated... And by, exactly, and by ignoring that, he's just... He, he, he's, he's trying to... He's lying, and by lying, mm. it's, it's, it's artificially diminishing the value. Like, the fact that he's, he's ignoring evidence and lying about it, and that's dangerous... When you're dealing with, you know, doctors who don't know, so they're they're trusting him that he's telling them the, the truth. The problem he knew, he knew that for a fact. Yeah, 
the problem is there is no evidence or they are not doing this and that generally these kind of languaging to say it was never done or that this and that it's um it's assuming that you know all of the literature <laughs> and sometimes i think maybe some of the clues that are out there is not known to everyone um I so that's <laughs> Yeah, the benefit of a doubt that someone else isn't filled in in the information that you have and why these kind of conversations, um, not only one-on-one, -on -one, but like we do now, are so like creative as well because we confirm each other in a way. Like I didn't hear what you discussed, but I did it. I just said it from my perspective and okay. people can correlate. So they have the different perspective and kind of see where they resonate with or what they want to look into. So that's the due diligence that everyone has to do to come to your own beliefs. But when I say I'm a hundred percent certain of, of, uh, viruses are real and they can spread and cause disease but many people just survive and have uh, some symptoms and then you can have viruses that persist and do some havoc in your system but there are many reasons that you can come become sick from yeah that's my job and um it's i lost i lost my track but it's like um, but, 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 but people trusted you, and it's a violation of that trust if you then lie to argue a hypothesis. If you are intentionally ignoring evidence, or or, yeah. or trying or trying to make an argument without giving evidence that you know, simply because it doesn't support your hypothesis, right. that's that's wrong in any case. But to do it now as he's attacking us and claiming that we are part of a narrative. Yeah. When, when, when I know the literature because I read it, and he knows I know the literature because he told me on his last stream. He, he explained to everybody because he knew how much work I'd been doing. He talked about how much work I'd been doing. And so mm. to, to completely go the opposite way and then attack me, as if I don't know what I'm talking about, when I know the literature and he's ignoring it, it's, it's, it's disgusting because he has a PhD and that gives him some gravitas. And right when he had, right when he had earned, like he got into this point where he has a platform, he's using it now to do the very same thing he's accusing us of doing. Mm. And he's not allowing us to debate him, to call Projection. him out on these things. Projection. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. That's exactly right. So, I, I, this is, I'm conscious of your time, Charles. I know it's late, but um, I had a technical question. Maybe Joanna could. No, I don't care. I mean, okay. this has to happen. This is important. Okay. So let's keep going. So um, the RNA dependent polymerase, it's when they talk about like small molecule inhibitors, is it 
imperative that they get into the functional site or is are there sort of allosteric places that you can that could be targeted as as therapies yeah. in this it's basically um, rather the allosteric sites that um, were not even described for the helicases, but it's we did um, ATP testing, so it wasn't the ATPRs that it was inhibiting, but rather um, a different site that could bind nucleoside um, analogous uh, molecules, for instance, so and with the well, because well, I, I wanted to lead into this question, which is, is it is it possible to build out sort of phylogeny based on responses to um, to these molecules? Right. I'm just I'm, I'm, in my mind, I want to try to burrow in. I, I get that phylogenetic trees are, are somewhat artificial constructs, but are there approaches that yeah. do? Th for me, I, I, I tested on different virus um, clades, mm. helicases, and so my inhibitors were kind of sometimes specific mm. to a specific viral helicase. And we would always run the, the human, an example of a human helicase with um, these tests because of the inhibition inhibition of your own helicases, you wouldn't want your inhibitor to block your own helicases because you wouldn't be able to replicate any cells that then. Mm. <laughs> you know, it, it, that would be toxic mm. if um, such a molecule would inhibit the human helicases. So that wouldn't would be necessary to have like no effect on the human helicase. But then you would look which um, inhibitor inhibits which virus helicase best. So um, this TBBT, which was now like investigated to inhibit Marburg and Ebola, <laughs> like right in the right moment when Marburg is coming up and they're trying to push the scary stuff, <laughs> they cited my paper. <laughs> Uh, and Muric well, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, October 2022, they cited it um, and said that the TBBT, the tetrabromobenzotriazole, um, inhibits the coiled coils of um, phyloviruses, meaning Ebola and Marburg. Mm. So, and they checked not only on the TBBT, but um, on myricetine, which is a flavonoid, it's it's um, it's in the fam um, closer family of quercetine, mm. the myricetine. So, and it's able to inhibit the coiled coils of the phyloviruses. Just so you know, <laughs> make contact with the flavonoids. It's the herbals. Uh, Gerd van den Buscher has written about it, and it's. Um, it's focus on solution for me, um, but it, I would like see inhibition in hepatitis C and Japanic encephalitis virus, but not in West Nile virus, for instance. And um, like there were helicases that could be inhibited fairly easily in contrast to 
others. So yes, there are functional consequences in combination with inhibition um, with these different clades of non-structural proteins. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that kind of answers my question. Um, I won't... I won't push it further. So, but it, it's it's interesting that you could think about different axes and dimensions of classification um, that we could be using that aren't right now. Or, or yeah, and it's interesting because you know the, the helicases that I looked for, um, like it was like. Um, Maybe you, I'm pretty sure you have helicases in, in many viruses, but these dead box helicases are actually published as being very homologous in between the Flavi viruses, which are um, like vector born West Nile virus, Japanese encephalitis virus, um, hepatitis C virus, which is a hepatitis virus, and um, then. Um, also, um, picona viruses, which is measles, basically, uh, is a picona virus and others, I think. Um, and the coronaviruses as well. So if there's a homology between um, coronavirus, picona viruses, and, and uh, flavivirus, um, helicases, and... Like I, like I said, it's, we, we had the consensus of, of like RDRP, but not the consensus of sorting from the helicases, which are necessary for viral, for unwinding of, um, um, of nucleotide strands. And I, I basically checked not only on DNA, but also on RNA, because these viruses are RNA. <laughs> so it's like... And it's 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 like many people say it's harder to work with RNA, but basically I can't follow the argument that um, okay, my was mine was a little bit artificial and radioactively labeled, so it's like, but it wasn't that that unstable as many people make up with um, the the RNAs in my experience at least. Mm. Maybe I work. Clearly, but it's it's maybe I work like um, without contaminating it with RNAs, but um, I was dependent on having a complete strand of the nucle um, nucleotide strand to like um, see if it's unwound by my enzyme because it would lose its. Um, um, position in the electrophoresis gel if it was unwound then you would have um um different position in the gel because it's has other electrochemical properties so it was critical for my essay to have them um these oligonucleotides um and the viral enzymes and all that yeah the sorting is an interesting thing, but it's like it's like looking at the human population and trying to sort people, like I said, and saying, okay, well, let's sort from hair color, um, and then um, you could also sort from eye color, 
and then you don't even have the skin and other phylogenetic things in it and you could never say um here you have the same family you would need to go deeper into proof of sorting and if you have that in in the helix in in the viruses then you need that consensus but it's um so in, in, it's like language. It's it's like we have the opistoconterclade of the eukaryota. Uh, mm. I mean that that's that's a scientific language of family tree analytics. And yeah, we are like related to fungi more than to um, like plants and the whole animal kingdom comes out of this and that's that's the language of biology and nothing else and but um the clinical consequence from it it's 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 not um irrelevant for me as a medical doctor to understand the properties of the nox, uh, meaning like what of the pathogen, like I, I need to understand venom as much as I need to understand virus as much as I need to understand bacteria and other issues like autoimmune. So yeah. it's like, so it, it, it's actually what I, what I, I just want to point out that after she said that in, in her little group, I pointed out that, uh, just like with sorting by hair color, um, coronavirus sequencing is confounded by these artificial manipulations. <laughs> because, yeah. because what happens is, is, is when, when they drop, because, and that was kind of tied, I just read the article from, from DB where he was talking about um, like SARS, the original, and several others in, in, this, in the timeline. It may have been artificial, and so that gives us a false picture of what's actually happening, mm. which is exactly like what happens when, like, if somebody's actually blonde or not blonde, you you can you can have confounders in the statistics, and so yeah. the, the fact that he is the fact that JC is using this argument of RDRPs and minimizing it, not talking about the good thing or the reasons why they do it. And and then also skipping on the deeper actual sequencing that they do, it, it's in multiple ways it is it's damaging because it's not true, and it's not giving the doctors that he's talking to the right context to understand what's actually happening, and they're going to take that moving forward until they hear something different, and even if they do hear something different, they're They've already heard this now, and and it just it poisons everything that we're trying to do. We'll see. We'll see. Well, yeah. like I said, I'm, just from bitter experience over the last three years, um, I, I I have a feeling it's more it's more likely to spread and cause more confusion than yeah. Than, than help people right now and and the thing is it it's look it's great to have academic discussions about these details in scientific yeah. disciplines you know, you know what but the epistemology of it but the the simple fact is 
Charles said earlier, this is this isn't we're not playing that game. This is something else, and this is about I don't know legal restitution or establishing legal frameworks that are protective for the people against the people who would abuse these systems, and we're he's stopping us from being in any way no, not entirely but it's it, it, it's it's time it's spent spending, it's artificially extending the 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 confusion and fear it, it's keeping us it's keeping the public in the state that we don't want them to be in we want them to be educated we want them to have hope we want them to have weapons to fight against the stupidity but, but by dragging this out every single day that goes by that we that we fight these fights instead of holding the people accountable and getting to the truth is a day in which doctors can't know how to fight properly it's a day that people die because we didn't get any closer to the justice or to the answer to whatever it is and that is wrong that is wrong you, and for him to do these things in that context because well, we didn't we haven't tried to silence him we no, tried to debate no. and, and bring the facts but he but he's not doing it and it every day that goes by is a day when another caitlin or another somebody else's mother or sister or brother or father might die from this when they could have been saved. The problem is worse. Every day that passes is one day closer to the global pandemic treaty and and ermächtigung for the WHO. And that's basically what's distracted from right now. I mean, the Twitter files, what, what did they come up with right now? They didn't even look into the COVID things. Well, I think it's been blocked at very high level. Yeah, it's being it's being fought against right now, um, because yeah, because they have stuff and they want to release it, and, and we don't know anymore. Like we don't know why it's taking this long, but but there's no. Obvious- we know why so long I, I think you know when you come from the other perspective and and look from the black pill perspective, then we are exactly doing what is wished for. But basically, it would be about putting a halt to this overarch of WHO regulation and taking down fundamental human rights, manifesting what just happened with COVID for the next pandemics. And you bet they will pull these cards again. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Could you just excuse me one minute? My my batteries are flat. My vape. I just want to go change them. I leave you two alone for a second. Be right back. Well, I mean, I think like we agree. I mean, we all of us. I mean, I, and especially you, Joanna. Like you've sacrificed. You've been in the front lines, and you the entire time you've been trying to warn people. And obviously, you know, I've I've done that too, and and um, the, the what keeps me going is knowing that I will not stop 
until we've, we've obtained the justice, until we've exposed what's happened. And that keeps me going. The, the only reason that I'm able to put up with all this other crap is, is knowing that what I'm doing is right and that I'm willing to work harder and fight harder and longer than the people who are fighting us. Right. And so, because I know that the accusations are not correct. I know that there's no one giving me any money to push any narratives. Yeah. You know, I know it. And, you know, the people around me um, who know me good enough know my situation. And uh, I'm, I'm convinced that truth will defend itself. Self. And yes, correct. Everyone can be abused to spread misinformation. It's correct what JC says, but it's projection. Like he said, he canceled the hydroxychloroquine like others did because of the influence that came. And it's interesting that it caught the, the, the problems in insides here correlate with the problems inside the corona investigative committee for instance and it's like there's no. distraction sought in a way but it's like we need to see through it and but that they they i wonder i've forgotten the guy's name reiner um, yeah um yeah. It, 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 he took money, right? That's my yeah. But he has still, he has still the aim to go into the U.S. and file lawsuits and all that. And I saw the conversation with um, Bodo Schiffman, the other MD in um, or one of the MDs who was fairly vocal in the first place. And I I liked his assessments, but he um. He, he then um, went into the Lanka area, and I think it's okay to discuss that because I have the experience doing my cell culture work and, and all of that, and also doing my complementary medicine work where I can literally diagnose biowarfare germs, and it's not always viruses, it's often bacteria and sometimes even radiological contamination, like, like it's like it's uh, different stuff that I can find, but um, it's not only limited perspective or reading papers or repeating people. I was trying to get in contact. I was actually, I have talked to him in November 2020 um, to Rainer Fömich, and I tried to contact Bodo Schiffmann, and I went there two times I drove for five hours um, to meet Bodo Schiffmann, but they were kind of too busy with their fame bus tour and spreading the resistance. And it was not um, in the time that 
the oppression measures like raids, home raids were so intense, it was just building up. Um, and they were still struggling with the PCR and just with understanding of the PCR. And I was like to Rainer Firmich, I can, I, I was saying to him, I can destroy the PCR narrative even more if you wish to, but it's not the way you get rid of the problem because we are facing the vaccines and you bet you can't stop it with that narrative. And we will talk to each other when everyone is going to get have have it if you know but i talked with him about judy Merkowitz's work and how it uh, relates to the situation right now so i can see how people are still kind of getting um some hints that i give and then following up later and the conversation with bodo schiffman was like they were talking about the hyperboles that i spin spun off so they are kind of um, on the same page of discussion right now. And Professor Hockertz, who fled to the to Switzerland basically for speaking up and being attacked on multiple ways over taxes and all of that, so he went um, to Switzerland from Germany in exile, basically, mm-hmm. and. Um, and he spoke up about the um, the HIV inserts as well. So um, I think it's it's like um, it's 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 like basically not everyone knows his place in the bus right now. You know. Mm-hmm. And so the what what people need to see is. Because we've we've been through so much, but right now, where we are is people need to see courage. They need to see people willing to stand up for the truth. They need something to believe in. And they can't believe in Reiner Fulmick when he takes half a million euros from, you know, the charity that he's doing. They, They can't believe in Robert Malone when he sues the Breggans for $25 million. That's not leadership. We are fighting against a real enemy. And so anybody, like, you're not going to inspire people by taking $25 million from a couple that is 80 years old. Okay, it's not going to happen. Right. And so we, one of the things that makes me most proud is that even Andrew Huff, but Doc McCairn, and Joanna and Dr. Fleming, like, like all of us, we have been fighting. And one of the reasons that I, that I love you, you guys so much and what you've done is that you did it. You did what I did. But I, I've never been in this situation before, but I have been in difficult times. And I know what leaders are supposed to do in those times. And it's less about the specific things you do and more about what, what you're willing to do, whatever it takes to do the right thing. And so what, I'm inspired because I've seen you guys do it and you're still doing it three years later. Mm-hmm. And that's the message. That's the thing, even more so than what we can say, that people need to see. They, they will not know 
they need the, to know that there's people courageous enough to stand up because that is contagious. Courage is contagious and hope is contagious. And I got elected. I got Sorry, I, I, I even got elected for it to be the one who stands up. And you know, the, the winds are changing in a way. I got elected to the physicians, like parliament. And because they, they are. Because enough people know that you're right. They know in their hearts that you're right. Despite being attacked, because I... everything you had to go through, everything you had to lose, they know that you're right. And so they're inspired by that. And it and was even medical doctors, and it's hard enough to get the medical doctors convinced because we were basically we were running for that election as, as uh, um, and I got the only I was the only one who got um, the, the seat, um, but but we got one hundred and thirty physicians electing me so it's not the basic fundamental um, the the um, population but and now there can be discussions about how bad it really was coming to the general prosecutor and interference into uh, into phys physician patients relationship and you have it in the US too when I think about Stella Emanuel for instance and, and all, even Zeftelenko how, how heavily they got attacked this needs to stop wow but, but you're, still here, but you're, you're still here and you're still fighting and mm. you made a difference and JC can't stop that and yeah. I'm not going to let him because this is what this is what will rally people to a banner. This is what people will believe in. It's not trying to fight each other, because we're not the enemy. Uh -huh. and, as long, as long, and you did exactly what what so few people in your country have the courage to do, and that's why they haven't been able to beat you. Because they can't, they can't beat you. I mean, one of the people that. Uh -huh. I have the most respect for is is Bonhoeffer because he was willing to stand up and say what was right even when nobody else had the courage to do so. Uh, and that's I'm sorry, exactly who, what we have to do. Who, who did you mention there? Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was a, a, a priest in World War II in Germany. Oh, well, that guy, yeah. Um. yeah. And, 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 and we made it through that time because people were willing to do that. So that's what people need to hear and and we will win yeah and, and we've got it. we'll do whatever it takes and we have and like I say i as we said earlier this you, you can ignore what he's doing um but i i don't think that that's an option right now it, it, you have to keep talking through the data and you know when he's making presuppositions about the nature of phylogeny within viral species it's you have no idea you know how important it is that we're able to sort of knock on your door and say <laughs> you know um what's why would that why would they choose that particular direction why that why that enzyme etc and and for people to hear that there is that there are some valid constructs around which we organize ourselves to take on, you know, whatever.
scientific endeavor, I guess it's broad. Yeah, basically, it's because of the inhibitors. Ba basically, there was this uh, run between helicas inhibitors and um, protea, um, um, polymerase inhibitors as well. Polymerase is, is inhibitable mm. like this. Mm. Polymerase inhibitors are existent, and maybe that's the ba basic um, focus, not only proteas, but also polymerase. So it's like... Um, yeah, yeah. And like I say, I wish uh, I wish it wasn't so. But like I say, he could he could have been doing all, all the effort that he's gone to if he could if he'd just been helping with I don't know. <laughs> just keep talking about immunity, right? Not talk not... about fusion helps. Talk about the uh, talk about the things that we have proof. Mm. I mean, I, I literally did all the work and, and and handed him the answers, and then and what's happened is we've we've lost nine months, and during that nine months, what's happened? We've had confirmation. We've had all the arrows that point to what Joanna has been talking about, to what I've been talking about with with Bet Corber. Literally, the things that I said on his stream. Yeah, were were true nine months before it happened, and we had the answer, and we could point it out. And he, and when he gets, he's had an opportunity in the last month to talk to to Kevin McKernan, talk to Jessica Rose, to Meryl Nass, to Stephanie Seneff, to um, Harvey Risch, to um, Paul Alexander, to Michael Yeadon, and with none of those people with none of them has he has he talked about the evidence that he knows is there mm. instead he's suppressed it yeah it's it's all about trying to uh, pied piper act to his particular hypothesis and it just doesn't look man when your scientific peers are turning around and you know just Pointing out floor after floor after floor, you you would think that there would be some introspection, but there isn't, and it's this. I I, I don't I, and again I don't know how much is come from Robert Malone's presence, right? Because you know people have focused in on him. Either for positive or, or negative reasons. Like that. I'm not. I'm not here to. But, but, but he's not even asking the. He's not even asking the questions. He had a. He had a. Um, a podcast on September 27th, before two weeks before he ever did one a show of it, where he, publicly he talked about it, where he brought forth his hypothesis, and Meryl Nass and Robert Malone and RFK and. Uh, Tess Lowry and Jessica Rose were on a panel on a podcast at the same time, two months after I had exp I had been on a show several times, and he he had Robert Malone, and he didn't even he still doesn't know that Robert Malone on March second of twenty twenty recommended fusion inhibitors, and he talked about DC sign. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even know that. 
And two days ago, he has a stream talking about Robert Malone where he is attacking him. But he had the opportunity to ask him directly about those things, which I haven't been able to do yet. And he, he wasted it on this hypothesis yeah. without, even, without even asking. And it's just mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. Well, it's, it's, it's almost comical that he's, he's spending his time bitching that Robert Malone didn't remember him. <laughs> that's, that's what we get, is we get fetching for half an hour. As he, I, I, I don't, don't care. I don't care. Robert Malone doesn't know that we're on planet Earth. If he can help, mm. if someone can get him to start talking about things that matter, things which we have evidence for. Um, and that's what Hockart basically. Hockart wrote the book with or, or translated or whatever. He he worked together with Malone and kind of supported all the HIV inserts, and I think he mentioned the defuse and, and all of that in his, his, one of his latest interviews, and um, revealed some of the discussions he had with Malone, and it was like listening to him, and I I think I le um, I heard lectures at him, um, by him as a pharmacologist on my, my alma mater, so it's like... Um, it, I trust him. He, he was early on with the warnings on ADE and all of that. You, you talk about it, Robert Malone, right? No, I talk about um, Professor Hockart. Oh, okay. Um, but um, um, even Robert Malone, though, has, was pointing towards the risks of ADE um, with this vaccines and, and why, like, why he was talking about DC sign and diffusion inhibitor because he was concerned just like Bill Gallagher was, that because of these HIV inserts, we have an opportunity, perhaps, to, to use therapeutics. And it also has risks associated with GP120 and other things. And they were both pointing to the same things. But instead of looking at that and exposing that Fauci hid all of that, we are fighting amongst each other and saying that they can't, that viruses can't even spread. Yeah. <sighs> Mind blowing, man. Mind blowing. It, is. it really is. And, and like I say, look, people listening, right? From, from me, Robert Malone's background is, in, in my view, disturbing, right? That he, he was in that industry, right, and it, a, a not a small player by any means. From it, you know, if you just took his metrics for funding, right, something ridiculous he brags about, right, ten ten billion, ten billion dollars that he secured, etc. Um, that's that's not an insignificant individual, and that person could be. I don't want to put it in such mercenary terms, but um, you can get information from from that person, right? About how how they were structuring these projects, what what was public, what wasn't public, right? Crossing witness, mm. yeah, and to to lambast him too much, 
right? And and like I say, I'm not I'm not convinced he's responsible for Remdesivir. To tell the truth, um, no, he, for for I can't read it. It doesn't look it, it looks spurious. Sorry, sorry. We, we look at the, I, we I look know at the that they've given us, and it doesn't make sense. Like I don't understand where they're coming from. Well, I, th I think it comes from, well, it's this formatidine um, story, right? And formatidine would have, again, when you're doing computational stuff, who knows? And I, th I think there was, I, I, I don't know enough about the Michael Callahan side of the equation, but from my understanding was that he he perhaps got an indicator that, from the Chinese data that formatidine might have been useful. That's 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 my sort of understanding. And they I, I'm 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 guessing there's a frustration. I, I know Mark has a lot to do with that, which is that they know that they've they've had personal harms from um Remdemsevir. I get it. I, I, I know that. And I, there's a I don't know. It's not suspicion. It's an accusation. Who knows that Remdesivir was involved in the death of my wife's best friend? I've said it multiple times. I've said it to him on a stream. But he's still saying they were ignoring it on purpose. Hmm. That even though I had that happen to me, I'm still sticking with the narrative. Hmm. Which is disgusting. And I haven't. Uh, and wrong, you know. I criticized that as well, and I can at least, for my country, say that it's been other people that put it on the Leitlinie, meaning standard operating procedures, that we would have nationally. But it looks like they were like um, designed internationally and rolled out all over the world simultaneously and that's not one robert malone that does that mm. yeah. you know? and like I said, not and, and I, I don't want to go there because you know i'm happy for everyone that might have been in this game comes out and speaks up and shoots in the direction mm. that is away from me mm. yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. there's a I don't know. It seems like a hyperfixation issue, and I, I'm not sure it's helping right now. But I know it's not helping. I think it comes from some some um, research that is might maybe reasonable. You know, um, um, I think Mark um, Kulak is doing great work, and we need to look at um, these side tracks to not. Um, be fooled by the um, smoke screens that are thrown out there for us uh, to be distracted. Because basically, this is, as you said, keeping us from the focus for nine months, basically. Mm. <laughs> That's not... I, I see. I, I see that the the evidence is percolating out of the, our little bubble, anyways. So I I'm not so scared of JC discussing this. So 
um, and sometimes it's the energy that you give it that keeps it alive. But I think the discussions we have are, are necessary to just give people who are not too deep into it like we are the opportunity to listen to all three of us and like um complementing each other's argument or even like having some arguments that would kind of support some of the and um, um, the the discussions um jc is inducing but sometimes you know it's like um like friction causes heat right yes But you don't get to face transition without a little bit of chaos, right? Yeah. Physics. Sure. And look, again, I am very, very far from being a Robert Malone fan, but I can, I can see him stepping into areas where others aren't going at the moment. And yeah. So, if it's not him, who, who else is going to do it? Right now, um, no one's listening to us. So it can't just be us, and not just be us. And we can't burn all the bridges to the people who have the reach, who have the ability to speak to a lot more than we do. We can't burn every bridge, and that's exactly what he's doing. Well, it's an issue that you've brought up as well, which is if the, if there's this hyper deconstruction of individuals you won't get more whistleblowers that's exactly right right and we need <laughs> more people to come forward out of that um infrastructure whatever network whatever you want to call it to say that yeah we were i don't know well They, they, they were obviously just given too much money, too much leeway, and too much influence on on resources. And I, I don't know that, that that's a nine eleven issue, I guess. Well, but I mean, see that that Mark wasn't part of Jurassic. He wasn't there when we were when we were discussing diffuse and trying to figure out how to release it and how how to get the public to see it and to understand it and not have it be political and all these things. Um, he wasn't there for that. And he attacks it, JC attacks it now. And they're attack but they're also at they're attacking me and Major Murphy as but not it, without the evidence. And well, attack. What it's doing is that is people are going to see that, like, if they see that people who are trying to be courageous and do the right thing are getting attacked by our side and being told we got to destroy your networks. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Well, what was that? I, I, I didn't understand it. Say it again. I I have I have contacts that get attacked uh, by Gestapo style, um, and they are just basically stating we can destroy your networks to my friend. 
And basically, at the same time, there are another complaints, another legal issues, another uh, confusion in the family because their phone calls, like like betrayal phone calls, like scaring the shit out of um, um, mother-in-law and, and all of that. You know, you can see the attacks if you're looking around you. Even I can, you know, I get attacked. But maybe it's too cozy for for some people to even understand that I'm a civilian under heavy attack. <laughs> you know, Twitter files, COVID issue, censorship isn't an issue. No, I'm still censored. I'm still not able to speak my work on Twitter. Not that I would want it, because the bot armies are too too. Um, it's like fighting the Don Quixote thing. So, um, the windmill. Yeah. yeah, the windmill. Mm. So, it, um, but these things are dragged into lang to distract from things that are planned by the other side, like the WHO treaty. And with that, it would have been, would be manifested. I, I don't understand why we don't just join forces to to prevent the WHO to get like universal powers over our medical free decision without any human rights into it written it, into it anymore. Ha! Huh? Are we talking about clones? <laughs> yep. Well, like I say, I think I think there's a we have to, right? There's it's not we can't have the discussion, or we have to have the discussion. I mean, and the people people are dependent on listening to this to to try to navigate this very very complex environment, and I well, I wish I wish I had. Better radar. <laughs> That's all I want. I need over the horizon radar, something to um, to make better predictions. Like I said, we've got we've got into we've got this far, and to, to... like being correct with my predictions. I was right all all the time right now. So and I don't like being correct with my worst in, um, case scenarios. I really don't like it. Mm. I'm I'm okay if the treatment that I predict would be working really works, but then you need to go into the clinical trials and then really prove it to just have anyone believe you and not accusing you of being a vitamin grifter. Mm. Thank you. Mm. You know, it's like um, it's okay that you do that, Kevin, but it's um, I needed to explain often more than one time that I'm forbidden to sell anything mm. and others aren't because it's just the German laws you know and, and you know in Germany you can freely advertise for any vaccine that's no problem <laughs> but not for uh, herbal remedies <laughs> it's strange my experience of Germany was that you had sort of quite a open wow this is 20 years ago now so more. I was loving the attack. Yes. Mm, I, I I remember that. Well, I'm. This was more Austria, but I I remember just yeah the the 
herbal. You know, I'm not a big believer in home homeopathic but you know, that was that was all available to people no, um, they just changed the laws and want to get homeopathy out of the pharmacies and not not being covered by the insurances mm. so it was covered by the insurance for by some legal insurances here so it's that's the big um discussion so there's this narrative the global calypso <laughs> mm. so they are trying to get um the uh, physicians um um education on homeopathy out i'm not a not an homeopathist I'm not educated to be homeopathist, but I actually did the biophysics to understand the principle of potentiation, according to to Hahnemann, um, who invented the homeopathy, because that's basically uh, that has basically been um, um, exam knowledge for my exams how that happened 200 years ago and how the principles are. And I use kind of a similar technique with having a potentiated solution of something like um, Professor Montagnier had for his analytics of water memory. And... Um, I think that's that's an interesting question from the biophysics and and like um, quantum field, um, like quantum electrodynamic and ambient condition. It's it's kind of the um, not defined area of physics which I work in. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, um, these are fascinating um, areas of what well, in my mind that should be open for people to explore. Right, I, I would never. I would never try to um, restrict someone's. If, if someone thinks that homeopath is what's going to fix their problem and they get on with it, I'm I'm down with that. Great. That if that works for yep. you, awesome. Um, it, it's the. It's the. It's counter. It's yeah. Sorry. It's well, counterintuitive what we do because they take it out of the pharmacy, so everyone can do it. So yet yeah. now you can produce your own. Oh, it's it's sometimes they are stupid. But this, you know, it's when people would turn around and you know <laughs> you've got you've just received a uh, face full of anthrax and they want to give you a homeopathic remedy. I might just be saying, well, you know. <laughs> You might want to yeah. uh, think about some antibiotics yeah. as well. But that's that's yeah. just me, folks. That's just me. Yeah, and you know, that's that's freedom of choice situation. Everyone is free to choose. But um, if you're kept from the information that uh, would open up another spin-off, um, so you don't even get to know that there could be another option to go and you decide, then it's kind of, it's all, it's the same thing as the government just did to say, we know better what you are allowed to know. And that's basically stripping the people of the freedom of choice. Yeah, very much so. Um, guys, I think I'm going to have to, Pulled a ripcord, because um, funnily enough, 
The wife hasn't come home. <laughs> and I can... Um... Also, I mean, we've been on here for eight hours. So. Yeah, so... Um... I've been asleep for a couple hours. Yeah, I need, to, I need to find out why she's late. Um, kids, well, she's an hour and a half late, and I wasn't expecting that, so I need to oh. take care of the kids and what have you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, good luck in everything is fine, okay? Yeah. Uh, let me just check um, if there was anyone just to say thank you for donations. Um, there was one extra one came through. I just want to say thank you to uh, Sally. Thank you very much. Um, if uh, I need your PayPal anyway to add it to your website. So drdina.com, you can... Go to now. That's a live website uh, for Joanna. Um, I need to put your PayPal on there. Should make you one as well, I guess, Charles. But you had, haven't called it Dinat, right? It's Dinat. Dinat. Um, I I got both domains. However, you okay. spell it with the I and the E. So um, if I, if we have to have another one to check your uh, DMs in yeah. uh, Discord. The link is there. For I you. do. Um, yeah, thank you. So, guys, thank you very much, and um, thank you everyone for listening to what was quite a marathon. I wasn't expecting it to be this long, but it was good. Um, I've just got to attend to family stuff. Sorry. Find your wife. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's kind of odd. She's um, so late. I need to find out what's going on. Okay, uh, Charles, uh, salute to you, brother. Thank you. Um, you, when are you back? You're still traveling tomorrow, right? And then I'll be, I'll be finally back home tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So hopefully you'll have better internet connection. Um, send me your PayPal as well, dude. Um, you got a donor today. <laughs> Let's uh, we'll divvy it up. We're rich. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I will speak to you later. And um, yeah, well, Charles, have a good night. You and I have a good day. Yeah. Bye. Right. You. Uh, bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. All right, folks. I gotta. I gotta rip this. So no. No. Um. Outro right now. Whilst I find out what's going on. Um. I will see you in the next stream. Maybe tomorrow. Take care, guys. God bless.